I like it. No, no. Down. <laughs> so you carried on watching more of Buffy yet in Hidron? I have. I have. Uh, How far are you? About halfway through season five, I had Oof. to stop for a little while so Mrs. Derdrotic could catch up. You, you guys getting very close to that that episode, you know the one. Yes. Um, Nerdrotic could catch up. Yes, and, and uh, yeah, Mrs. Nerdrotic is episode. You know the one. Uh, I'm not allowed to watch Buffy without her from now on. It's kind of a thing. So, got to do what the boss says once in a while. Haven't gotten the title right. I knew I was going to forget something. Give me one moment. Don't panic, chat. They're all going to panic. We're on oh, fifty-eight. Uh, hmm. Let's come up with a good title. What do you reckon, everybody? Should we call it "Was Season Eight of Game of Thrones Bad?" Question mark or good? Or what? there's got to be something better than that. Come on, you're all wordsmiths. Do it. The the battle for mm. season eight. No, that's lame. What about um, the Game of Thrones debate? Yeah, game... the the season eight debate. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you Game of Thrones a trial by combat. There we go. I'll take that. I'll take any of these. Fine. I'm putting it in. And as long as people love it, we'll keep it. Trial by combat. But with... What what name would you like in the title? Yes, and IRL is fine. Very well. Nerdrotic. There we go. That'll update. And hopefully... You know, it won't say EFAP Gaming anymore. Sorry about that, everybody. You know how I just... Oh, well. I'll do anything right for this. It's all a game. <sighs> it's all a game. game that we play. All changes saved. Excellent. Now, uh... Yes. Um, <laughs> we should probably talk about a few things before we do any kind of intro to let people sort of, um... flow in a little bit. Um... How about that... That thing that came out recently. Has anything come out recently? Batwoman was bad. There you go. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say it's worth. I couldn't imagine watching Batwoman. No, are you sexist? Maybe, but <laughs> I, I just I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. Like, I watched a few episodes. Or I watched a season of The Flash years back for funsies, uh, and that was all I could really do of like CW mm -hmm. superhero stuff. What is what is the best show on CW? What is it? Is it Arrow? Is that the one that's the hundred? The hundred is amazing. It's oh wait just wait like... I mean I mean out of like the the, the Arrowverse ones, all of the hero the ones. Because oh. oh. um I know that the Flash and and Arrow are probably the two most likely. Is it? Yeah, the first two seasons of both of those were pretty good. Uh, season one of Arrow is very good. Um... CW show. Yeah, fair enough. I was going to say, quick update about EFAP movies again, because I know that people are still like, where's the Doom video? Um, this is simultaneously a, a promotion of a thing and information at the same time. So, those who want to see EFAP movies Doom, you can actually watch it on EFAP.me, the website held by Kibakins. Um, oh. If you go to... I'm going I'm to do it right now. If you go to it... Um, then go to uh, episodes, minis, movies, and gaming. Then you hit Doom, and it links you to a player that's embedded into the site, I guess. Now uh, you can watch it there. 
So for the people who are like, we don't see it, there you go. Um, but it will be up on Moolah as soon as it goes through. I'm trying to thing with a friend to see if we can keep it live on a channel on YouTube for two weeks. Once it goes through two weeks, then we probably assume it's not going to get hit by copyright, and I'll try it again on Moolah, but that'll be the third time. For some reason, they like to strike it once you put it live. It doesn't matter whether or not it's unlisted. It's really annoying. Um, as soon as that one goes through, then Fellowship can come out, then Two Towers, then Return of the King, then God Gojira, King of the Monsters. King and, of the Monsters. Um, and another one. Should I keep it a secret, Rags, or should, should we tell them? Should we tell them I think secret? you've already told them enough. The secret is to always want them leaving more. Alright, there's another movie on top of the Godzilla one that's currently being edited, and it may shock you. It comes. I think a lot of people might be shocked. But anyway, go um, go to the website and do that and use it. And if you feel as though this is an amazing site, which it is, it I would is. like to uh, give some support for maintaining it. There is like a, a donate option at the bottom for Kibakins. It basically just means that um, it'll keep going. Um, obviously, uh, as as EFAP itself is is supporting the site as well, it's just um, do whatever you would feel that you should, would like to do in terms of because it's just a great website and that keeping it up is um, something we want to do. If everything is smooth right now, there should be a link to it in the current live stream. I'm going to make sure that's true. Because it up is uh, really very incompetent today. Dude. Oh. Yes, it's there. Uh, it says a fan site that's all about EFAP. You can find a link right there. Excellent. Um, I don't That's pretty much it. I haven't actually got anything else to say about... Um, oh, so somebody mentioned when we were talking about YouTube's demonetized words in titles that it was funny that Gallons was in there. Demonetized word. Gallons? And they recommended that I put Gallons as a test into the next uh, EFAP. I did, the one we were talking about Joker, I said we were looking at gallons of Joker critics or, so, critics or something like that, and uh, that video did get demonetized, but I don't know if it's because of gallons, <laughs> but it would be funny if it was. Whoa. Does it rhyme with something that I'm missing? I don't know, someone must have used gallons to say something horrible at some point, and YouTube are like, that's it, that gallons gotta go. Gallons of dead Jews. That could have been it. Who knows? You never know with YouTube, because they don't tell us anything. No, they don't. Have they said I anything about that demonetized word list? I would have thought they'd be like, they'd want to damage control that shit. Be like, ah, not true, I swear. They do what they always do, not answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, another funny thing happened that I suppose I should acknowledge because I got tweeted about it like crazy. Uh, way back when, um, a user made a meme for us where I was the guy in Kingsman shooting a bunch of people in the in the church scene that were all representative of like different EFAP villains and and like like fights and stuff. There were even some references to things beyond EFAP in that video. It was really well edited. It had loads of references. It was really cool. Um, somebody made one for Trump, like Oof. just as a meme in general. Someone made one where he was going around like he's doing the same thing, but he's shooting like CNN and other different things. And like obviously, Trump fans are really happy with it. Um, oh no, a meme. But that's the thing, uh, and non-Trump fans were like, this is horrible, it depicts him killing people and they're celebrating. And the people were like, isn't this the meme that made for you as well? And I was like, oh, you can make it for anybody, I guess. <laughs> it's, like... it's a meme within the movie. I mean, yeah. it's uh, a Kingsman Englishman killing a bunch is... of southern church goers. I mean, Kingsman that's itself okay. is kind of a meme. Uh, 
I liked but. the first one. The second one was weird, and now they're making the a prequel, one. right? Yes. Yeah, they are. Uh, I only saw the first one. Um, it's not my cup of tea. okay to kill a bunch of churchgoers in the first one, but if, yeah, they were uh, probably if, a bunch if, of right wingers, and it's okay to kill them. Yep, they ain't people. Pay people. Um, so that's about it for like intro stuff that I need to get said. Now there's enough people here for me to be like, hello and welcome to EFAP number fifty-eight. Uh, hmm. we 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 covered a video about Game of Thrones a while back. I believe it was episode. 56? No, 50. It was with it was with Mr. GG. Oh, that was the demonetized words one actually, and mm -hmm. um, the author of said video was was interested in discussing uh, our perspective on Game of Thrones, and here he is. Hello, Yezin. Yes. How do you do? Hi, I am Yezin slash like Yezin IRL, and I'm here to talk about some Game of Thrones, some season eight. It's mm. gonna be great. Um, we've brought Nerdroticon as a, a representative of the side that is, um, let's say, unhappy. Put it that way. That's the nice way to put it. Unhappy with season eight of Game of Thrones, and probably Game of Thrones as a whole at this point. Um, so welcome. Are you, hey. are you all on that side though? Other than pretty me? much, yeah. But I was gonna yeah. say, me and Rags are probably gonna try and take a little bit of a backseat. We'll, we'll, uh, oh. so that we're not gonna, we don't want to be doing the whole like, all three of us ask you a question at the same time and you have to answer all of them. We'll be um we'll try and let you guys discuss the topics if you will but um probably throw some comments in here and there just to just to have some level of structure so that it'll be interesting sure. we kind of did it with um i was gonna say we kind of did it with major lee in the um most of the time out of the three people two would be silent for a decent amount of time while it would be exchanged between two the, the two others but um we'll we'll play it by uh here as they say and and see see how everything goes so um yeah, uh, Nerdrotic well, is... Go ahead. Yeah, well, before you... I mean, I, I'm curious what everyone's, like, background with the series is. Like, just show, book and show? Like, what, okay. where is that? Uh, Nerdrotic, do you want to go first? Sure. So, it's... Uh, I watched the show for the first three episodes, loved it immediately. It became the greatest thing in my life. And right around that time, Dance of Dragons came out, uh, bought that, bought all the books, read them multiple times over one summer and continued doing so over years and years. Uh, just uh, had the audio book on a constant loop in my car, uh, on my phone. Books uh, got into the lore deeply, went to uh, all the Reddit pages. I'm, I'm a big fan or I was a big fan of Free Folk. I heard that change recently and I haven't been there in like a month. But uh, Ooh, yeah, just, just, <laughs> I, I love the Free Folk. And uh, yeah, just obsessively got into the show and to the into the books and was spouting ignorant remarks like this is going to be better than Game of Thrones or better than Lord of the Rings. And boy, was I wrong and got a bunch of people. got a bunch of my friends in the show. I had a comic shop at the time. I don't know if anybody's heard that. I might've mentioned it a million times that I used to own a comic shop. I had viewing parties there of uh, episodes uh, and yes, uh, bought all the comics, everything, everything they had to offer. I bought, I became a massive fan. And then uh, season seven happened. It's it, I started breaking <laughs> a little early. Season seven was what really started season doing. Season seven broke you. Uh, the the I was still in, but the uh, Westeros Express and uh, particularly what they did to Littlefinger was uh, just completely out of character for him, mm. and 
didn't work for me personally, narratively, uh, with, within the show, he became, uh, an idiot, uh, got suckered by, uh, the Stark sisters in, uh, the space of two episodes, which normally they would have built that thing up over time. Uh, and we got a glimpse of what was to come for season eight for me. And season eight was just the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, I see. My my history is all the way with uh, it was season two had just aired and too many of my friends at the same time said you need to see it high rated and I watched uh, I think it, once I was done with the finale for season one I was like yeah I need ten million seasons of this and the fact there's only one remaining sucks and I remember watching it all in the one day and was like well there it is it's done now and I have to wait a million years I remember watching uh, the premiere for season three the red wedding. And then uh, rum uh, that's when I read the books after I'd uh, finished season three. So I was like, I can't wait. It's impossible. I have to know all of the things that happened to all these. And then uh, season four rolled around and I was really happy with who they cast for Oberyn and how they did everything. I thought it was just like, I was just super happy book fan. And then came the last episode of season four, which I despise. And I kind of want to make a video on it one day because everything, I just don't like anything that happens in that episode. Wow. Much. Um, That's one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe we this can discuss that at some point, but I absolutely hate it. Uh, it ruins Tyrion Lannister beyond repair, as well as uh, a couple of other things. But more importantly, I was like, I'm done. The show's killed me. I can't believe it did this. And season five came around, and a couple of my friends were like, we're going to watch it. Are you going to watch it? And I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. And I was just like, the heckler, almost. I was like, yeah, this is f some good stuff in here, but that's stupid, that's stupid, that's the... Uh, Barristan's death, that, that I was just, like, so beyond insulted, but I was like, yeah, okay, fine, that that happened, that's cool. Uh, season 6 rolled around, and I was like, okay, it, it wasn't as bad as Season 5, you know, maybe there's, maybe, and then, and then you know, more baits from the White Walkers, and I was like, you know what, I, 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 I'm gonna see this through, probably, just because just I want to know how this all goes, where is it all, what was it all for? Uh, season 7 happened, and my god, like, the stupid zombie plot. Like, I couldn't believe that that was oh, a yeah. thing they did. Um, White Hunt. And then, yeah, I mean, I've kind of skipped over them, but we have, like, Stannis uh, in Season 5. We have uh, Blackfish in Season 6. We've got Littlefinger in Season 7. There's all these endings to characters that are just so unbefitting of what we've come to understand about them, or at least what I came to understand about them. And then... Um, I was getting to a degree of hype for season eight because of uh, just just who was in it, who was who was doing what. Like um, Sapochnik was supposed to be in charge of a bunch of episodes, and I was like, oh, I like him; he did good. Um, and the fact that they were like, oh, this is the biggest thing ever, and I was like, oh, and it's not really to me. I thought it was going to be pretty hard for them to fuck it up. I was like, this is this, you got your options are simplistic, obvious ending, or surprise me with some stuff. Um, but they chose what I think is one of, let's say there's a billion ways you could have ended it, they chose, like, the bottom 100, like, worst <laughs> ways it was in there, and I was just like, wow. And I was furious after um, season 8, episode 3, absolutely furious, and it reminded, it, it was the same feeling as TLJ, it was like, wow, I really cared about this show, even though I pick the end of season 4 is where I dropped off, I was clearly not off the train. Um... Sometimes stuff makes you realize that, but yeah, that's me, and um, those two stories are relatively long. Rags, explain your extensive history with Game of Thrones. My extensive history of Game of Thrones begins when Mahler contacted me one day and said, 
Rags, I need you to look at this. I need someone else to understand. I need <laughs> I need you to watch this. And it was Game of Thrones uh, season eight, episode three. Now, oh, up wow. until this point, up until this point, my my understanding of Game of Thrones was purely tangential in the sense that I'd only I'd only heard of it. I knew really nothing of the characters. I'd seen memes here and there popping up, but I I basically had no understanding at all of Game of Thrones and I didn't care about the show at all. So we watched season eight, episode three. I said, Mahler, this is absolutely fucking terrible. <laughs> and then he started explaining me the context of a lot of the characters. And we went through a lot of clips. And even later, I went through a whole lot of clips to get, you know, backstories on characters and things that happened. And I was like, man, I am like, I'm really, really sorry that this happened to your show because th this is <laughs> this is awful. What I'm watching is an absolute abortion of the cinema. Uh, and then I just kind of followed along with the discussions he was talking about. And um, I, I'm pretty much convinced based on all that I've learned so far that uh, season eight, especially episode three going on, a lot of just completely logic devoid decisions are made and insanely stupid things happen, um, regardless of who characters are and what their backstories are and a lot of context. You just see stupid stuff being done. That is just to me in insane. Uh, everything from fight choreography to um, battle strategies to just things that people do that seem so bafflingly stupid. I just couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Um, so I guess as a just to underlie this, uh, I, I find that there's like kind of two main different kinds of complaints about the show, and particularly season eight. Uh, some are logistic. And then some are narrative. So logistic stuff is like fight choreography. Like, uh, why did the Dothraki charge? Um, why, like, um, and you could say that's like motivation on some level, but the Dothraki aren't really characters. Um, so it's like logistic thing. It's like, why, how was Euron able to snipe Rhaegal out of the sky from behind like dragons? Stuff like that. And then there is stuff like, um, why did Daenerys burn the city? Uh, why did Jamie go back to stuff like that? Um, I am someone who sympathizes more with the logistic complaints. Like the logistic complaints, a lot of them do make a lot of sense to me. Like, yeah, they're they're yeah. really, really, really stupid. Um, I, yeah, I don't because I'm not a big battle strategy guy. So well, it's not it, really it plays what out. I it plays out like a CW show, quite frankly. <laughs> The, mm -hmm. the things that they do and the things that they do ultimately impact do people survive or not are are are, are, do, are the walls breached or, or what happens to armies and stuff like that and that that that's important stuff that happens um sure but yeah um, I, I'm, I'm less knowledgeable about characters i just have the ability to look at things that don't make any sense whatsoever or just outright stupid and don't make sense. And I'm like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense at all, but it's something that's happening. So my investment in future actions that people take is being crumbled away by constantly stupid decisions. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll, we're sure we'll get into those. Uh, for me, the areas that I find the bigger complaints are uh, and the bigger, like, you know, the real vitriol towards season eight is about uh, character choices. Uh, things that characters do, like uh, like Jamie going back to Cersei, probably 
one of the most unpopular decisions. Uh, Daenerys burning King's Landing, uh, John being sent stuff stuff like why are these things happening to my favorite characters? Why are characters making these kinds of choices? Um, those are the places where you really see a lot a lot more like rage, and that's the area where I uh, have like friction with a lot of the rest of the fandom because I I don't agree. Um, I do think that people are more often than not wrong about the characters, not the writers made the wrong choice with the characters. And I'm sure we're going to get into that. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think that works as a good intro. That's a good little taste of all that's to come. Uh, yeah. I don't exactly know what we should tackle first in any particular order, but... Um, I, 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 I'm interested in asking you a few things, uh, just the, like, what I got from the video, sort of, um, mm -hmm. so you could call them, we, like, the two conversations we're probably going to have is stuff specifically to do with Season 8, and the stuff specifically to do with criticism in general, meta, fans, all that stuff around it, if that makes sense? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so, like, I guess, opening question, what, to you, makes, like, a fandom toxic? What would be like a, what is toxic to you? Um, well, there's a lot of different things. Uh, I think in the case of uh, the Game of Thrones fandom uh, right now, the thing that makes them particularly toxic is sort of an overinflated sense of their own understanding. So like people look at the show, they're like, this is who the characters are that like I've decided that Daenerys is this. Um, based on my interpretation of who she's been, or this, I've decided that Jamie is this, based on my interpretation of who he's been, and then people see things that contradict what they believed about characters, and then they decide that they don't. There's no introspection. It's the writers are wrong. Uh, someone else did something wrong. I was right the whole time. So that is, I think, what fuels the toxicity, the, the inability to look back and say, huh, maybe I need to look at this again. Maybe I need to reconsider this. And like, maybe I was wrong about stuff. And then instead, we're getting a lot of just really like, oh, these writers are incompetent. They don't know George R. R. Martin's vision. I know George R. R. Martin's vision, even though like they spoke to George R. R. Martin. He told them his vision. Uh, and then people are like, no, they, di they didn't get it. I get it. Here's what's supposed to happen. Here's what Jamie would do. Here's what Daenerys would do. So I think that's a kind of a taste of how I see toxicity. Um, I guess, Gary, what would you like to respond or? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So my, just real quick, toxic fandom uh, doesn't exist. It's just fandom. It's always been there. We can talk to each other more. So if we want to label it toxic or not, I'm not too sure. Of course, there's a few bad actors in there who just want to get nasty for the lulls and stuff. But uh, for the large part, I, I've done a lot of live streams. So is Mahler. And I've talked to people in length, other YouTubers in length, other friends in length. And I really don't buy into uh, like I had an ending in mind and it didn't meet my ending and I don't like it. I think anybody who has even the most basic understanding of Game of Thrones or the books and you do have to separate these two things. And I have a hard time doing it myself. Uh, and let me preface this by saying the exact ending for John, for Daenerys, for Jamie, I can certainly see those things happening in the book. It was 
contextually, it didn't make any sense in season eight because it required a lot more time to build up to that because that's what the foundation of that series was. This was Lord of the Rings where they tell you how the armor got paid for, how they fed the troops, how to boil leather. Uh, this was what people bought into. And then it just abandoned that towards the end to rush to an ending to get it over with because they split the final season. They, they wasted a lot of time on a lot of characters that they didn't follow through on and they had to rush to an ending. And I think that's the general consensus as far as, you know, Jamie acting out of character. Well, he did because they didn't build up to him returning to Cersei. Uh, they didn't finish his redemption arc at all. Uh, and they did the same to Arya and Daenerys and Jon's whole relationship was forced. It didn't, and you know what? We can can we blame that on the actors not having chemistry? Maybe, but it all fundamentally falls to the writers in this, and the writers' decision to take a year to take a two-year break in between the series, but not work on the series for the entire two years. Uh, they no, also they, they worked on the series the whole time. They were in and out. They weren't as on in there as they were before. Uh, they even mentioned that in the documentary. Uh, that being said, they, they didn't allow themselves enough time to finish. They were heavily reliant on George to finish the book. And I think George not finishing wins a winner had a large part to do with the derailing of this series. And we have so many people who were not happy with this. And again, I am not going to say these people didn't have an understanding. I, I listen, I'm no expert on anything. Uh, I read the books a lot. I watched the show a lot. I think I have a basic understanding. And I would think that a large portion of the fandom does as well. And I think it wasn't satisfying. I don't think people, I personally don't have an ending in mind for anything. And George can pass on all the information he wants, but it's it, it comes down to a matter of talent. If this is considered mean, sorry, it's a fact. Dan and Dave don't have the talent George R. R. Martin do. They had, uh, they... All right. Well, there's they a couple it great in the beginning, but uh, I, I can't understand how anybody would argue that the adaption was good towards the end. OK, so there's a lot to cover here. Um, the first thing. So what you were talking about earlier about people don't have an ending in mind. They just they don't like the, the way it's done. So the it's not the what was done. It was the execution. Right. That's kind of the 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 phrase that's been thrown around a lot. Um, a lot of people present that as the consensus, but it's really, a, in my in my experience, a very false consensus. Like a lot of people will say that because it sounds good and it makes them sound objective. Um, but like, for example, on the, the subreddit, like uh, the book subreddit, Song of Ice and Fire, someone made a poll about like, do you want, would you like, George R. R. Martin to do these things in the books. And they are like the big things like Sansa, Queen, King, Bran, Daenerys, Burns, King's Landing, John kills Danny, Jamie goes back to Cersei. Yes or no? And in almost every case, except um, John kills Daenerys, people said no. They did not want that in the books. Um, and again, it wasn't overwhelming. It was a little bit over, it was like, 60%, 50% in all these cases. Uh, the poll had like something over, I mean, again, it's a sample size of maybe like 2,000 people. Um, but right there, you get the sense that, okay, so people 
actually, so some people, yeah, it, they'll say it's the execution. But for a lot of people, um, they're really just not going to be okay with King Bran ever. Uh, and there's that's, a lot of like, I don't think that's a fair question though, because we saw the buildup to King brand in the show and it was awful because they skipped, they, they made a terrible decision and skipped a season with brand. So people lost connection with that character. I you, don't can, you can say, if you tell somebody really the ending without it. context, they might not like it. But if they say read George, George's interpretation of what, no, but the question that, was, they might like it. George, the question was, do you want to see George adapt this? And those people have five books of Bran. They have five books of John. They have five books of Daenerys. And they don't want George to get there. Again, that's not everyone. But I think for me, the idea that there is a consensus is just not true. There is no consensus opinion. Some people don't like what happened. Some people don't like the way it's done. A lot of people don't like both. But this idea that like, oh, well, I like some people say like, oh, you know, everything that the show did, I would be fine with it if it was done better. Some people feel that way, but not everyone. And when you have such a large fandom with like so many expectations, you're never going to get that kind of a consensus. And you do see a lot of a lot of people did watch Game of Thrones like sports fans, like they're rooting for a team. Like a lot of people like Daenerys is my my character. And I'm all for, I want Khaleesi to win. I want Daenerys to win. A lot of people are like, John is my guy. I want John to be the king. I want John to kill the Night King. So a lot of people watch it through that context. And there is like an, people aren't that rational. There's an emotional drive there that colors how they interpret everything around that. For one thing, like someone asked me like, why is it that I think that I'm, so positive about the ending and part of it i think is that at the core of it bran was my guy and so i had this like bias at the ending where it's like yeah i want to like this because bran was my dude and he is the king at the end and so then i was able i think i was able to look at things a little bit more i was able to look back at things and be more open to what the ending was saying because it gave me a thing that I wanted. Whereas other people who didn't get anything they wanted aren't really willing to go back and rethink their opinions or rethink the ending because there's no why. Why would they want to like something that uh, shat on their favorite character? I think it's possible for a, for a fan to know a character better than a writer. If you believe uh, death of the author, absolutely. And... I, I do believe it's possible for fans to know characters better than the writers. Um, I think in most cases, fans do not uh, know the characters better than the writers. I think, do we want to pick a character and talk about him? Um, if you'd like, uh, do, do you want to pick? Yeah, or... <laughs> Let's talk about Jamie. All Everyone right. loves, loves Jamie Lannister. He's a very popular character. And so uh, I was talking to a friend, like, how would you rate... Uh, Daenerys's turn, and I gave it an eight out of ten. Really? And they asked me how how would you rate Jamie's turn? Ten out of ten. I literally do not think a single thing should have been done different with Jamie, and that's a very unpopular opinion of the fandom. So, I you know I I'd, I'd like to hear more about Jamie. How you guys feel about him, and give my opinion on that. And 
Uh, well, it's up to Gary, you or me. What, what do you want to do? Uh, you go ahead first. I went first last time. So, um, how would you explain the line, the innocent, I never really cared for them? Yeah, this, this is the line that gets talked about the most. I would explain that line with, it's literally true. Oof. If you go back over Jamie's story, there is not a single instance of him going out of his way or expressing a lot of concern for the common people. And the, the instance that people always go straight to is Ares, right? He killed the Mad King, saved an entire city. But if you think about it, self-defense. Jamie would have died too in that fire. Right? You think you so think he his, killed the Mad King in self-defense? I think he killed the Mad King because the option was die, your father dies, you never see Cersei again, that's it, or do something that is arguably also honorable and within your vows, and you get to live. So naturally, when, I would cite season three where he explains to Brienne it because if he hadn't thousands would have died that's not actually what he says uh, I actually I knew this was going to come up so I went back and rewatched that scene literally right before this um, what he says is if your king had asked you to kill your own father and then stand by where women and children are burned would you have done it if you actually look at the context of that scene it's not about Jamie's like deep concern for the common people. It's about honor and reputation. Like the last lines of that scene are, uh, by what right does the wolf judge the lion? By what right? He's upset because people see him as a bad guy, even though he upheld his, his vow to protect the innocent. Absolutely. Oh, well, that, so that yeah, comes, he, so that comes after he's happiness. made that decision. Yeah, but the thing is, that's when you look at his emotion in that scene, that's what it's about. He's not, so he's so torn up when you're watching that scene. And a lot of people are like, oh, he's torn up because he's thinking about all of the women and children that would have died. No, he's torn up because of how people look at him. Uh, but when you made that decision, like, yeah, it's, would you be, I mean, like, wouldn't you rather live than, wouldn't you rather kill the crazy king and live than burn alive? I don't know that like that was actually the definitive result, even. We don't know that Jamie didn't know where the safe areas of King's Landing would have been. There were no safe areas of King's Landing. There clearly were, uh, because Ares... King's Landing was burned by Daenerys, and all the deposits went off for the wildfire, and yet there's still plenty of people who survived. It's Well, in the show, it's not entirely sure that all of the wildfire is still there. Um, but, uh, Jamie himself says that he didn't, in another scene, that the crazy part, or maybe it's in the same scene, uh, that Ares didn't think he would, actually didn't think that he would burn, he thought he would rise again as a dragon. So, Jamie believes that Ares is gonna die in this fire. I don't think he was like, well, you know, I could not kill the king and go hide. Anyway, so, we're taking this scene, right? You have an interpretation of it. I have an interpretation of it. Can you kind of see how like both of these are valid? No. Right? No, I don't see how no. yours is valid at no. all. Um, okay. 
Well, in what way? Like, what is invalid about it? The scene is about reputation. Jamie himself... So he's outraged that the biggest moment in his life where he had to choose between the honor to three different... He, he mentions the king, the people, and his father. Uh -huh. And he chose the people because again, it's pretty father. clear that that would be the right choice, like ultimately father, to save yeah. the most lives, and um, and he's punished for it. That's his reputation, and it's all thanks yeah. to Ned Stark. Ned Stark's the reason. Ned Stark could have changed everything if he had actually addressed, listened to, understood everything about Jamie. But he, he's too quick to judge. He's too altruistic. He judges Jamie immediately as a betrayer. He killed his own king, probably to save his own skin. What a piece of shit. But ultimately, Jamie, Ned Stark doesn't know about the wildfire. Jamie never tells Ned Stark about the wildfire. Yeah, I know that. Uh, in the books, he never tells anyone. In the show, no, no, he my, tells. What I, well, everything I just said is contingent upon that. So, sorry. Um, could you explain that again? So everything I said is contingent upon Jamie not telling Ned that, because yes, yeah. that's, that's Jamie's conclusion that Ned immediately judges him the worst possible scenario. And it's done. Right. Um, Ned, uh, Jamie, Ned judges him because he's sitting on the throne. He killed the king. His father was taking the city. Ned's, Ned assumes, because he is presumptuous, but I mean, it's for understandable reasons. He presumes that uh, Jamie was just acting in the interest of his house. Which he wasn't. Which he wasn't. He's, but... At the same time, Ned doesn't know about the wildfire. Uh, Jamie, in his mind, he's protecting him. He's yeah, defending himself. So we're himself. highlighting that it, the, the selfish point of view is the lie, is the failure to understand the scenario, is the thing that everyone understands about Jamie that isn't true. No, it's the thing about A Song of Ice and Fire in Game of Thrones is that uh, decisions are never that clear cut, right? There's always like two sides to every decision. Um, and this is very true of Jamie. It's very true of Daenerys. It's very true of a lot of characters. Like with um, with Ned Stark, there's this question of like, oh, is is he all about honor? Well, no, actually. When you find when you really get into the secrets of Ned Stark, he's actually all about family. So there's like two. Like yes, Ned Stark is honorable, but he also puts his family above honor. It's like. Yes, that seems honorable to me. I was going to say that's maintaining an yeah. honor. Well, that's, that's, that's the whole point of Jamie's character is that he's trying to decide which honor out, outpaces the other. Ned Stark obviously places the honor of, of his family's lives above the honor to his king. Yeah, and in that instance, so did Jamie. Um, but the, the point isn't yeah, like, I agree. oh, Ned Stark is wrong, Jamie is right. The point is that uh, Jamie doesn't. Re like he he sees an ill in society in the way people judge other people based on these contradictory vows, and he's torn up about it. But what he did didn't show a, like an ex it's like he didn't risk his life for the common people. And throughout the story, he never does again. Uh, he doesn't it, risk his did... life for the common people. No. Would you not consider it so? By common people, could we boil that down to innocent person? That, that he no, uh, common people is non-nobility. People that he doesn't know, like civilians. Like so, Brienne of Tarth, not the common people. So how many um, how many characters have satisfied that? Uh, in the story, very few. Uh, the story doesn't really follow the common people. But the thing is, he doesn't. 
Jamie is in a position to do things for the common people all the time. He just doesn't. Yeah, he, he gets absorbed by the personality that he'd accidentally created for himself. That's who he is up until season three. That's when everything starts to crack apart. That's not, that's part true, part not. Again, it's like, yeah, he's absorbed by this personality. But once you're absorbed, like, that is who you are. There's no, like, true self and fake self. Like, you are what you do. Sure, and I believe that he actually owned that, that persona until he was faced with a bunch of serious choices that he couldn't escape. And then he comes to realize, this isn't me. I'm not Jamie Lannister, the Kingslayer, the person who will be with Cersei over everything else. I do care about... How do you... I'm confused. How do you justify this idea that he doesn't do anything for the common people when he was at Winterfell? Yeah, go back and watch those scenes. Uh, what is the thing that drives Jamie to go to Winterfell? It's Brienne. He, when they ask him, he looks at Brienne, he says... He repeats Brienne's words back to him. Later, he goes to Brienne and he he says, the reason I'm here, and I'm not the fighter I used to be, but I would be honored, honor, to fight under your command. Doesn't he say that he made a promise to fight for the living? Yes. He says it to Cersei. Again, it's about honor. His honor. Yeah, That's to like, the people. Yeah. To the, not to the interpretation, people. Interpretation, though. Well, yeah, sure. You can say it's interpretation, but what happens is I have my interpretation, yeah. you have yours, and then at the end, the show contradicts your your interpretation and affirms mine, and so, so or not just yours, other okay. people's, right? Uh, one interpretation is affirmed by the show at the end. One is contradicted by the show, and people are like bad writing, rather than maybe this interpretation was wrong. Maybe it's, this interpretation that Jamie a large portion I mean, of the fan base is wrong. Yes, because that's the way the story functions. Like the story is intended to hoodwink you into rooting for a tyrant. The story is intended to like make you think that characters aren't going to do certain things. Stannis won't burn his daughter. Jamie won't go well, back. That's, to that's not rooting for a tyrant. That's rooting for someone who then after the fact becomes a tyrant and then people's opinions change. People weren't well, rooting for Daenerys after she became the tyrant. People were no, rooting Daenerys for her based was a tyrant the whole time. Um, well, and we'll get to Daenerys. Um, but uh, with Jamie, like, I mean, another, like, again, there's this idea, like, no, he really cared about the common people. It's like, well, if you care about the common people, you'll do things for the common people regularly, right? But he doesn't. Like, what's he no, doing? That's the in... point, is he's absorbed by that persona. But that's part of who he is. Like, it's he does it breaks find... it shatters when he's when he's no. brought to the brink literally the living versus death he can't do it anymore he can't be that person he, again and he... this is scattered when what he does for Brienne is crazy for Jamie Lannister that's why everyone starts to like him at season three they're like wow oh, absolutely well again he he and you can't argue he's in Brienne. love with her at that point because that would be ridiculous. You you what? You can't argue that he's in love with Brienne by the time he saves her from being raped. There's no oh, way they're no. in love at that point. Well, you're are you talking about the bear or, or saving her from being raped? When I said saving her from being raped. Okay. Well, with that, I mean, what he did is he just he, he just saved said, her. "Hey, don't do that." He, he saved he her when like, he knew full well that the Jamie Lannister that everyone understands and knows would never have done that. You can tell he's wrestling with it in that scene. He keeps having loads of looks towards what they're doing, where they're taking her, and he knows what the I right mean, thing yeah, is. Yeah, he doesn't. He it's doesn't not like what Jamie Lannister would do to Brienne. 
I think Jamie admires Brienne a lot because she represents ideals that he really wants to embody, but never Yeah, absolutely. Felt she is him, but he's been trapped inside this persona that was created unfairly by Ned Stark. Of course he wants no, to protect her. No, Ned Stark didn't. Like, he... She isn't him. She's a version of him that he would like to be. He never is. He never fully finds that. That's the thing. Like, Jamie is complicated. He's torn between, like, these two selves. And at the end, he sort of realizes that who have I, like, it's guilt at the end, right? Like, he, he's like, look at all of the awful things I've done. That is who I am. Like, you're saying, like, oh, no, that, that, uh, that's not the real Jamie. That's, yeah, that part's that's literally the insane. Persona. The dialogue is awful. Oh, no, it's great. Uh, he, he, he argues uh, he's a uh, hateful okay. person. All right, yeah, go what? ahead, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm going to, okay, we can, and I know this was, this is what this is about, is parsing out details, but there, I'm going to borrow something from our good friend Robert Byer Burnett. Verisimilitude. It's whether the audience buys this, because the, the, the fan is the arbiter of something uh, is actually... Uh, because they're buying this product, and if this product wants to continue, they do need to please a large portion of the fans, not everybody, but enough to keep it going. All right, well, it doesn't so, have to keep going, it, it's over. It, 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 well, they got a prequel coming out, right? I'm sorry, I'm just so messing. yeah, Go on. yeah. Uh, but um, so Mahler just pointed out the Jamie going back to Cersei again would make sense if uh, they had finished his redemption arc. Uh, because he what he didn't want her. To, well, I mean, it could be argued he was going down there to save people, right? Because he wanted to go talk to her. Uh, but then he ended up not wanting her to die alone. And, uh, you know, she, he probably felt like she didn't have anybody else in the world. There's a million ways you can uh, interpret, but the dialogue was crap. Him fighting. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name now. Um, God damn. You're on. Yeah. At the end was just dumb as hell and then walking around with a mortal wound for like an hour afterwards i mean people just checked out at that point and and you have to continue this this whole series was based on grounding fantasy and making it like uh digestible to normies and it was for the longest time and they bought into this stuff and uh normies are the you know the vast majority of people who watch this show uh, honestly, and uh, it just they just lost it at the end. Uh, Jamie was acting out of character because they did rush absolutely everything. Some of the dialogue was just terrible. Uh, um, and then and then a bunch of rocks or a bunch of stones falling on them when they could have walked fifteen feet to the left and they would have been fine. Uh, and, and then you I know, mean, more the the whole room was collapsed. Like they. They, they're not gonna when you went back to the dodging room, it stones, wasn't all collapsed it was they're, just they're, parts yeah, of it that were they're, collapsed they're trapped in this room there's nothing Come there's on, nowhere you, you can concede some of it is gonna collapse some of it's not like it was they're it was not utterly gonna, ridiculous the room they showed us after the carnage does not resemble the room we saw when everything was falling apart whatsoever all right well that's logistic things when we get into the logistics well, I it deals with the death of it's important pretty characters. Important. It's kind of important. Yeah. Right, but like the rationale oh, so you do they couldn't they aren't gonna frog her around. He's mortally wounded. She's uh losing it. Uh, th that's it. They're not they're trapped in this room. They can't figure out a way at the rocks. But the, sense but the fans, should, it, should they have the staged castle. the room to look a little bit different after? Maybe the fans, but that's logistic. The fans aren't stuff. reading a script. They're watching a completed piece of art that is visual and 
And that's all part of it. That's all part of it. And if they don't execute that well, then that's part of his character not being executed very well. Even though it got like the executed. fact that there's a big hole at the top of one of the piles of bricks and Jamie starts pulling bricks off a different pile. It's like, why don't you just climb the pile with the, the gap? And at the very least, they would have survived by being at the top of that pile because as we saw, nothing actually falls down on it because Tyrion sees it later. It's a Again, bizarre... This is like well, this kind is, of staging things. This is still character I, I criticism believe... because they apparently have no sense of survival for some reason. But that's not like... Stuff like like maybe they're exhausted and dying, uh, or at least he is. Uh, I like I said, he was moving. Like he had the energy pile. to go from the beach all the way up to the top of the castle, and now he's dying. It's he just was what moving happened. bricks he was from dying a different at the pile. He had the energy. He expected to row Cersei out to Pentos. I mean, he wasn't gonna row to Pentos. He was what do you gonna, mean? <laughs> he wasn't gonna row all the way to Pentos. He was what gonna. Do you mean? Just, he was gonna find like a, a boat. Where? And out on the in the bay. What one like, of you were on ships and just hope they let him have it? Uh, no, like you're, a you're like on a, taught him how to swim real fast before they like fought. Like a sailboat. Uh, like again, and this is stuff like it's kind of hopeless at this point. Like Jamie well, knows he's either way, die. he's trying to get Cersei as far as he has. can. He's trying to get Cersei and his unborn child as far as he can. He doesn't know that he's going to survive. He doesn't know how long he's going to survive, and I'm sure like. I don't know so he would take actions to extend his survival time. Especially the survival of his lover and child. He's yeah. trying his best, but at this Clearly point he's not. dying. Again, this is stuff that I don't really get too much into. Like, that's not perfect, but like, whatever. Well, um, well, I mean, all I'd be after is you'd have to concede it was pretty bad the way they did it. Even if it's just from a logistical point of view, it was pretty bad. I, you know what, I have to, I'd, honestly, I'd have to go watch it again. Like, this kind of logistics is more than what I get into. And if people are upset by that, like I understand, um, I, I, uh, I mean, I guess a character's wanting like, to live is just... logistics or something. What is that? Is a character wanting to live logistics? I don't think that at any time I get the sense that, uh, they don't want to live. I get the sense that they don't see a way that they can live. What about the big open That's, hole? Yeah. I I didn't even see that while okay. I was watching. Like okay. I, I'm, I'm not even lying. I think that's just. But right. when we get into like, for me, like it's more about like who is Jamie? Why did he go back? This like stuff like that is more of where my attention is because that's where more of the complaints are. Um. There's this there's this sense with Jamie that like he goes back to Cersei like oh it's out of nowhere like there I don't think there is a redemption arc like Jamie is an exploration of redemption, but he's an exploration of the limits of redemption. Like, there's only so much that this guy can change. Like, at a certain point, he has to reconcile, think about who he's been, what he's done, what does he deserve? Does he deserve to hang out at Winterfell and live happily ever after with the most honorable knight in the story? Like, no, he... Well, that's he, dependent on the actions that he decides to take, which are ultimately in his in his mind not, he has not. He's willing to die to protect mind, the world. I don't really, I don't, I don't like. What, what do you mean, die to protect the world? He's, he's literally on the front lines on Winterfell against the army of the undead. Again, it. 
everyone is going to die if they don't beat them there. Like it's not exactly like, every single soldier again, there is extremely brave, courageous, and what I would call the upstanding citizen. Except when we get sure, to episode five, they also, where they forget all of that. Sure, but Jamie, for him, it's about his honor, his honor to Brienne. Like that's where honor it's at. It's Brienne. not about innocent people. But so again, again, you're you're so saying like, why doesn't Jamie think of himself the same way we think of him? Or the same way you think of him. And it's like, well, because he doesn't feel that way. I don't really he see has, it that way. I see it as, why did they write him awful dialogue to shoehorn him into an ending that we did not earn as, as a progression? I don't, but the thing that makes it awful is that you don't agree with what he's saying about himself. But that's how he feels. Like, he was going to kill every man, woman, and child in River Run to get back to Cersei. He pushed a kid out a window. Like, he killed his cousin. He's still a guy who's so, done really bad things and never What would have happened if he hadn't pushed Bran out the window? Thing. What would have happened? Would have happened. Um, it's... The quick depends answer on is how, uh, It depends on how well he, uh, Bran understood what he was seeing. So, see, that's another thing where, like, a lot of people like to... Have you guys seen Breaking Bad? Cool. Okay. With Breaking Bad, like, people really get into, like, rationalizing Walt's actions. Um, Some of them are rationalized. Rationable. I'm not sure. Right. Some of them are rational. Some of them... But there's, like, this habit of, like, rationalizing Walt's actions. Oh, no, he had to do that thing. He had to do that thing. But, like, with Jamie, when it comes down to it, like, the War of the Five Kings is his fault. Him and Cersei, they... No. Yes, it is. Joff it's because Joffrey is illegitimate. No, it's... They, they created an illegitimate heir to the throne. What did they think was going to happen if that secret got out? You can't say that like, oh, no, it's No, it's no, 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 stop, 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 stop. The, the, sure. the, the people, yeah. the absolute people behind the War of the Five Kings, uh, Littlefinger, uh, the name, Ares. Crazy Sister... Uh, um, uh, and Aaron. and the, Aaron. The, we never get the answer in the show, but in the book, it's Joffrey that tries to get Bran assassinated. Um, sure, those are all true so things. Those, they're the three people who are ultimately responsible for the biggest stones being moved to create the War of the Five Kings. Again, this is like, uh, like you're just going back with the dominoes. Ultimately, though, uh, yes, Littlefinger is part of it, but Littlefinger tries to get Ned Stark to make peace with the Lannisters. Um, when he comes to, uh, right after, uh, like Robert was dying and he goes to Littlefinger and he's trying to get the city watch. Littlefinger actually tries to get Ned to make peace with Lannisters. Littlefinger's weird. He's always up to, at early season Littlefinger. Well, yeah, he's he's, he's explained that. To, His whole thing is to never be, how does he justify it? I don't know if you remember Gary. He doesn't want to be about, predictable. He, yeah. Again, he's, he's always positioning himself, trying to lay, the, so like, it's not clear that Littlefinger was trying to create the War of the Five Kings. Well, no, it's not about who's um, trying to create it. It's about what right, But make, if it's not about who's enemies. trying to create it, then who? Then what is the root cause of the war? It's Joffrey's but, illegitimacy. No, no, no. You, it's, it's like it's, saying that Ned Stark decided to start a war. It doesn't matter if you wanted to start it. You may have started yeah. it. Littlefinger absolutely started it, whether or not he intended to. Along with Lysa saying, Aaron and Joffrey Right, but Baratheon. if you're saying, like, what, but what caused the War of the Five Kings? Like, what, what are people fighting about? Well, you've got two significant moments. Tyrion's kidnapping, 
which results in Tywin starting a war, which happened because Joffrey tried to assassinate Bran, because they believed which happened the because Jamie oh, wait, 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 which happened because Jamie. If you interrupt, Bran you know I'm never going to be able to prove my seen. point. Which happened because Jamie and Cersei are committing a crime. Be done. I th we might say like, oh, they're in love, whatever, but they're committing a crime. They're usurping the throne. Robert expects Robert and the entire realm expects that Robert's children must be legitimate. And if I finish now, they they are creating illegitimate children. That's a no. To take the throne, and that's a usurpation, and right, it's a wait. crime. That's I'm really sorry, interesting. Continue, Mahler. Right. So. Uh, when Bran was pushed out the window, the most they had was suspicion on the Lannisters, but they never had anything to act on. That was like Catelyn's big thing. So uh, mm -hmm. once Tywin acts on the war after Tyrion is captured, the only other element is what happens in King's Landing, which is directly resulting from Tyrion's capture. Ned Stark takes ownership of that move, which forces Jaime to attack him, partially kill mm -hmm. his men. The uh, results of the 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 Westerlands armies starting to assault the Riverlands, which is something that Ned Stark denights the mountain for and demands Tywin mm -hmm. return. All of these extremely complicated things start to unravel, and Ned Stark's position as hand never would have occurred. Neither would uh, suspicions of the Lannisters have happened if not for Lysa and Littlefinger poisoning the hand of the king previous to Ned. Whether or not Jamie and Cersei have an illegitimate son under Robert Baratheon is literally irrelevant to the War of the Five Kings at that point. It's very relevant because it's the reason that Stannis and Renly get involved. No, that's post. That's after all the other shit happens. It's, it's not the War of the Five Kings till the Five Kings are all at it. Uh, Stannis and Renly... the War of the Three Kings, right? Fine, it would just... Yeah, I'm just referring to the fact that the war across the country begins, not the specifics of how many kings managed to make it into the war. Sure, if, if you want to talk about... Honest, Balon Greyjoy barely even counts. He, he took over Winterfell and that was it. Agreed. Um, sure, sure. But if you, if you want to talk about it as just, like, war, then, like, well, yeah. Uh, the, the war between the Starks and the Lannisters uh, isn't just because... Uh, Jamie and Cersei uh, have an illegitimate child. It is in a lot of ways instigated because Jamie pushes a kid out a window. Um, and of course, you could say just suspicion, but he did do it. It's the um, follow up. It's not that. It's the follow up well, assassination it, attempt. It's, it's that in a lot of ways. Uh, there's like a lot of suspicion around that event. People are like, Bran doesn't fall. What's happening there? Catelyn doesn't go to King's Landing without that happening. And that means she doesn't cross paths oh. with Tyrion on the road. Everything sure, changes. but but again, this this is just like you're like you're not wrong that all of these other event, events are important, but ultimately you're trying to say that like pushing a kid out a window did not instigate these events. It's the inciting incident. Even George R. R. Martin. Okay, has fine. Said By this logic, incident. everybody's grand great 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 grandparents are responsible because they birthed all the people that result in these events. I don't think that's the same logic. Uh, like George R. R. Martin would has called Jamie pushing Bran out the window the inciting incident, right? It, it's of the a, it, Lannister it's, Stark. It's the invited Catelyn to uh, kidnap Tyrion, which incited. Right. Like it, inciting incidents yeah, incite it, more incidents. Re I mean, really, George R. R. Martin. It, it, ultimately, show, it's just a secret that if, uh, if Jamie and Cersei were as smart as they thought they were, 
probably could have kept, but uh, there the was first, also Ned peeking around too. It's the significant too. event of the TV show. That's why it's considered yeah. the inciting incident. But we could have gone no, further I, back. George we could R. have Martin started further forward. You like, keep saying that as if it means something. Well, it... I mean, I, I guess if, if you don't and care... authors never that, be wrong. True, we established that writers can make mistakes. Authors, you're right. Authors can be wrong. But again, this is all like subjective that like you, you say, oh, well, where did it start? Okay, well, you can say that it started here. You can say this. The question is like, does Jamie not have any reason to feel guilty about the things that he's done? Of course he does. He And he does feel guilty. And maybe you think, no, it was okay. He was stopping a war. Well, maybe Jamie isn't the kind of guy that feels that way. And it's okay for us to disagree with the characters about the things that they do and how they feel about their own action. But that's that's who Jamie is and that's how he feels and he's always really been like this guy who's like try, like you say trying to like buy into a like a a version of himself that's the crueler like the kingslayer persona but is also really uh pulled down by guilt it's inciting incidents are subjective someone said that in the chat and that's true no, it's not. Guilt. Hitler invading Poland was just subjectively. How do you how do you even conclude an inciting incident is subjective? I was well, someone said it in the chat. Okay, and you don't it, believe that. It, right? You guys are saying that the inciting. I'm saying that the inciting incident. Jamie pushes brain out the window. You guys are saying no. George R. R. Martin is wrong. It's Joffrey with the. No. F with okay. The, fine. The inciting incident is Jamie and Cersei having sex. Now the inciting inciting incident is them deciding going up to the tower. We just keep drawing it back. I mean, the first significant place can, where we can, can never that. go back is once the assassination attempt on Bran is attempted. That's when Catelyn knows someone is actually trying to kill him as opposed to he fell off a wall. Well, the idea that like you can never go back, yeah, you can always go back. Like there's no, there's no, uh, like Catelyn didn't have to conclude that it was the Lannisters. Like, well, she that, did because his sister told her that they are the ones that killed Jon Arryn. Right, so you're you're again. He thinks that they're conspiring to take over the throne, which makes a lot of sense. That they would kill Bran as an attempt to start knocking out all the Starks. Why? Why would they start with Bran? Because it's an easy way to kill somebody if you knock him off a building when he climbs them. Well, why would they be in the again? It's kind of it's kind of a silly place to take it. Um, I. I think that, I actually agree I, with you, and that's why it's unlikely that Kath, Catelyn would have concluded that they had killed him or tried to kill him in that instance. But once someone tries to kill him in his bed, it becomes very likely that someone probably pushed him off. I mean, sure, but like this isn't like you're talking trying to get this from like. I don't necessarily like not to be overly competitive in this debate. Remember the uh, knife that leads them directly to Tyrion? Like, how yeah, is that it, moment Joffrey, not the right. inciting incident? It's that assassination attempt. That's what unravels everything. Catelyn tells uh, subjectively. Ned, you could say you but subjectively. It is subjective. All narrative is subjective. Like all narrative fact, is, is subjective. An, is it subjective that Daisy Ridley or, or that Ray is a character in the Last Jedi? No, that is a fact. All right. Well, moving along then. Uh, so, um, so like you're trying to get to this like again. I don't really agree, but like, I don't think this needs to be the debate because you're trying to get like, oh, well, what is objectively the inciting incident? 
because Jamie is going to believe. I don't that. know. You're not counter. We're talking about me, like Jamie's beliefs, right? Like I give like you that's... a whole bunch of references, like four different ways that moment moves into all of the ways that create the war, and your response you is that, that is your Jamie subjective that... perspective. Do you think that it Jamie doesn't matter? We're way? talking. We'll move on to that once right, you. Right, but it it. it... It, so do you agree that does, it is the inciting incident with the assassination? Do you finally agree with that? And we can move on to whether or not Jamie thinks that. the that. assassination is the inciting incident. I do not war. agree. Well, then what's for, the point for, in asking whether or not Jamie thinks it? We, we because, can't even get past narrative being subjective. The narrative is subjective. Uh, it's not. That makes no sense. Because I don't see inciting incident that way. Did, did Daenerys kill thousands, hundreds um, of thousands of people in episode five, or is that subjective? No, that's... Well, technically, we're never given a number. There we go. Is You're Brandon a bunch of tangled Christmas subjective. tree lights. You can't possibly figure your way out of this. N narrative subjective other than the things that aren't. Sure, some things are objective, like a fact. But, like, what is the inciting? That's like saying the main right. character. To me, inciting incident is like main character. Who is the main character? Subjective, Game of right? Thrones? It depends on what your definition yeah. of main is. Right. It depends on what your uh, de definition of inciting incident. And once you create a groundwork for main character, then you can assess that objectively. I agree. What and is your, what is your definition of inciting incident? I would say the inciting incident is the... You know, I would honestly have to look more into it, if I'm being, like, totally okay. honest. Like, this, so, isn't, right. this isn't my area. That's fine. Like, all right. So what like I would say, for my of, definition of inciting incident, is the incident everything comes back to, where it all... Where the, all of the balls roll from, where nothing can stop if, them, because everything else is going to be a because this, this, because this, if, this. If, if that's it, then I would, again, come back to the, the pushing out the window. So you think there was only one way for that to result? That once he's pushed out the window, the war was just set to happen? Yes, because... No. Well, because you're saying that like they could have just chosen no. Not to. When Joffrey, when Joffrey, you're okay. Let's let's follow your. You're saying that like oh well, no. The the inciting incident is Joffrey sending the the cat's paw, right? Yes. But and but the fact that it goes to war is based on people making certain decisions, right? Yes. It's possible that people make different decisions. Yes. So you're agreeing that. It was possible for Catelyn to not uh, not take Tyrion hostage, right? There was no was reason for her to take him hostage when Bran's pushed out the window. The cat's paw leads her to Tyrion. The attempt right, on Bran's did, life leads her to Ned. But the did Catelyn from... have to take Tyrion hostage? How would anything else take place? If she bumps into Tyrion on the road, why would she not take him hostage when she has information confirming that he was the person who ordered the assassination on Bran? Well, she doesn't have information confirming. Yes, she does. She trusts Littlefinger. Why does she trust Littlefinger? Because they grew up together. Shouldn't she know not to trust him then? Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> I just think I just think that like this is like again, you're not gonna like it. It's subjective. Like But again, this isn't really like what I wanna be talking about, just personally. Like I don't want I'm not here to debate the inciting incident like you see it as this i see it as this like get to is we can, we, is what's we can move along yeah it's jamie's head all right which, yeah i agree which we I'm should know to as a viewer so we we have to separate again book 
because we know what's in Jamie's head in the book. In the book, he is concerned with his honor. He is really stuck on uh, making sure the Stark girls are okay. He, uh, the the whole River Run uh, negotiation goes down completely different, uh, and in 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 the in the show and they skip past a lot of his redemption arc and yes he was on a redemption arc it had to happen that way because if we in the book if we get to the ending that george is intended if that indeed is it it would have flipped that and it would have made sense with build up because george as you know loves to build up big grand plans and have them go sideways that's pretty much the only constant in game of thrones or in the song of ice and fire but at the end the audience did not buy for a large portion of the audience. I'm not going to say everybody, but uh, I personally did not buy Jamie's decision to just turn around and go down there. It didn't feel natural to me. It didn't work for me in any way, shape or form. And I think I have proof with Dave Benioff having to explain everything at the end of every episode. Well, they've uh, they been doing that little... since the beginning, like even when it, people weren't, well, if it was it, bad it was, before, that doesn't was, make it. Okay. Yeah, it was. I'm just saying that we don't know. They didn't start explaining at the end because it got bad. Like unless you think it was always bad, and they were always explaining. Oh, before they were explaining, they did not explain as much as they did this last season. You can't tell me that that's the case because initially, Game of Thrones has a lot of characters. So, uh, you know, it was always good to have, if you have a group of people watching Game of Thrones to have the one person who did read the book that can, you know, explain, because there's a lot of characters in there and there's a lot of information for people to take in. So uh, that was good. And that's partially why they did it. But they started at the end really getting into character intention and having to, you know, Danny kind of forgot what uh, there was that contradicted everything that was in that led up to that, because somebody did mention that the iron fleet was still around. So as far as Jamie is concerned, again, uh, subjective, objective, whatever, I personally do not buy into his arc. His arc fell apart at the end because he stopped being the Jamie Lannister that we had watched through the previous seasons. Uh, as did you, every when did character. his arc fall apart? When did his arc fell fall apart, apart uh, for me? Yeah. Um, uh, Dorn. 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 Yeah. So that, not that when he goes back. He started. He dorm. started. Fall, yeah. Uh, but it was still. He was still somewhat on a redemption arc, though. Uh, I didn't like it, but uh, he was still on that redemption path. But then it just stopped. Everything just stopped. When did it stop? Did it stop? Uh, the exact mm-hmm. moment. I'll have to go back and look. But uh, huh. it stopped for me personally. Uh, that's and that's fair. all I can I can really speak for. But a lot of people agreed with me in uh, my live streams, and uh, I've heard that from others as well. So, and we can he- see um, in the chat. When did it stop for you in the chat? When did you stop buying Jamie's uh, redemption arc? When when did the writers stop believing in it because they ran out of time? Damn show! Looks like the stream went down. So they just said, "Let's fast forward this." Oh. Yeah, it's happening for me so- too. Give it just a second. Hopefully it'll pop back up and we can continue right along. You guys sure. can hear me. It's a good chance. To I can hear you. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I can hear everyone. Um, Let me see. It's like we've been hacked. Oh, no. Let me stop now. No, no, no. Um, Everything stopped. I refreshed and nothing. 
see. Still not back up. Yeah, it doesn't look like it is up. Um, still spooling. It's weird. I can still keep the live chat, but I'm not actually seeing the stream itself. Huh. Give it a second. I will use the loo in the meantime. Pitch them in post. One sec. Back up. Wait, did you say it's back up? I see it back up. Okay. I don't cool. know if YouTube will stitch those. Hopefully they do. If they don't, I'll sort it out. Yeah, it's, it's back up for me as well. Um, Nerdrotic? Yes. I kind of wanted to talk about something so i do want to get to danny but before that um something you talk about is like well the audience didn't buy right. it and the audience has to buy it right and that's like a big part of your um belief and i do understand that like the question is like oh well belief. i i mean i don't know if it's a belief it's what i've witnessed sure right um uh whatever word we use for it um i um I do understand that, like this, the premise that this show is being made for X number of people. And if most of those people don't buy it, then that means they failed in some way. And based on that criteria, then yeah, sure. Like how good it is, it can, can just be a, a poll, like, right? You can take a poll. And if 80% of the people, if 70% didn't like it, then that's an obvious fail. Hell, if, 50 to fail. Um, but that's not, and by that, there's really like no argument for me to, for me to make. Um, but that's not really the way I look at it. Uh, when I look at why people didn't buy it, I don't think it's about them not setting it up. Again, like I don't think that the reason people didn't buy Jamie's turn is because it wasn't set up. I think it's because people had, people would watch the show for an hour and then read about it in articles and in fan theories and talk about it with people. And they like build up their own like conception of who Jamie is and what he would do. And so their own like sort of um, expectations and presumptions about the story started to bleed into the actual story, uh, which is why there isn't a lot of people like willing to go back and like think, Oh, was I wrong about anything? Like, that, that to me is like my main uh, concern is that we're so sure that we're right the first time around and we're not interested in going back and being like, let me look at this again and see if I'm just mistaken, which like, for me, that's a thing that I did. I was very wrong about Daenerys and I've gone back since and I've like checked out her story again. Cersei, another character I think I really didn't understand till... Like kind of recently, till I really looked at her story as a whole and thought, "Oh, that's what this was all about." So I do. I don't think that it's just like, "Oh, the audience didn't buy it." That means they failed. I think there is an element of the audience um, getting really. Well, into, I would say if the goal it, of the show is to convey concepts, and most people don't understand the concepts or agree with them, I would say that is a failure. 
do you think the goal of the show is to convey concept? I mean, I agree. I just didn't. Yeah, I I would say not that. everyone agrees with that with that. All right. Um, I think Don't that uh, I think that the reason a lot of pe people didn't get it, uh, or, or the reason a lot of people uh, the concepts weren't conveyed is because people were are very um, kind of distrustful of the show by the end. Like it's screwed over their favorite characters. It's made a lot of mistakes, especially in uh, season six and seven. There's like there's premise that you don't have to trust the show. It's possible that the writers are just wrong. So it's easy to be like, oh, well, everything is wrong then. Fuck it. Um, I don't know. But, well, but if, for if, me, you people, if you have a lot of people who say that um, it's wrong for, you know, reason X and you have a lot of people who say that it's right for, you know, the same thing, they're all watching the same show. How do you... How do you differentiate between the two? How do you how do you find out who's correct? Um. Well, it's a really for instance a all, all the question. people. Oh well, all the people. What's the methodology that you would use to tell the difference between a fan who didn't like the show because it didn't end the way that they personally wanted it to end, and a fan who didn't like it because it didn't make any sense? How would you how would you find the difference between the two? A lot of different ways. I think you just have to level like a kind of a discussion like we're having now. Um, get, I mean, sometimes it's easy. Like if someone's like, oh, I didn't like the fight choreography. It's like, all right, well, there you go. Um, but if that, someone I, says well, like- So well, well, we can take that example. Is that a valid reason to say the show's bad or an invalid one? I think almost everything is valid because it's a show and people are allowed to feel how they want to feel about it. Um, well, I do think it's a valid reason. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't personally- enjoy uh most of the choreo or not choreography like the military strategy sort of the the way the long night episode was done i personally wasn't a huge fan of that um i also didn't like the uh are you killing the night king personally um but would you have done it different i i would have no idea how to stage a battle i, 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 don't I, I no 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 I'm, I'm just asking if you would have done it different not how or anything just if you would do it different Yes. All right. Like I would, I would have, uh, I think that people should have died off a little bit more unceremoniously in that battle. Um, and I think Theon should have killed the Night King. Those are my like really high level, like that's what I think needs to, but that's just, you know, that's just my opinion. All right. Well, I, um, I like Theon killing the Night King. That would have been cool. Yeah. I think that, um, for me, uh, the reason for that is that the Night King embodies death. That's conceptually what he is. And Theon sure. overcame death by accepting death because death is ine inevitability. With Arya, they had this whole like, oh, you say not today to the god of death. But then it's just like, that's just the line. Uh, everyone dies. Like Theon accepted death, uh, went into it with courage. And he... Well, saying I not today he, is about delaying death, not about stopping. Right, delaying death. But like, I think the, for me personally, I think the the more compelling way to deal with death, to deal with that character is to um, embrace it and uh, go into it in the, the, a way you can be proud of. And that's what Theon sort of does. Is he overcomes just for like a second his trauma and he You like that. That he dies well, thinking he failed to protect Bran. Um, I don't love that. Uh, but 
you I know, think, I think uh, that's awfully insulting to Theon as a character to have that ending for him. But hey, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't go so far as to call it insulting. I think it's kind of sad. Um, but that's the thing. Like Theon, it's not. Uh, there's a line in the books like, uh, "Men's lives matter, not their death," or something. I'm sure I'm butchering it. But like, yeah, maybe his last. Uh, second was like, oh, I failed. But, uh, you know, he died knowing that he did his best. Uh, it's not my favorite, but I, I do... Uh, I, yeah, I, do, I do think I would have done that theme differently. I don't like, like Arya. Um, but by the end, it was not at the top of my list of things about the season anymore. You know what I mean? Because when I watched episode three, which was got me pulled in, what got me pulled into all of this, when Arya just shows up from the ether and stabs him, um, I know the first that I, I, one of the first thoughts that I had when I saw that was, how the hell did you get here? How did you get past an entire army of people? Um, this doesn't seem to make any sense at all. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't seem to make any sense at all that you were able to just apparently materialize right behind him. Um, and so that for me, that's one of those things that is a I don't know if you would call that logistics however you're using it but to me that seems like just something that's impossible for anyone to do but it just happens so that a thing can occur those are the kinds of things that for people like me really take us out of a show something happens just because it needs to happen regardless of how much sense it really makes those are the kinds of things that that make a story crumble those are the things that make a that make writing just fall apart it's the execution of these things that happen. I couldn't agree more with that. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what, uh, that's what caused game of Thrones season eight to collapse overall was they had that ending. Uh, they had a meeting with George R. R. Martin, uh, Dan and Dave. Uh, it was years previous where he sat down at a dinner and uh, I'm not remembering this perfectly, but he that basically, gave, yeah, it was. It, yeah. And he gave them the ending. Uh, not, uh, it's some context for what led up to it, but not a ton. And they had to fill in a lot of blanks and that's not, sorry to interrupt. That's not quite right. Um, he gave them the ending at the beginning. Uh, they knew the, the basic ending from the beginning. He gave them the broad strokes, like, all right, here's like everyone's character arc. Here's like everything. Here are all my outlines is what he gave them. Uh, broad strokes okay. but they had already made decisions that wouldn't connect with those broad strokes uh because of the sample chapters we've seen with wins a winner uh and you know we were talking about this prior to the show um aria's chapter uh that they used just completely out of context and it didn't fit at all within the show and it was executed poorly i'll say just to be nice uh and so, D so just to be clear, so D and D knew what the endings would be from the beginning. They knew they knew the very base, like they knew King Bran. Okay. They knew the. I think they knew it, it, like the. I, I I don't know the detail, but they knew the end. Um, so they had all that between, time to set it up properly. And between season three and season four, they got like kind of George R. R. Martin's like big info dump. Like, here's what I have. Um, so like, here's what I have. Here's the broad strokes. I haven't written it yet. 
voila, I, I hear a lot of people saying they didn't know at all. Couldn't have. If they knew if King Bran, the if they knew King Bran, why would they? No, they definitely knew King Bran. Um, there's foreshadowing for King Bran in the, oh, I don't, you know, uh, when you go back and watch season one, King Bran is very believable, at least for me. No, Um, I believe King Bran, uh, but leaving him out for a complete season is dumb. It's, it's a bad decision. It it disconnects the viewer with the character. Um, so, Uh, and then his, just his being robot brand towards the end uh, with no buildup. Uh, and yeah, not really it, it's a character just, once he comes back. Bran is, you know, Bran is my favorite character in the books. Um, I love Bran in the books. I uh, agree with Bran you. is complicated because I actually like understand why they made the decisions that they did with Bran. I don't know if I agree with them, but one thing is like Bran's story is a story written about a child. Um, and it's hard to take that and make that a story about a teenager slash adult. Um, so that's where the thing talent is like, comes in. You, I mean, well, I guess now that we're talking about talent, this is like a slightly different, you know, we said at the beginning, like how bad are D and D versus how good is the ending are very kind of different discussions, but I do think people are underestimating just how complicated this story is. Um, like for one, like, when I talk to most people, like, where did it really go off the rails, right? Uh, they'll say season five. Uh, at least most book fans, most, most uh, so not everyone. Like, most, most people will just say season eight. But when I kind of, like, you know, people are really into it, they'll start to say season five. And that makes sense because seasons one through four are covering the first three books. Then season five, they have to do, like, feast and dance. Um, I think people don't quite realize just how impossible those books are to adapt onto television. What do you think, do you think the fact that those stories were spread across two books is why they had to end up killing Barristan the way they did? I my point, can't give an answer on that. I was going to say, I we, my question is... Until we know how Barristan's story actually ends, I, I can't say that for sure. Okay, the question wasn't necessarily important. The, 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 what I was trying to prove with my point was... The biggest issues fans have with season five don't, to me, tell me, ah, you see, they had to do that because of the story being all messed up between two books that they were adapting. Like, fans have issues with just straight-up singular decisions. Like, um, I, I guess you'd have to specify a little more, like, who so is fans, the, what are uh, the issues? Gary, just uh, remind me if I'm missing some, but, like, Barristan's death was a big issue people have with season five. Um... Uh, the death of Stannis, basically Stannis' whole story in season five. People are very upset with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? Because I'd have to rewatch season five, which when I wanted to. Well, season five has Hard Home. It's got Arya's first season in Bravos. It's got uh, Sansa being given over to Ramsay. That's a big sticking point for Ooh, people. Oh yeah, that did not go well. The Jane Poole that, well, little, yeah, Littlefinger not knowing about the Boltons was very hard that for was a anybody weird to buy. Choice from D and D. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is that I don't actually consider it the the source of these issues is, ah, well, it's tough to adapt these two books to a season of TV. I'm just like, oh no, it's just very singular, specific decisions they're making that were pissing everybody off. I'm assuming you know that the act of a barrister pleaded with them not to kill him that way, because that's just not... Yeah, I do know about that. Um, You know, for one, I, 
I don't know. Like again, things like Barristan, especially also Sansa's storyline. We actually don't know where that's going in the books. There's a lot of really conflicting ideas in the fandom about where she's going to go. Um, Barristan also, like some people swear that he's going to turn over to um, a young Griff. Uh, other people, uh, myself, I think he's going to be killed by the Brazen Beast. Uh, he's going to really get killed. But by the, like, like the shave pate is going to send the, have the Brazen Beast just kill him because he want he will have killed the child hostages. We're getting into really book heavy stuff. But yeah. um, for me, like, I don't, you see, like, I don't know if the thing that you're saying about singular decisions and what I'm saying are necessarily mutually exclusive. Um, I don't personally love uh, season five. I will say I actually like season five better than season six and seven. For me, six and seven are my real sticking point. Um, I think that the difficulty with adapting Feast and Dance is that you have you split the books over, like half the characters are in one book, half the characters are in another. Some of them are in both for some reason. Um, that's very hard to adapt. Like some people say, oh no, just use the boiled leather reading list. You just do them in chronological order, but like, well, if you do that, then you're you're dividing up the character arcs, right? Like season, like book five. The reason he did it that way is that a dance with dragons would cover John's like an arc for Jon Snow. Like he would start here, uh, he'd start as Lord Commander and assassinated. But if you split them up, then like, then where do you like end it? Uh, well, again, this that's where the talent part comes in. Um, I sure, can't but, think of the the idea that something is difficult to do you're paid to do that difficult job that that's your job is to do something that is difficult you um, know i, I agree you you're saying that something is difficult that it's hard to do is not an excuse for failure it might be an explanation to some degree but again that's where the talent and the capability come in well i i agree um excuse implies like to me it, it's an explanation not an excuse um, but again, the, the idea of excuse implies that like justice needs to be done or uh, like, if you don't, if you hear that and still don't forgive them, then that's up to you. If you hear that and you don't like, still don't like it, then that's fine. That's, um, for me though, the place where I, I just kind of interject is that, so a lot of people see this and they're like, see, it's because they're idiots. They don't know how to write. They don't know the characters. They don't know. I think it's like, well, you know, George R. R. Martin has spent eight years, like, on the last, on the winds of winter. Um, the idea that, like, well, D&D should have just, like, in a, in a year, uh, done this thing that George R. R. Martin himself couldn't figure out how to do, which was keep his characters together in one book. But we don't have like, any context for exactly why that happens beyond maybe lines from him. What if he's busy with something else and he's lost the passion for Game of Thrones? What if he's right, lazy? We only what have, if he's tired? We have to, right, sure, we have to assume. But is it not possible that the reason is that this story is so expansive and so complex that it's actually just very hard to adapt? And that's not saying you have to excuse them, but that is Yeah, why do it at all? Yeah, it's almost like well, why, why they, even bring they it up? Try, I mean, they do did do it, and they did try. And a lot. the thing about season five is like, yeah, I didn't love season five. Uh, you guys seem like you didn't love season five. Most people loved season five. Like, if you look at the way it's received, like, 
yeah, there's like, you know, there's that episode with Sansa that really stuck in people's craw. But for the most part, people like season five. And, you know, I don't like season six, personally. That's my, I don't know what's my least favorite, but that's the season that I really harp on the most. People love season six. The last two episodes of season six are... Does it mean it's good or not? Well, good is subjective. To me, anyway. Does, uh, does it adhere to good the qualities of good writing? Consistency? It's not in not in my opinion. I don't think right, so. So it's, different so it's people have good. different qualities of good writing. Um, so, I want to so, make sure we so it doesn't even, we have it stated as well. They were offered way more time and way more seasons, but they didn't take it. They were offered that, um, but they had a plan that they thought this is gonna again. There's the, also the the idea that like oh well they wanted Star Wars money so they left. Um, I don't buy that because. They came up with the outline before they were offered Star Wars money. Uh, they, they were offered the Star Wars money very, like, a couple, few years ago. Uh, they had this plotted out. And if they really wanted to hurt, like, they spent the last uh, two years. I mean, you can say that they should have done it faster, but they spent two years on those, those last six episodes. Um, shocking. Sure, you can say that it's shocking. I think it's more to do with uh, just how... Again, Do not we don't like shocking? the long night, maybe, but like that that required a lot of work. There was a lot of shooting there. Like the bells and the long night are even if you don't like them, let's say they're shit, right? They're still cinematic shit, right? Like they so cinematic obviously you know why that would take a long time. No, no, I don't think anyone's denying that work wasn't done. It's that the final product was low quality. Well, yeah, that's that's the argument. I'm just like kind of because you might be talking to three people who don't care about if it's hard or not. Because I certainly don't care if it's difficult or not. I care about the finished product. Sure. I mean, that's... And we'll... I'm sure we're going to get back to talking yeah. about the finished product here. I mean, it, you, know that, you know they filmed the Lord of the Rings trilogy in 274 days, so... It's very impressive. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what else I mean, to say about that. And they Lord of the Rings is a different animal, though, uh, in terms of... Uh, is, I mean, they... They skipped some narrative stuff that was pretty important uh, yeah. contextually about the ring. But they had the, the source material. But they, but they, yes, they did. But they skipped it and they still executed it well. I, you know, after I, I was, it didn't bother me at all that they didn't bring that stuff up uh, because it was executed properly. To me, anyway, it was, it, it's, mm -hmm. I love Lord of the Rings. And I thought they did a good enough job showing some of the stuff that the ring does that they probably could have explained a little better and it didn't take the audience out of it just because something is hard doesn't mean somebody shouldn't do anything and uh yeah i think it should be talked about that they made That's this decision not my not position make... at all right that that because it's I mean, hard it's still... they shouldn't they should I, I but understand. like i am saying that like so like i don't know what where you guys are like a lot of the, these communities like free folk and like all the reddits like D and D are like just talked about like they're the worst dumbest people on the planet and i think it's like how many people could adapt this story like how many people have that talent how many like, people you do you think maybe, how many people yeah i'm actually curious how many people do you think like a percent no oh percent yeah I mean, uh, less than one you're uh, yeah, okay um, less than one for sure uh but like everyone on every subreddit is like, I could do it. I know. Just do this. Easy. And it's like, so I'm not saying that like, 
complaints are invalid because it's hard. I'm saying that like, it's hard. So don't act like anyone could do it. Don't act like you have to be an idiot not to do it. So like, that's uh, my, it's my stance anyway. I think I used this analogy with Major Lee about TLJ or defending like Ryan Johnson's effort. But it's like, we've got this target. And what I think you're picturing is like they've shot and they've they've hit just off the bullseye. Let's just say uh, halfway to the target. They they just missed. And this other guy's like, I could hit that bullseye. And you're like, could you really though? While I'm arguing like, oh, they didn't just miss the bullseye. D and D like shot themselves in their head when they were supposed to hit the bullseye. Like this is <laughs> an insane degree of a miss that I would literally That's re-roll anybody making it again like tommy wiseau i would take as long as he took the time to watch the whole show in advance i would i would watch tommy wiseau's uh i know but i'm <laughs> unironically arguing that i think he would have had more respect for the characters than D seemed to okay if you actually mean that um uh well i mean i just, just I a don't... small sidebar like what would you say is the most disrespectful writing you've ever seen to a character in, in just anything in your entire life from an author in anything you know I'm, i did not come prepared with that oh I, i'm i'm not saying I, if you don't have an answer that's fine but i was thinking off the top of your head do you have anything in, what do you think of the last uh, jedi for example i don't care about the last jedi okay i really don't like it's it's, it's something where like i a lot of the complaints people have i don't agree with I think it's kind of a dumb movie. I think more Star Wars. Okay. Again, we're not going to get it. No, that's like, fine. Well, we can, obviously, we I think Thrones. more Star Wars is just dumb. I don't. Well, in, I, I think that in in your video, you say that there are characters that you don't think were handled well. Um, could, yes, maybe one Arya. of those. Maybe you could Arya. All right, Arya. So, would um, you ever describe Arya, it as disrespectful to Arya, or do you just wouldn't use that word at all? I would not use that word personally. I mean, I don't, I'm not offended if people use it. And I'm not saying you're wrong 100% of you use it, but I think that Arya, because like, I think Arya is a character who, um, and this is going to be, I, I probably everything I'm saying is controversial to most of this audience, but um, I'll say that I think putting Sansa in the Jane Poole storyline is uh, less offensive than putting Arya in the Lady Stoneheart. Because, uh, so Arya is sort of turned into this game-breaking character, right? Like, we were talking earlier, like, oh, how does she uh, get past all the, the soldiers? Well, for a couple seasons now, Arya's like, I can kill anyone at any time because I'm just that good from a few months of training. And I'm like, that's not interesting to me. I think uh, with Arya, the showrunners sort of traded out um, empowerment like, like they, they sort of tried to depict empowerment through just strength. Like she's tough at killing people, so she's empowered, rather than like really exploring what like what her spending more time with what her trauma is. Uh, I wrote like I had a Reddit post about Cersei the other day, and um, I think that one of the biggest misses is that um, at the end of season six, Arya. Uh, feeds Walder Frey to his, or feeds Walder Frey's kids to him, and then slices his throat, and then then <laughs> opening season seven, she kills the rest of his family, and, and then um, D and D are like, well, this is uh, you know, it's a really dark path. You got to wonder for Arya, and then they sort of never have any real consequences come from. It. 
Uh, and for me, that's something that I think was not handled well. It's an area where like the theme of Arya's, of a lot of the stories, how war and how violence harms the human soul is sort of lost in Arya. Like we, we see it a little bit in season seven, which is season seven Winterfell is one of the worst stories, probably the worst storyline they've ever done. Um, we see a little bit of it there. So what was that? I'm just happy that you'd think that's bad. Cause yeah, that's no, I think that's the worst thing. Like a lot of people hate Dorne, but it's like at least Dorne wasn't well, like ended. You know what I mean? I will like, at least give they... it to you that Dorne was crap, but I was way more upset at Sansa and Arya outsmarting Littlefinger. Yeah, well, and to not me, it's only not that, just... but the part where Arya like Foe tries to kill Sansa or threatens her. I don't even understand what those scenes yeah, are. Yeah, I think that was. Well, to me, that was dumb, not because she did it, but beca or not because she threatened it, but because it didn't do anything, right? If, like, that had had some kind of consequences, like, oh, Arya, threat Arya leads, like, a Arya gets so against Sansa that she leads uh, a rebellion or something, or, like, again, that's stupid. But if she had done something that had some kind of consequences, then I would maybe be interested in that. But instead, it's just, oh they argue a bit and it gets weirdly violent like in words and then nothing bad happens because they figure out that it's Littlefinger because of course they do and then it's over. Um, I mean, so to try and refocus then, should we talk about Daenerys? Sure. <laughs> That's the big one. So, uh, opening statements? So, right. okay. You go. Someone else. Go for it. You go. Me? Okay. Hey, you. Um, Daenerys's story is sort of about how uh, we can rationalize and support tyrannical methods when they're being leveled against systems that we deem abhorrent. And then when we change our perspective and we see those we see those same methods being leveled against a system which we have more empathy for, they start to actually look like tyranny. So I think in that regards, the area that people are wrong about is that, oh, Daenerys turns. She changes completely in the last... It's like, no, Daenerys just was who she always was. Um, it's just that the system is different. I think that's what they wanted, um, but they didn't get there because Daenerys. It doesn't like this is this. You might call this a logistical argument. What the hell is she doing, killing a bunch of screaming civilians when her only issue is Cersei? I would not call that logistical. No. But are you asking? So what I'm referring to is like the mapping out King's Landing. She like lawn mowers her way to Cersei. Why? Well, her issue wasn't just Cersei. Um, I think you have to look at Daenerys and think, well, what has what her experience been uh, conquering people and then uh, ruling? Uh, when she takes Marine, uh, the people rise up because they agree with her cause. And they're like, all right, we're with you. We also want to be free. So let's make Daenerys our queen. And so then they 
they take the city, Daenerys is made queen. And then despite all that, all these people come in and they're like, well, she's not our queen and she's not from here. And they start a movement against her. So and then she has to deal with that. Um, in Westeros, she has this issue where she's being rejected by everyone, right? Like in the North, they're rejecting her. In King's Landing, they're rejecting her. Like the common people don't want Queen Daenerys because there's no class consciousness. There's no sense that what Daenerys is selling, we want to buy. Uh, she just doesn't have her ear to the ground on what this society wants like she did in Slaver's Bay. So what she's doing when she's, uh, she's basically a, a bypass, trying to bypass that issue. Like, no, I'm going to rule through fear. Uh, and in, uh, when you rule through fear, oftentimes in like medieval like feudal societies, like, yeah, it means showing that you can kill civilians with impunity because if you can do that, you are the top dog. You're the lord, you're the king, you're the queen. I mean, feudalism is just a mafia protection racket. I don't know. I think living in a castle with a dragon at your beck and call would do that just fine instead of killing tens of thousands of innocent people. Rags, you're wrong. Literally just under like a million. Oh. Well, we don't ever get the number, but... An insane um, amount. I think it would be uh, safe to say. I mean, you saw the wreckage, right, Rags? So the Just population like of King's Landing is one going million. around the city, zigzagging, as if the purpose was to try and kill as many innocent people as possible. Like, as if as she was doing it as if that was the goal, while ignoring well, the castle, which was interesting. Right there. Um, she didn't totally ignore it. She, she fucked up that castle. Um, but I th but that was, I think that was she got there eventually, yeah. Yeah, eventually. The goal was to uh, instill fear and uh, essentially show herself as uh, someone that you do not want to cross. Like, don't try and don't try and rebel against me. Don't try and replace me with Jon Snow. Uh, that was her goal. And in she that was moment. immediately assassinated by the person she thought would not assassinate her. Yes, interesting how and that works. <laughs> Interesting that all, how that, that works. all worked for you. You know, it didn't work the first time around. Uh, it was an issue where, like, when I first saw it, I'm like, no, this isn't, this doesn't, this isn't. And then I went back and I like, sort of rewatched the show. Uh, not the whole show, but I rewatched certain episodes and like certain parts of it. And my perception of who Daenerys was really changed on a second watch. Like, I really saw things that I hadn't really noticed before. Um, and saw that, like, actually, yeah, this, this person is, first of all, kind of crazy. Um, like, people say she went crazy. No, she's, she walked into a funeral pyre. Uh, that's crazy. Um, well, she had confirmation that fire doesn't burn here up to that point, so. Yeah, it's she's never been in, crazy. She's never been in fire. She's Jeez. been in hot things. She's never touched fire. Um, well, the second she walks into it and doesn't burn, I think that's confirmation, isn't it? Yeah. Well, at that I think point, if it actually, yeah. I think if was, it actually she, started to burn her, she wouldn't have just stayed there. I mean, she set up an entire like ritual with the dragons. Oh, she absolutely. was like, I'm going to I'm going to go question, in. I'm, if she had started yeah. walking into the fire and it burned her, do you think she would say nothing and continue walking? Like, uh, she, I she think would, it's 
even I'm even Miriam Mazdur is like, you're not going to hear me. You scream. don't have to be a doctor, mate. I, right? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm. I'm. This is a joke. I'm not a doctor, but I tend to think that if people are burning, they will naturally move away from the thing, like immediately. You're just naturally Agreed. away. So, like, so, like, yeah. Of course, I think that if it started burning her, she'd move away. But I think a crazy person would do that too. Uh, because it, you would your physical there, impulses would take over. Is there any in? Is there anything that anyone could do that couldn't be justified by justified by saying they were crazy? Uh, yes, um, but it's it's not just crazy, right? Uh, or I don't. Sorry, if that question was. Could you give me an example? I, I don't. I don't know what something me, something that uh, a crazy let me uh, person explain this, and maybe I think this will answer your question. Um, it's not just crazy, right? It's not just like, it's that this person is willing to go to ext certain extremes to, uh, to pursue what they believe is right. Um, like people are like, oh, well, Daenerys never punches down. It's like, uh, actually she has. Uh, and people are like, oh, Daenerys, uh, never, um, never tortures people. Yes, she does. Uh, I Daenerys mean, never harms, harms the innocent she does actually like all of those things like she has done before like everything we focus what on she does in one? king's landing huh focus on that third one oh sure. which was the third one so uh let's just go through the innocence she's killed or let's say okay. murdered has she murdered any innocents um well when i said innocent i mean someone who is not guilty sure um yes uh, in season five she feeds a man to her dragon uh, to Why send a message, but she's under the impression that he is a man that's a part of a group that's destroying the city. She's not under. She she thinks that. Well, let me. She's like, I don't know who's part of it. I'm gonna gather up all the the leaders of Marine, bring them here, and I don't know which one of you is guilty and which one of you is innocent. It turns out all of the financiers of the Sons of the Harpy were from other slave cities. But um, anyway, she's like, well, it's probably one of you guys. I'm going to pick a random one, feed him to a dragon. Yeah. I mean, uh, were they slavers as well? So that doesn't they sound were, crazy They had been slavers, me. yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a rationale there. And it's all in favor of uh, dominating with a, with a peaceful society for the people who live there. Like, that's her end goal. She's trying to prevent Sons of the Harpy from causing insane chaos in her city. So... Uh, let's talk about rationale, because remember earlier I mentioned Walter White. Here it's actually way more applicable. Um, yes, there is a rationale there. And when I saw it, I was like, you know, even though that guy might not have been guilty, I'm okay with this, because like, fuck him. He was a slaver, right? I'm not uh, going that far. I'm not saying she was morally right. I'm saying that from her perspective, like, what she's doing I, is for the we, greater good. But like, we feel that impulse, right? Uh, but when you look at, or maybe, maybe on you. like the audience, I think is meant to like kind of understand. Um, it's a grisly scene. Like, it is grisly. But when you think about it, like, did she do it just to send a message, or did she just do it because she was fed up? This was right after Barristan and Selmy died, and you see when she's doing it, she actually enjoys. Like it's kind of like a cruel and unusual thing to enjoy that kind of suffering on other people. But in a lot of cases, Daenerys uh, does. Like, if you look at her face when she burns people, there's like a weird like satisfaction. Like, she kills Waldefrey. Yes. Like, uh, as I was saying before, like, they didn't, 
Is they crazy? didn't explore that. Uh, like Sansa when she kills Ramsay? Yes. Yes. I like, like uh, again, that was also in my Reddit post from the other day. Like, they didn't really explore those well enough. Um, although I will say there's, there's a bit of a difference between, like, well, Sansa's like, this is a person who has specifically okay, wait. hurt me. Like, this is, like, a yeah. person who has tortured me, and I know they're guilty. With Daenerys, it's often, and it's with people who but have not You wronged. just expressed that you actually felt like a sort of fuck yeah if her to kill that guy. Does that make you crazy? I'm exaggerating. Uh, I would never, I would never actually... Uh, uh, do anything like that. I would never like um, support. But, but you know, like, uh, here's the thing. Um, there's a good question, actually. Maybe uh, you don't know. Who knows? Um, no, I I, I'm asking crazy. you. I hope not. But so you can't with, definitively uh, say you aren't crazy. You can't say that with confidence. <laughs> it's subjective, maybe. I don't know. It's uh, like, like, like really, do, I don't know. you do believe you're not crazy, right? I do believe I'm not crazy, but I feel like all crazy right. people think it's, the it's same good thing. To, it's good to get a, a confirmation that's what you think. All right. right. Anyway, so um, with Daenerys, okay, well, let's take another example. Um, Joffrey um, executes Sansa's father and then forces her to be engaged to him for political reasons, right? Because it's like, I need this to... Sure. Uh, uh, sustain my political uh, dominance over this uh, country. Well, really, Cersei tells him to do that. Well, marry her, you'll uh, get Winterfell if the Stark men are killed. Yes. Um, Daenerys executes Hisdar's father and forces him to be engaged to her. Hmm. That is a tyrannical thing to do, but she does it because she sees it as for the greater good. Yeah, but so you remember Daenerys kills the father without understanding the context of who the father is, while Joffrey kills Ned Stark, who's possibly one of the most respected and altruistic characters in Westeros. Um, Joffrey, uh, well, first of all, I'm not saying that Daenerys and Joffrey absolutely not. Uh, Joffrey's far more sadistic, uh, has no uh, more morals or like sense of justice or whatever but from joffrey's perspective uh ned stark is saying that he is illegitimate and he does not know himself oh yeah joffrey's got a rationale not yeah like he's Ramsey. got a rationale like ramsey's rationale uh, is i like causing pain joffrey actually daenerys, yeah those are clear so we daenerys um uh the thing is that daenerys might like causing pain more than we realize is part of what i'm getting at so when this when Daenerys takes Marine. Uh, Barris and Selmy tells her, "Hey, look, give them a trial. Like, show them a better way. Uh, trial is important. Uh, we need to like establish a system of rules and justice." And she's like, "And he's like, you know, be merciful." And Daenerys is like, "No, I'm going to be just." And so she just decides that, like, well, these are slavers, and I am going to crucify all of the slavers because they crucified uh, children, eye for an eye. Yeah. Um, so you could say that, yeah, she didn't know that Hisdar's father uh, was, in a, was innocent of the crucifixions. Maybe Hisdar was lying. Um, maybe the thing is, we never know because we never well, get no a maybe. trial. She shows like instant remorse when she realizes that, when he says it, whether or not he's lying. She does show, a, I mean, she just has to believe. Debatable. It's there is a, there's a sense that maybe she questions her actions, but she 
That's, that's, that's what remorse remember is. Remember her, her face when one collateral damaged little person is killed? Yeah, she yeah. locks up her dragons. I do remember that. I mean, I'm, yeah. Oh, enjoying pain there, huh? She enjoys pain sometimes. She doesn't enjoy pain other times. She sees the these mm -hmm. people as her people because they have chosen her, right? As these for people eye for an are eye. her like these people are not her enemies. When she by the time she's in King's Landing, she sort of sees the common people as her enemies because they are not rising up like the people of Marine did. They have not accepted her. It's, it was the same in the North. Like remember uh, in like the opening shots to season eight, like well, may I ask how the, the people Northern... of King's Landing rose up against her? Oh no, I'm saying that they didn't. Ro Maybe I misspoke. Uh, they didn't rise up for her. Yeah, you, like you know, you're absolutely Marine right. Did. There is a piece of dialogue where she says the people of Marine uh, basically did it for her. She didn't really have to do a lot. And then Tyrion is like, they can't do it in King's Landing because Cersei will kill their families if they were to do something like that. And mm -hmm. the conversation doesn't really develop into a conclusion of a rationale. It's an, a, you can desperately see D&D &D trying to shoehorn in these sorts of like, hey, they're, they're not being that great, the people of King's Landing. You know, maybe, maybe they deserve to be massacred. I don't know. It's just, they're not doing great. They're not doing great right now. Here's the thing, though. It's like, we say it's done, but this has been set up for a long time. Like, Daenerys has threatened to burn cities Wait multiple that. times in the story. Threatening True. to and doing is... Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. That's, that's how, like, tyranny sort of works. Like, you get the threats and people on the side of the tyrant, like, they're never going to do that. And then they start doing it. Um, like, yeah, because most people can draw clear distinctions between a threat to do something. Oftentimes, threats are empty. They're just meant to, you know, further a goal in the actual execution of a threat and the execution of that threat to a ridiculous point. But who else is making those kinds of threats? Cersei. Cersei. Good example. Is Being... Cersei the kind of person we want to say Daenerys is? There were, like, well, world leaders is rulers John will do this in medieval threats? times. Why, why would they not? They're trying Sorry, to rule. So, uh, what is your point? That um, the threats of... The, I think those threats are meaningful and they say things about how her rationale works and yeah, what so she believes. I would never defend okay. Daenerys as a... Like, I wouldn't want to be friends with her. Like, she kind of annoys <laughs> me. I, I said this in my video. I'm not a fan of her, but she is well-written as far as I'm concerned, up to season 8. She's very consistent. She will obliterate people. She will feed them to a dragon. She'll burn them to death. She'll never do it to somebody she considers innocent. All of the people in King's but Landing have done that's nothing. The thing. Didn't consider those people innocent anymore. Which is ridiculous. The rationale yeah, is not really there. Ridiculous to me. Stretch. And They're that's... literal children. That's the one thing. She says she will never hurt children, and she never so, wants to see a child at her feet ever again. So she again. She threatens to burn cities. Did did you think that she those doesn't. cities didn't have innocent? But why is she threatening to do it? Because like, threats like, are powerful. Without you having to do things, that's the point of a threat. Which actually no, she doubles not up. Just, no, not just to, like not just outside of Karth, where she's like again. You, you can make the. It's it's like again. It's like rationalizing. Uh, like, like, you, with, like outside of no, Karth, do, do you not get what a threat is? Like the point of a threat. Right, let me, let me finish. Uh, outside of Karth, yeah, you can say, oh, well, she's starving. Her people are starving. She's threatening to, like, try and get these people to let her in, right? Later, she's making the threats to Tyrion. Like, she's not saying them to anyone. She's not saying them to the slavers that she's going to burn their... She's like, I'm going to... 
listen up, Tyrion. I'm going to burn their cities to the like Tyrion's not. He's on her side. Like again, there's an escalation to this. Like, it if the idea of well, threats this, is that this is why, it's like, a bluff to well, get things to change. Like she's not bluffing to Tyrion. This is what Gary was saying about how like we can actually all see how we get there in the end, but they've skipped so many chapters. They've skipped over loads of developing points. We've jumped way too fast. Yeah, you know, I the the I idea of using much, a I don't threat to avoid violence isn't isn't foreshadowing for holy shit, she actually did it. Right, but what I'm saying is that when she says that to Tyrion, right, it's not a threat to avoid violence. So a, when which now I, not, I don't know which conversation are you talking about specifically? Well, I'm talking I'm I'm talking about um, with Tyrion specifically. Uh, totally. I'm talking about season six, episode nine. Uh, she uh, shows shows back up to Marine, and then he's like, "What are we gonna do? Whatever." And she's like, "I'm I'm gonna uh, return the slavers' uh, cities to the dirt. Some, something along those lines." Yeah. Um, bur like burn their the fleets and return their cities to the dirt. So, uh, and then Tyrion's like, "No, here's this thing about your dad. Let's try a different way." Um, and then, then also, like, if you want to keep going with it, like, and again, this was to Tyrion. This wasn't to avoid violence. This was she was workshopping a plan with Tyrion. Uh, again, with Tyrion uh, in season seven. Well, then that's not a threat. That's a promise. Uh, it, well, I, I don't know if I would call it a promise. Like, she well, just If she's saying she is going to do something, threats involve, if you do something, I will do this. That's a threat, if you're threatening to do something. Threat, uh, a threat is not a committal. Sure. Uh, I'm okay with this. Um, In fact, threats are often virtuous things to do. Uh, sure. Uh, I don't know if threats are virtuous things to do. Of course, if you don't do this, we will invade you. You are right. using it, the threat to avoid the open conflict. Right. That's like, virtuous. It, if that's the intent, but with Tyrion, she's not doing it for that reason. She's actually considering it. Um, and again, in season seven, she says, like, well, what war was won without deceit and mass murder? Like, she is, she is buying into that system. And that's the thing. Is that Daenerys, so you're referencing a lot of pieces of dialogue about potentials while we've been referencing, like, actual actions and reactions as... I, I've referenced actual actions, like, you know, when she forces the dude to be engaged to her, when she feeds the guy to her... It's, it's motivated entirely for greater good. All the people. What? Motivated entirely right, by the, the greater good. But that's, that's what I'm saying about rationale. Like, we say, oh, it's for the greater good. Like, for right. the greater we're, good. We like, want an example of when she's done something maliciously slash insane. What, uh, could you be more specific? Has she ever murdered someone who is innocent? Answer is no. Innocent by whose metric? Hers. She has never done that, even in season eight. She see, does not see those people as innocent. She sees what she did for the greater good. There's a conversation between Daenerys and Hizdar in season five, right before the Sons of the Harpy thing uh, show up. Uh, they they show up to the dragon pit, and she's talking about how um, one day she might return his great city to the dirt as well. And and he's like, by your command, and she's like, yeah. And these people are. Because she's saying like the fighting pit tradition is abhorrent, which I agree with. Uh, but she's saying like this form of like violence is wrong. And he's like, well, they're choosing to do this. Um, and again, his art is a piece of shit. But 
He's saying, well, they're choosing to do this. Why are their reasons wrong gonna, and to correct? I and, hate to do this to you. I'm going to cite yeah. you the episode. Necessary. Have you been down there? Have you seen children, little children burned? I tried to make peace with Cersei. She used their innocence as a weapon against me. Yeah. She killed innocent people. In the, she murdered innocent people in that episode where she has never done it before. Again, by whose metric? Hers. Hers. Again, in, in her, like, rationale, like... She literally I guess says that might be. She does kind of say that, yeah. She does kind of yeah. say that. One yeah, of the examples sort of you're does. using is she has a conversation with his dart, Aborant, the, uh, the slave uh, fighting is in Marine. So I'm supposed to, that within a season of time that she just turns like this. Sorry, okay, so which, which conversation are you having? Are you talking about? When you were talking about her conversation with his dart, it was uh, around uh, at uh, during the um, uh, God damn it, sorry, during the slave fights. Okay, so she's she doesn't like all all the fighting that they have, which has been how they kept peace in Marine for years. Uh, and yes. you know the gladiators, and they they enjoy it, and she finds she that abhorrent. Like but she okay, and we how many seasons did we spend in Marine? Uh, was it four? five uh, well we spent yeah season four uh or half of four five so after young guy six. she goes to marine so we're two and a half seasons yeah in marine story up which is basically her learning how to be queen uh and learning on the job making huge mistakes we're buying into this. A lot of it was believ believable. I, I agree with Mahler. She was like one of the most consistently written characters, even in the bad seasons. But then she just makes this turn on a dime because they didn't set it up properly. Uh, that's all I've ever been saying. Again, the conclusion, I can see them getting to that conclusion. It required two more seasons. It required her being in Westeros much longer, dealing with more lords. There wasn't any of that. It felt empty season eight she had and and i know that uh, it, the writers will say it was supposed to be this way but i didn't buy it i personally didn't buy it she she felt like she uh you know we killed varis too early and it just felt like a smaller show because they were rushing towards the end they they were just playing trying to play connect the dots towards the end and none of this stuff sold to a lot of people including myself uh, and we can go back and said, well, she smirked when this person died. So see, psycho, of course, she's going to burn, you know, a, a million people in King's Landing. No, it doesn't make sense at all when she could have just taken a straight shot to the castle, killed Cersei and been queen. And she could have, she so, had the Dothraki there. They multiplied somehow. And uh, she, she did it, you know, that's the whole thing is no, not a lot of people bought her just mass executing a bunch of people. So on the on on uh, this subject, uh, one thing you talk about like smirking, and this is actually like a really uh, important. Um, it's actually really a really important part of the story, is that when we see Daenerys, we're like, oh, everything she's doing is for the greater good. We're rationalizing that this is actually what drives a person is logic. Yeah. Is well, rationale acknowledging is objective, her rationale is objective factual reality when really like a person's like drive there's 
all sorts of other drives that actually like drive a person. So exactly. for example, yeah. like when she when she burnt feeds the guy yeah. to a dragon, going the rationale is that she's sending a message. But it was it was very good in the beginning at doing that, and it stopped being good later at doing that. You know, I I think it was still good at doing that. Like like at the end, the rationale is that she is you that Cersei is like she needs to free future generations from Cersei, right? That's the rationale. But what future generations? Yeah, I mean, King's Landing is a. I'm sure some obliterated ninety percent of the future generations. Oh, I yeah. mean, we see we see the peer later. There is still people. Um, there is still people. But, you're right. Didn't kill all of them, but. Uh, that's the rationale, but is that the reality? Like, is that real? Like, Daenerys really is that really what's driving her? Like, she seems to also have this. There's this entire like personal, like emotional component to what she's doing, as is with anyone. Like, um, for her, a lot of it is about taking back this thing that's supposed to belong to her and her family. A lot of it is revenge for the people close to her that have been killed by Cersei and that have been killed in this war. And uh, a lot of it is just like, again, the enjoyment she gets from burning people, from uh, destroying her enemies. Did she enjoy doing that at King's Landing? I get the sense that on some level there was catharsis. There's a lot of assumption here. Yeah. Well, we don't, see, we don't, I'm trying to be like, trying not to make too many jumps. So I'm saying like, what I presume, because we don't see her, she never says, but what I assume is that there's like a catharsis there. May I ask why that is your assumption? Why do I assume that? Because I think she mm-hmm. gets catharsis from, uh, killing her enemies uh in a lot of cases um everyone from miri mazdor to um the tarleys uh and also like so, when barristan selmy talks about the mad king like what he talk about the feeling of like like the sort of the self-righteous feeling that he got from burning people alive so you would say that daenerys considers the innocent people by her own words the innocent people of king's landing to be her enemy that deserved death? Yes. In some respects. I think something that a lot of people maybe don't fully like accept about the story is that a lot of these characters are not morally uh, or ethically or logically consistent. Um, For example, uh, when you look at who Daenerys is working with, when she invades Westeros, Ilaria Sand is a child murderer. Yep, that's probably right. So he recommends so to Daenerys... storm the city, and then Tyrion says, uh, "We don't murder little girls here." That's in the board yeah. meeting with Daenerys at the head of it, and she says that they're all they're all going to have to respect Tyrion. Yes. What I'm uh, what but, I'm trying to suggest right. here is she doesn't take the word of the child murderer, but she allies with the child murderer, like. Reinforcements uh, are reinforcements. There is a pragmatic sure. reality to the situation. Sure, but like again, like look at how she punishes the slavers and what how she sort of like or the former slavers. Like after she uh, 
she abolishes slavery. Uh, like, again, the, the the rationale of like, oh, well, she fed that guy to a dragon. He used to be a slaver. Like, well, Jorah used to sell slaves. Yeah, what happened and to him in the storyline? Well, he's obviously like, redeemed himself before she can essentially how, destroy how him he redeemed, for that. How has he redeemed himself for he selling by slaves? Her. Do I have to answer that question, really? What has Jorah done like, for Danny? No, I don't mean by the end. I mean, like, right when she meets him. Oh, we don't know if she what she thinks of him at that point, that specific point. But once he's saved her life, which is what she's under the impression of in the uh, with, with the wine merchant, he's pretty much right, redeemed I guess, his position. What I'm saying is that, like, there's this premise that any slaver that Daenerys, or any former slaver, is it's okay for Daenerys to execute them because they used to be a slaver. Potentially. It but, depends on the law of the land and the context of the situation. Ned Stark wanted him executed for treason. He did. Ned is, Ned is one of the more ethically consistent characters. Not totally, but he's one of the more ethically But with Daenerys, like... Wait, uh, I thought we were talking Howard, about rationale, though. Like, you were saying, like, we shouldn't be feeling as though it's justified with Daenerys, like, even though the character is essentially looked at as the paragon in the show would have done the same thing. I, no, I'm not saying that it's wrong to execute people for slavery if that's the law of the land. Like with, with Jorah, it's like that was the law. Well, you do remember they're a part of a caravan or Kalasar, sorry, that is essentially runs on slavery at that point. She can't exactly yeah, say Yeah, Daenerys herself used to own slaves. Yeah, but she, fought, she fights against it in the smallest ways possible that she can in season one. Um... I, I don't agree that it's the smallest, the, okay, so the, the biggest way she, let, we'll, the smallest we'll ask, way she can, yeah. We will ask the guy who has not seen it, I'll just, and you can object the second you think I'm representing the context incorrectly. So, Rags, okay. you are a woman who is 100% against slavery, but you've been captured. No, that's just real. <laughs> you, you've been captured and given to this king to essentially be impregnated and provide a son for, while he essentially rapes and pillages throughout the land. And you decide that when several women are captured to essentially be raped and enslaved, that you'll take them That's for your... That's not the whole context. Remember, uh, Daenerys starts the campaign. She tells Drogo, we need to take the Iron Throne. And sure. Drogo says no, and then there's an assassination attempt, and then Drogo is like, I am going to murder everybody, and I'm going to rape their women, and I'm going to uh, tear down their houses, and she's like, Fuck yeah. Yeah, Let's yeah, you're it. right. She does agree. And then when it happens, the difference between threats and actual action, what does she do? She turns back on it, absolutely. Exactly. That's very morally upstanding. I it's more it's comparatively morally upstanding. No, that no, that, that's a good thing to do. It is a good thing to go back on a bad action. It's a good it thing to go back in the story. It really I, does. You, look, I agree with all that, but you guys are saying it's a good thing to go back on a bad action. But there's a bad action. You, you agree, well, right? It's a good. I, no, I do. I agree. wouldn't agree with right. Ryan's statement. It's good to go back on a bad action. action. It wasn't an and action in the first place. It was only the thought, the threat, the idea. No, I, th I think if you like, if I started like a campaign and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna," and murder a bunch of people, and I'm like, "Cool, do it," and then later I see it and I'm like, "Oh no, stop!" I think. Anyone who was offended, or uh, not offended, anyone who was victimized by that campaign has the right to take retribution against me. Because I started it, I set it into motion. She's the only I person who tries happen. to stop it. She is, and that's, again, that's good. It's better than not trying to stop it. 
but you cannot say that she is not guilty also, of getting it started. Season one is her most naive as well. I agree. I'm not like I like. I mean, that's it seems the thing like with the story is that like here. I feel like there's a sense from that and grows from that. Then that seems like good. It is. Uh, but yeah. I think there's a sense that people have is that characters can either be good or bad, and the, the, there's no like. Again, something that George R. Martin says that he doesn't write like clear-cut heroes and villains all the time. He likes to write characters that do a great thing on a Monday and then a horrible thing on a Thursday. And that's really how the story functions. Is that uh, yes, Daenerys saves um, Miriam Asdor and the other women when she sees how they're being treated, but she also got it started, and she is in some ways like she should consider that part of what she's done when judging other people. Well, it, it is very easy for people when they say something should be done to imagine in their head the way that it will play out. And then upon seeing the reality of what they've done, immediately come to regret it. And then, as is a key component of redemption and apology, to take action in order to make right things that you had a hand in making wrong. And for clarification, if anything, these people rape and pillage whether or not she said go to Westeros. Yeah, but they really upped the ante when she said go to Westeros, because they that's a big campaign. According to Jorah, um, that's not even the case. They just move through town to town, and if they don't provide them slaves and women and resources, then they'll destroy them. Yes, but that specific campaign, like Jorah says, that this is, like, this is the cost of war, this is what we're doing. So... This specific campaign, like the destruction of an entire like Lazarine, like that, and she's immediately that, against it. Yeah, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that what Daenerys does there isn't redemptive. I'm saying that she should have that. I'm saying that if you're gonna have that sort of like acceptance for Daenerys because you empathize with her and you give her the chance to be redeemed, you should apply that to other people like people who well, have... this isn't so much empathy especially from my position it's just recognizing moral actions of characters I'm trying to establish oh, I... her character yeah because i've i don't i've like never watched the show pretty much i've been right bits and pieces so i'm just assessing this these are actions that are taken and i'm within the context that i understand evaluating whether they're moral and i'm well morality again subjective but like I, I agree that, like, yeah, this That's is character not really, not really a counter to anything that I've said, though. But what we're talking, or what I'm talking about, is... If we all Daenerys agree on the morality of it, it doesn't matter if it's subjective. Or oh, sure, yeah. We can all agree on the morality. Um, all right. But what I'm saying is that Daenerys also should look at the morality of it, look at where she has been and what she has done and how she has changed, and allow other people to make those changes. But she doesn't always do that. So I, I guess the question here is, how does she go from the scenario that's been described to me from that to what happened at King's Landing? Like, what, what, what happened to completely flip her around? What do you mean, what happened? Like, well, she's... Pe people change for reasons. People don't randomly change. There's always a reason. Um, a lot of people close to her died she got the sense that she was rejected by the westerosi society as seen as not the rightful queen not valid um, but don't the people hate there's, cersei there's hardly any work done in that regard gary what do you think about that in terms of showing the king's land the people of king's landing rejects uh, daenerys how much work did they do for that not much a few minutes maybe 
if that uh we had varies we a lot of that was done through varies who was backing her and then you know what was it third or fourth episode just like oh i don't like her anymore i like john they did a lot of work on that in the north yeah not really they get they had them give her a lot of stares but then they showed that they were actually being won over to a degree when she had won the war for them and we're talking about king's landing i mean uh, people agreed, in king's landing don't did... even like john you don't even know who he is no stuff i didn't buy it either a couple of dirty looks and that justifies killing a million people in yeah, a like, city that's, do you at least that's agree whole... that like there's so much work that needs to be done to establish these things instead of just a couple of looks in this particular case not really no um I, there's a sense like in the north first of all i don't think it was just because that seems like for me, it wasn't just a couple of looks it was the looks and then sansa and then just then the looks given to there's just like a sense that like Daenerys was unwelcome and then and then like moving on from that like the way Cersei uh basically turns people against Daenerys we should see some of that in season seven some of that in season eight like yeah people should really hate Cersei but the if there's anything that could make people uh like uh just be distracted from their hatred of Cersei. It's saying that, oh, a dragon lady uh, with a bunch of Dothraki and a bunch of uh, slave soldiers that look really, they're super foreign, are going to come in and they're going to slaughter everyone. Like and saying she that. She proved Cersei right, didn't she? She did. I'm saying that that's going to turn people. Uh, yeah, and I'm, th I'm those saying warnings? it was an utterly ridiculous decision that sacrifices every last piece of dignity that character had. Which character? And they're... Daenerys. They were trying know. to. Uh, they I... were trying to sell that the uh, what in Winterfell. So people were rejecting her in Winterfell. Well, Winterfell is completely different from King's Landing. Winterfell people from Winterfell don't generally like people from the South at all. Uh, and maybe Daenerys doesn't understand that, but again, that is an assumption. We go a lot of this is rationale, uh, rationalizing an assumption. It was not portrayed well within the story, and we're talking what six episodes in season eight. That's what we're discussing: is these six episodes, and Daenerys' turn happened in the last episode and a half. Generally, we can say, "Oh, she smirked here, she smirked there." Nobody bought it. Again, but the closest thing to a general like, consensus well, I've it. seen is, and Olivia yeah. Clark didn't buy it. Yeah. Um, Does well, she know better than the writers? Well, if we're taking actors, then like Jamie Lannister bought. Well, his we're not. No, no, no. So. We're not saying uh, she's an authority. It's an interesting piece of information, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, Jamie Lannister buying his ending is also an interesting piece of information. Um, as for buying, if anything. As I, don't, I don't buy that he it. bought it. So as for people <laughs> buying it, I would say that a lot of people actually did see Daenerys's turn coming. Um, yeah, like me, and, me and Wolf actually said when we first started watching the season, we hope this ends with Daenerys becoming the villain. It would make a lot of sense. Yeah, the way they executed I, I it was horrifically to, bad. I used to feel that way. Then I sort of changed my mind. I didn't want... Um, and then, uh, sort of at the end, like I, uh, I didn't buy it. And then I went back and I watched things well, over and I recontextualized it. I said I did buy it, Amelia. Amelia, yeah, sorry. Go back in time, fix that. And, and 
and he said Amelia, one hundred percent. We'll fix that in the final edit. <laughs> right. There you go, Olivia. Olivia and Clark. Amelia, you have Amelia to know Clark. that they are contractually obligated not to talk, uh, cuss in your show uh, about their own show, and they still did. So, I, and again, not that they're authorities, but I, th- I think that says a lot as well. I don't know if um, and, I don't know if uh, anyone's really talking smack, but uh, that that aside, because like you know, actors they are allowed to feel how they feel. Um, we don't necessarily always agree with them, whether they like it or they didn't. Um, when it comes to Daenerys, again, nerd Roddick, uh, we've sort of, I think we sort of talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, I disagree that whether people buy it is just based on like rational, objective evidence. I think there is this sense that people want to say, oh, no, I was just being rational. I like looked at all the facts and the facts don't add up to that. It's like, no, uh, most people watch shows with sort of a the rooting for someone. They want to believe a certain. Uh, right? It seems to be relevant people, to they, what we've been talking about. What does it seem relevant? The, talking really? about what certain fans out there think about certain things isn't really what we're talking about. Well, I mean, Nerd Roddick brought up whether people bought it. And I think that this is relevant to that. Um, Whether people bought it, to me, is a lot more based on what people want to believe than what is objectively being shown. Like, Do you think that's the case? Do I think that's the case? Yeah. And how many people, if so, would you say like more or less than half? Uh, 90% or more. 90%. Uh, Absolutely. Like you, you want, you watch it, you watch Daenerys and like, again, like less than that, we've, like, we've all, we've all acknowledged that like Daenerys has done some like messed up things. Right. But a lot of people like you, I swear, I can show you guys subreddit that do not accept that Daenerys did anything wrong ever. Like they are 100%. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. They were like so behind everything Daenerys does. They will make every single possible rationalization for every morally gray thing she did. To them, Daenerys isn't morally gray. Yeah, I can find someone on Reddit who thinks Hitler did nothing wrong. So, right. I'm saying that, like, like, is this, are they right? No, it's like they're do, they're making those rationalizations. I, I think that your attempt to show that they aren't right has been very lacking. The way that we that distinct is, whether or not that they're is right your opinion, not. of course. But uh, what I I'm know saying it's my the, opinion, but it seems to be backed up by everything I've heard. Like, like which things? This whole discussion that we've been having. So Daenerys forcing a, a guy whose father she killed to marry her is not tyrannical. I never said that. At, well, it, that's we a big to, leap like, from. Oh, okay, so yeah, killing a billion people after that's totally. Fine. Let, let me do it's the same thing to you. Completely consistent with the character. Jon Snow uh, well, is morally I, reprehensible. He killed a child. Is that a fair what? statement without context? So Jon can no, ride the like, dragon, the, and the Jon can be the again, one to burn. King's that's the thing. Like context is rationale, right? Like, uh, like Jon. First of all, John killing a child probably wasn't a good thing. But like, yes, of course, I would agree with you that context matters. But but what you've been telling Rags is she's forcing someone to marry her, and it's like, why was she doing that? Tell him that too. Why, why was why Joffrey, did she force why was Joffrey doing to, it? No, no, tell me why Daenerys had someone marry her because she was trying to establish stability. Okay, 
This why did Joff- your why did Joffrey do- why did Cer- Cersei force Sansa to marry uh Joffrey? I don't know why did she do that to uh retain power. So Ability. are these things comparable to Daenerys committing essentially a, a, a massive massacre? I think that um yes or no will suffice. Th- these things sp- these things alone no. Okay. But when you add up the resume, add up the... Keep going then. Add up the resume. I'd like to hear it. All right. There's a difference uh, between, by the way, trying to maintain peace and trying to consolidate power. Yeah. I agree with that. A lot of times though. maintaining peace can... Yeah, it, it can absolutely... Daenerys didn't can, want to marry him. She made that clear. I, she did it for to try and get things rolling in terms of... Why, why did she open the fighting pits? That's a horrible thing to do. Well, I agree because with all of it's going to try and help seal the wounds that are between the two warring classes right now. I agree with all of this, but with Daenerys, there's always like sort of a dual motivation. She wants to consolidate peace. She cares about again. All of a dance with dragons is about this. Her conflict between the the Misa, the mother persona, where she is the mother of all of these slave children, uh, and the mother of dragons persona, where she is the conqueror destroyer she's torn between these two impulses like kind of a shakespearean character um and so there's always that element of maintaining peace but also consolidating power what before there was any slave freeing before anything what did daenerys want the iron her was her conquering not just a means to an end was her conquering a means to an end yeah which conquering all of it Oh, we can pick and choose, I guess. I mean, w- did she ever conquer for the sake of conquering, or was it to service some other goal of hers? That was the only way that she felt she could. What is? What would you say is her goal? Oh no, I'm asking. It doesn't matter what the goal is in this context. In this question, it doesn't matter what her goal is. Her goal can be anything. Mm-hmm. It's about whether or not her conquering was just a means to carry out that goal. It was the only way that she saw to make it happen. I, you know, I think it's a bit of both. I think there is a part of her that actually enjoys conquest. Um, I think it start it is in a lot of ways a means to an end, but that end is conquest. It's like at the end, what is it? So the her iron throne. So conquest is her goal. Her she wants conquest for its own sake. Her goal is to claim the iron throne. No, so is she just wants to be on the Iron Throne or she sees being on the Iron Throne as a way to do something? Originally, it was the Iron Throne itself. Then Break the Wheel came in, right? Uh, and Break the Wheel, what's interesting about it is it's like kind of a vague mantra that has some, um, some details. We get some inclinations of what it's about, but it really like reflects a lot of like, like a lot of historical, like, Ideas that, oh, once we conquer this, the people will be liberated. Things will be better once I am in power. Like, it's sort of vague. It's the the vague sense of, like, I can make the world a better place. Things will be better when I am in charge. But uh, how much it's about actually making the world a better place and how much it's about asserting herself as a conqueror is uh, really up to the viewer's interpretation. Like, we have to wonder what well, is really are there any scenes to... that support it then are there any scenes or anything that support the idea that she just wants to rule for power's own sake um 
what is what what would that I, I think I need more elaboration. I would answer nothing explicit and it's part of my issue that they missed that in season eight when John addressed the fact that he's the rightful heir. That was their opportunity to explore her character and expose well, the fact that she wanted to rule regardless of her rightfulness or how suitable she is to rule regardless. But they don't. Um, well, I guess the first thing I'd point out is uh, what was she doing for the first two seasons? Like, when, when Viserys dies and she's, like, trying to convince him to take the Iron Throne, yeah. wh why does she... Why? Why? Why does she want the Iron Throne? Because her family were backstabbed and betrayed and she wants to avenge them? Take back their seat of power that they created? Sure, uh, but isn't that power for power's sake, or is it vengeance? Are you saying it's vengeance? No, um, vengeance is a motivation. Power is a means to obtain vengeance. If you don't have any power, you can't exercise vengeance. She considers it right true. to be on the throne. She, consider, she considers uh, it right. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've been saying. I guess she considers... Initially, what she was doing was for survival. Yeah, none of us disagree with the fact yeah. that she wants to be on the throne. Right, well, well you're saying it was originally for survival. Was it? Uh, before, she tries to get Drogo to invade before there's an assassination attempt. So it wasn't season really one? about survival. Uh, yeah, season one. She, the first time she talks to Drogo about taking the Iron Throne is right after Viserys. This is true of the show and the books. Um, it's about, you could say vengeance. You could say an assertion of self. Uh, you could say... Um, yeah, I think those are like two ways to look at it, but this is before the survival comes. Can you well I maybe this would this would be cleared up a little bit more for me if I could be if you were going to say that, you know, we're writing a documentary, there's this guy named Adolf, he goes from mild-mannered painter to genocidal leader of Germany. And it was you were going to tell this story, right? And it's all about him and his childhood until the very last, you know, 10 minutes. Where it's you know him becoming Fuhrer and all that stuff, you know, Holocaust things happen. Then I would be you know I'd be curious to know are there any scenes that have been established previous to that that I can point back at and say, all right, this is in this case Daenerys clearly doing something that is violent for its own sake, that is for power for its own sake, where she is acting either irrational from her from her perspective or anything that she does in you know its own context that would lend to the idea of. These the, the power and the Iron Throne and the massacre at King's Landing, these aren't the end goals, or sorry, that these aren't means to an end, that these are indeed the end goals of what she wants. Are there any scenes that I could be directed to? I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of got that. lost with Hitler and all that. I think Daenerys is comparable to Napoleon than a Hitler, and he did uh, destroy That wasn't really the point. That wasn't wasn't really the point. So my analogy still stands. Whenever you bring up Hitler, like you know, there's a lot of associations people. I'm sorry if you're incapable of seeing past that, but the question is, I can. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the next thing. It's okay. You're asking, are there scenes that would indicate that her goal is the Iron Throne and not some kind of other means to an end? Yeah, point me to scenes that point me to scenes that would make me think. That before, prior to this, Dara, Daenerys is clearly trying to have power for its own sake. She's not working towards a goal. She is not working towards some other. Well, that's uh, not idea actually what I believe. Is, right? Or so there, there's so there is so there are none of those scenes. Um, I, what, no, well, what, I mean, there is there is the again, like I said, there's the scene where she 
tries to get Khal Drogo to invade uh, before she's been attacked, before there's been anything. What's that about? Um, you could say that uh, that's about vengeance, and I would accept that as well. Um, you could say that's about power. I would accept that. I think those are both valid rationales for things that she wants at that time. Um, but if you're trying to say, like, is Daenerys, does Daenerys not care about breaking the wheel? No. Like I said before, Daenerys is like a Shakespearean tragic hero. She's torn between two desires. Like, the one, on the one hand, she wants uh, to break the wheel. On the other hand, she wants to be the one that breaks the wheel. She wants to, it to be her. She wants the Iron Throne. Now, in the books, it's, it's more between Iron Throne and the desire to have a home. So the show does change it in that regard. They make her a little bit more um, politically minded than like personally minded. Can I, do you think it's interesting that your reference comes from, what is that, like season one, episode three? Uh, I mean, I can, would you like like, like more references well, or something? I was going like? to move on to a point to basically say that, um, would you not agree that a lot of her motivation to strictly take the throne because take the throne because take the throne comes directly from Viserys? Like she was inspired by Viserys? Like it's her, that's what she was born to do. And then as the seasons progress, she molds into exactly what her motivations are, which is to free the innocent people of the world from horrible tyrants. She even reestablishes that in season eight, which was so stupid of them to try. Um... I like I do agree but I think like the molding you're saying like again it's a thing where like a lot of people expect like these uh linear character arcs and it's not really what what this does it's like just go ahead and reference the scenes and stuff instead of talking so, about what p other people expect and things sure uh, which scenes anyone, uh, anyone scenes that so like that one that you used in season one, let's go with anything beyond like a season three. Um, I would say uh, the scene in uh, Vestalthrak where she uh, goes back, uh, or not, it's like outside of Vestalthrak, sorry, on the Dothraki Sea. She makes this huge speech to Rakhalasar um, uh, referencing Cal uh, Drogo's uh, speech, uh, big, like rape pillage speech uh, about how she wants to go to Westeros, tear down her enemies and their stone houses. I think that's a reference to it. Well, I think, I think everything in well, like the entirety of to taking two, the throne for the sake of like a power, not threatening but, to destroy but, houses. To me, that is about power, right? Like, like she's reference. She's. Going back, well, no, so okay. So, her motivation in that scene is exactly the same as it's been for the past few seasons at that point, which is she wants to free the innocent people of the world, and she's got a tyrant in King's Landing right now called Cersei Lannister. Well, Cersei Lannister is not the tyrant at that point. Oh, well, she's whatever the Baratheons, whoever's in, in current. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, another, it's another piece of evidence that uh, Daenerys's motivations aren't really about tyranny, is that like she, uh, she has the same motivations regardless of who's on the throne, whether it's Tommen, whether it's Cersei, whether it's Robert. Um, uh, so yeah, like there is that, that speech. There's also the entirety of season two, right? Like that's before she has any free the slaves uh, motivation at all. It's just about 
conquest. It's just about taking what she believes is hers. When did you say that was established? Sorry. Season three. No, see, season. When was the break the wheel stuff established? When her interest in protecting innocent people. Um. Well, I don't think it was never existed. I don't think she had any impulses to protect innocent people before season three, right? She she you did no she impulse like to protect innocent earlier. people before season three. No, I'm I'm saying that's not the case. Okay, like, okay. She she did uh, like she saw Mary Ma's door. She had like and the the women being raped. She had empathy for that. Um, in season two, you know, she does feel responsible for her her little uh, caravan of people. Yep. Uh, but I do think season three is where the liberation theology starts to develop. Yeah, I'd agree with you. She starts seeing what's happening to people who are enslaved, like the Unsullied. Absolutely. She's disgusted um, with the rulers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's absolutely true. Uh, look, Daenerys is not a, always a bad person. Like, she's good in some cases, she's bad in others. I think the world is better off for Daenerys. Uh, I think that's the question Wait, you what? ask yourself at the end of the story. You think the world yeah, is better I, off with Daenerys? For Daenerys, yeah. Because uh, all those people are free in Slavery. Are we talking Bay. post the whole show? I'm talking about the world of Westeros, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, like, yeah, all those, th that's bad. But, like, also she freed all of those uh, <laughs> Dude. slaves. She um, freed millions of people of their lives, too. She freed their souls. Yeah, King's Landing. Uh, yeah, freed their souls. That's interesting. And that's, um, that's the, the... The slave cities are actually all bigger than uh, King's Landing. Actually, you know, but I'm not sure. I know Volantis Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Volantis is bigger. Okay. Being freed and being killed, not not quite on the same level. A living slave is yeah. hundreds of thousands of people burned alive, but it's okay because she freed hundreds of thousands more. Right. Again, this is like the kind of like simple. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying that if you, but take you just the said that the world's better off with it. Yes, better off than not. I think. Again, this is. I mean, like, if we look at it pragmatically, I'm I'm saying like, uh, sorry, if let's uh, say, let, let's have a say room full of string and cards with these rationalizations for Daenerys. You know, it, I'm if, just imagining if, that in my head. Again, we want to tally up. Like, if well, so, let's say that for every person she burned alive at King's Landing, there was a person she freed from slavery. Would that come mm -hmm. out neutral? Again, we don't know the numbers. Uh, no, you don't have to know the numbers for this hypothetical. So, oh, right. You're saying that it's equal. No, no, I'm asking you if you think it's equal. I haven't made a judgment. I'm confused. Are you asking? I'll just say it again. Moment. It's quick. I'll, okay. I'll say it again. It's, just, it's quick. So let's say in King's Landing, she burns alive 10,000 people. Let's say before that, she freed 10,000 slaves. Is that, does she come out neutral? Oof. I don't, I don't think, I think that's like a weird. I can't believe that like, No? Yes? I don't know. Like, that's, that's like a weird, like, it's a strange scenario. question. But um, it's a strange scenario, one that you've already evaluated. In my mind, uh, she did not kill a million people in King's Land. That's not how, many how I interpret did, how those many slaves scenes. did she free? Probably a lot more than a million. Think so? All right. 
Yeah, I do. Um, part okay. of this might be the, the the books seeping in and my expectations for the books, but no, I, I do think that she, uh, like, again, I'm saying it's like a net well, positive. I'm not saying well, that anything well, she did in King's Landing was right, but also like, you know, like she well, is also it, helped. Well, we can, we could just change it. Let's say that she burns 10,000 people alive, but she saves 20,000 slaves. She converts them from living slaves to living free people. Is I don't that, think, is I don't think any human being can uh, do math with human lives in that way. All right. Is it better like to when save one innocent person so or two innocent literal. people? What? Is it better to save one innocent person's life or 10 innocent people's lives? I would say 10. Hey, I thought you couldn't do math. Again, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, like, come on, like, like, I'm not going to say like, oh, would you kill five innocent people to free 20 innocent people? Like, that's like a weird, like when it's that specific math, then it's weird and dehumanizing. Like, well, because we're dealing with two ambiguous populations. So for the sake of finding out whether or not Daenerys was ultimately better, if we just say, all right, since we don't really know the actual numbers, let's say the numbers are the, they're, they're both equal. Then what happens? Like, is the value of a person's life more valuable than a person's freedom? I, again, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's not something that I think any one human being should decide for other people. It, it's I'm not just deciding saying, for other people. It's just, I'm just asking for your opinion. Right. My opinion, I don't know. Okay. It depends on the conditions of the but slavery. Didn't you know just now when you said that the world was better off? Because, again, this is based on my interpretation of the narrative and what I see. I think there is a, a huge uh, long-term net positive in uh, King's Landing, or not, in, in uh, Slaver's Bay, across multiple cities. And then there is an atrocity in King's Landing. That's, so it's like Again, morally gray character. Good, bad thing here. Good thing here. Overall, I think probably she did more good than bad, but I don't know. I think this is oh, the right. kind of question like individual people are supposed to wonder for themselves. Was Daenerys, like, was the world better off for Daenerys? Was it not? Well, Personally, I think... I think I if vote, I, guess, I vote I hard say, yeah. no. Gary, what do you vote? No. Uh, no, I think the only people, the only question people were asking themselves after this were, where did my eight years go? How not can I get them back? Not to mention that all the carnage that took place after she freed the slaves, not necessarily by her fault, but those people didn't stay freed in every case. Or healthy. Which people? Which people? The, the slavers' cities that were taken back while she was gone, they, that resulted well, didn't it? Right, Well, but we presume that by the, the end... Of death uh, that took place thanks to both the liberation and the retaking of the... By the end, they've, they've been liberated. Like, the, the bay is renamed <laughs> the Bay of I want to get off this topic, I'm sorry. Like, um, so, the point was about Daenerys, like, she's... Sure. Not committing murder to, to anyone who's innocent was the main point I was making. She only ever does it to an insane degree. It's way too off the map for her character, and it's why I would attribute the majority of fans in terms of character betrayals were upset. I've referenced this before, it's undeniable, 100% objective evidence that cannot be defeated, my dentist didn't like it. 
I mean, your dentist didn't like it. My mom liked it. Whatever. Like, that's not... A dentist outranks that's, a mom. Everyone knows that's objective truth. God said yeah. that. Oh, Bible. yeah. Good He's point. practically well, a doctor. How do you know my mom <laughs> isn't also a dentist? Because you said my mom. You didn't say my dentist mom. Maybe she's not my dentist. It's unethical. You wouldn't trust your, your wait. You wouldn't trust your own mother with your teeth. You can't have a. You can't operate on your own uh, children. Isn't that like sure a thing? No, it's like a law. You, like no, I'm, I'm asking you. This ain't about the law. This ain't about the law. It's about you. Uh, my mom is a legally upstanding citizen. So what if Daenerys came in and killed all the dentists in your town, I wouldn't trust most <laughs> legally upstanding citizens with my teeth. That. I don't want to see your teeth then. Um, what you think I can yeah. find a, a random person on the street and say, "All right, give me a, a, give me a, get rid of my cavities or replace my tooth," and they'll do a good job. All right, <laughs> um, but yeah. So like with Daenerys, I think to me it seems that people, whether people buy into her action or not, is directly proportional to who they thought she was before and who they thought she was before varied a varied a bit but there had sort of been in the last couple of years sort of like a a mass appeal sort of like accepting that Daenerys is just a good guy Daenerys just does good things and she isn't capable of tyranny I've not spoken to anybody I don't, who I talks don't about Game know. of Thrones that concludes no, that no, 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 yeah. no. I'm sure oh, they're know, a lot out of... there somewhere I'm sure in any if you take any audience for any show you'll find some percentage of people who think anything about anything but I've in all the stuff that I've seen, I've never found people who say that Daenerys is incapable of tyranny and she's incapable of bad stuff. Uh, they exist. Uh, I, I'd I, tell I, you I don't guys. doubt they're out there somewhere. I just think it, that uh, you would be surprised how, because again, one of the like probably central questions to this debate is how much are people's opinions based on like rag, rational objective proof? And how much are they based on feelings? Like how Where we feel about this they, character, how we want, whether we want to believe in this. From what do you think they develop those feelings? What? Well, from what do you think they develop those feelings? You, natural human psychology. You want to root for someone. You want to believe in someone. I think why don't people, the, why don't pe people today root for Hitler? Because he was shitty all the time. Okay. All right. He was only well, ever not all the time. He was nice. not all the time. He was nice to his dog. The point is that there are things that Dude, he fuck does. Fuck his dog. Like he. <laughs> no, his dog like, was innocent. Don't fuck his dog. His Hitler dog didn't was... free slaves. Like fuck that. No, here, here's um, the point I'm trying to. Here's the point I'm trying to make is that there are reasons why we generally think of people the way that we do. The actions in this show, the scenes that they're in, the things that they do, the stuff that they say, the reaction to events. So even if people have an emotional. Um, opinion of this character that's generally informed by something that they see of course there, like i said there there are reasons for pretty much everything they're not necessarily rational but there are yeah, reasons for everything that the point think. of the story the point of the story is to get people to like be to root like sympathize with and root for daenerys's like tyrannical behaviors until they're turned against the audience so this idea that like oh well people rooted for her so she that must mean they were right to root for her well, no, was, people's was there feelings are always right had, no was there anything um, that she had done before this that was comparable to what she did at king's landing in terms of scale or in terms of morality in both they go hand in hand uh, no i i think i think it's well yes and no i think that um 
scale, she's no, right? Because she's never. So do you think that if she had, let's say that the show had played out in a different way and Daenerys had done this, let's say in the last season, do you think that people would still be rooting for her now? If she had done this a season ago, if this is something that Uh, she committed, you need to be more specific. I don't really understand that. If Daenerys had committed the massacre at King's Landing last season, do you think they would have turned against her or kept rooting for her? I think they would have turned against her. Absolutely. All right. So people's rooting for someone is very much reflected or sorry, influenced by the things that the character does. Never. So people see the wouldn't dream of disagreeing with air. Yeah. So the things. So apparently, if people are rooting for her up to this point, then surely there's a reason for it. She's tearing down evil system. All right. What evil system was she tearing down with the massacre in King's Landing? Slavery is an evil system, and she was tearing it down. Where's the slavery in King's Landing? I'm not sure. This is a legit question because I don't understand. Um. Well, people have debated this, right? Like there are some people who believe that Daenerys's uh, Daenerys's campaign in Westeros actually like a liberation campaign uh, in which she sees the evil of feudalism and is trying to undermine it or undo it. Um, That's not agreed upon by everyone, but that's a a sentiment I've seen from a lot of people. Um, Definitely in the books, like Tyrion likens the the state of like he sees like slavery is just like slightly worse than feudalism or something like that. Like uh, not necessarily like with the unsullied or whatever, but like, so let's say in King's landing. So I guess there was a feudalist system there. Yes. Game of Thrones does have feudalism. All right. So in, in King's landing specifically, I suppose, how does, excuse me, how does the actions that, how does the actions that she take against the people cure that system that she finds tyrannical or oppressive it cements her rule you could not have done that that in any other way how does that fix it though Uh, well she tried to do that a different way in marine can i ask you honest question right now if episode five had played out that she flew over directly to the red keep and we had a cheesy shot where she even looks through the balcony right at cersei in the eye and then sends fire into the room it like cycles through all the room, blows up all the top buildings, and she flies up and f- spits fire down until the entirety of the Red Keep is exploded. Bits of rock and fire hit some innocent people, they're screaming, and then the next episode plays out exactly the same. Would you have accepted that as believable? Yes. As would I. There you go. That, that I think I would have accepted again, like, that too. Different, that establishes power pretty well, burning down a castle dragon. Well, I mean... Yes, but yeah. like d- different things can be believable. Like, I um, agree with that sure. statement. I, I think if, like, if like I was a peasant in King's Landing I and I was watching that, I, again, I would I should, be pretty convinced. I mean, I should remind you guys that like I didn't believe it the first time around. I like rewatched it, reconsidered my perspective, and then came to believe. Like it's not. So we, we've established there are other ways that she could have done this that would be more in line with previous things she's done? I Instead of total massacre. Well, I, I don't know about... Yeah, I mean, I guess... I don't know about more or less in line. But um, again, the place where I disagree there is... I don't well, think if, that... If she had never committed massacres before, then not committing a massacre here would be in line with previous actions. Sure, but by that logic... I'm sorry, right. you broke up. Could you repeat that? 
sorry. Uh, by That's that fine. logic, no one would ever do anything new, right? No. Characters. Like, no, no, no. You can do new things that are not necessarily contradictory to your own nature, essentially. Well, first of all, again, like I said, a lot of these characters are hypocrites. Um, uh, second of all, it is in her nature because we see every aspect of this play out in some way. Is da has Daenerys done crazy things? Well, the issue yes. isn't necessarily has contradictory people. To her, we have not established she's done unusual. anything crazy. We've not established that. Uh, yeah, I've, the, I've heard rationales for why she's done. I think the funeral pyre was crazy. No, no, we've established that it wasn't crazy. I did not establish that. No, she, um, she did not. She know, determines the like, fire cannot kill her. So she, she does it as a ritual. She doesn't determine. She is okay. So in the books, yeah, you know, there's the guy Arion Brightflame. No, no books. We don't have to talk about the books, but I'm just using, as like an example. I might as well use something that's not even in a Song of Ice and Fire. But I'm using this because I know I tend to think about a Song of Ice and Fire. So in the books, there's a guy Arion. He drinks wildfire because he thinks like it won't kill him. That's actually in dies. the show. Oh yeah, they they do mention it, but it right, it's in the show, it's in the books, whatever. He drinks wildfire. Crazy, right? Not necessarily. Does he believe that he's? No, immune he has to a it? rationale. Yeah, he, if he believes he's immune to it, that's not a crazy thing to do. I would say believing that you're immune to fire is crazy. Not at all. No, Daenerys is literally immune it, to fire. But she doesn't yeah. know until she tries it. And then when she confirms it, she carries on. She confirmed she, that it happened. She it's set up the entire funeral pyre. She's like, okay. I am immune she, she's to okay, fire. No preparation to, for something. To and ask it's you the same question we like, asked just, when you presented this like an hour ago, if she mm -hmm. was burned hideously by the fire, do you think she would have continued to walk into the pyre? She would have been physically unable to continue to walk in. Congratulations. You figured right. it out. Glad you agree. No, but I'm saying that is crazy. Building a funeral pyre with the intent to walk into it is crazy. No, it isn't if you believe that you're immune to the fire. But she if tells you believe Jorah you're immune to fire, times. you're crazy. No, it but isn't. But she is immune to fire. How is it crazy <laughs> if she literally confirms it to be true? But she didn't know. She, right? she doesn't she just have to know. She has because to she has dreams. That is crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's more than just dreams. She doesn't get burned by the hot water and she doesn't get burned by scalding hot rock. That's she believes you cannot burn the dragon. That's, again, that's just, again, that's also. Are you arguing that every religious person is insane then? I believe any religious person that. Uh, does, I like, an, I'm trying to come up with an insane example. Like, Not I gonna like that... the road you're heading down here. <laughs> you can't do this. What road? I'm I'm full. I'm, I'm fine with this. Like I'm an I, I think that I don't know. Like if you, what's a crazy thing? Of never mind. I don't want to. I don't want to insult anyone's religion. Uh, it, uh, no, go for it, man. I'm enamored. No, I, I I really don't. Um, I don't know what like a like any. I guess I'll just use this as an example. Like, anyone who like. Decides, like, you know what? I think I'm immune to fire. I'm going to, like, walk into fire, and I'm going to be fine. I think that's crazy. All right, this, what has if... this person been immune to being burned previously? Uh, not from fire. But from, from extremely from... hot things. From extremely hot things. Yeah, sure. Interesting. So hmm. is this a world where magic exists? It is. Interesting. <laughs> But again, uh, no, no Targaryens. Established. Have been immune, no Targaryens have been immune to fire in this world. 
right? And in the books, Daenerys isn't immune to fire. She's never it's the like, mantra that keeps getting repeated. No fire cannot burn a dragon. A Targaryen is a dragon. Sure, but it's like a metaphor. There are Targaryens she that have burned takes it alive. Literally, that is a part of which is crazy. That's not crazy. Taking that shit literally is crazy. No, she hears also- something. No, accepting it at its word, arguably crazy. But there's more to it than that, from what I hear. Scalding water doesn't burn her. Hot rocks don't burn her. Again, like she has dragon blood or something. She's but like there's no Targaryen that's ever. I don't know. Dragon blood is like a weird fan thing. So there's no Targaryen that is in the history of this story that has ever just walked into fire and not burned, right? Um, And in the books, she none of that setup stuff even happens. She's just crazy enough to walk. She has dreams, and the dreams convince her that she won't burn if she goes into the fire like this is a character that is like established as like being on the line like on the lines like is that crazy is that not crazy so to see her do something that's like okay. also on the line do you have any other examples of her being crazy and i'm not saying you don't but if you didn't all you have is something that you're desperately trying to interpret as crazy to justify her insane actions um, I think that um, feeding someone to your dragon is crazy. You already established just, exactly why she did that, and it worked. Just the act of feeding someone to the dragon? But wh- why did she do that? Trying to threaten and squash out the actual leader of the Sons of the Harpy. Is, is that the only reason? Why do I have to... So, as, as Rag said earlier, what action can a crazy person not do? I'm... Um, that... It's contextual. It depends on the context. Uh, what yes, I'm can, th- like, what I'm trying to get across there is that she, uh, trying to intimidate the son of the harpy is the rationale. The real reason she does it is because she's angry at about Barristan Selmy's death and wants to lash out against someone. I want to ask you a question that's a bit more meta for a second. We can go back, oh, but love to. Yeah, I think we talked a lot about Daenerys. We can yeah, go back. True. But you said that um fandom could be identified as toxic potentially when they like conclude poor writing without like further inspection or introspection mm-hmm. sorry uh they and they're assuming that the writers are at fault when it may very well be that they're not so by that logic could we say that a fandom is being toxic when they conclude strong writing without further introspection that may be required and they assume the writers have succeeded where they didn't only if that leads to you being uh, rude or n- negative or like uh, like abrasive towards other people. So that that actually does being, exist. Like wait, there are fandoms being that negative, right? Like being ne- negative, like calling people like you're an idiot, you're like fuck you, like you know th- that kind of stuff, right? Like okay. chasing people out of like fan communities, like uh, like there's a difference between like a lively debate of the, the facts and like, fuck you, you're an idiot. You don't get, understand anything, blah, blah, blah. But I agree, actually, that can happen because uh, there are fandoms um, that are so, uh, they stand so hard for their, what it's a video game, it's a movie or whatever, that they uh, are extremely negative to anyone that, uh, they're extremely negative and rude and, uh, abrasive to anyone that criticizes it 
So I agree that like, yeah, that can't happen. Okay then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I just think that's fandom and we're broad generalizations aside. Uh, when it comes to Daenerys game of Thrones season eight, which what we're talking about here and why I believe it wasn't a sick, well, it was a successful season as far as ratings, but there's success can mean a lot of things. Uh, a large portion of the fan base was not happy with this because they didn't buy into that story. And while you have gone back and uh, found some things that convince you, uh, I'm not going to assume that other people and I've watched each episode multiple times. I feel like I know maybe I'm just a big dummy. Now nah, I, I always consider that. Too. No, you sound smart. But, but uh I don't buy what Daenerys did because I think it's a huge leap to kill. There's 500,000 people in King's Landing. I don't know how many people she killed, but uh, it didn't seem to make sense at all within the context of the story because they didn't take the time needed, which they have done before. The, to go back to my point earlier, they spent uh, two and a half seasons in, in Marine. That made sense. Uh, they needed at least that in her in her and King's Landing, meeting other lords, trying to politic a little more, failing a little more. Uh, and, you know, it does. And then we have to have other characters being uh, destroyed, uh, really played into her destruction as well. Like Tyrion being written like a complete idiot in the last uh, three seasons, uh, taking away some of his best work, in my opinion, in the books. When he basically, uh, you know, when he frees himself from being a slave because he's just a pure survivor, he plays the game there. They could have adapted some of that, put it in there, and that would have helped Daenerys' storyline instead of him just being a moron throughout the whole thing. And just didn't sell with me. And we can go back and, and establish, there's nothing that establishes her children in the streets of a city mowing people down as Mueller said she did switchbacks she was going back and doing switchbacks and this well, was all threatened. uh but as i think we've established here is she's always had motivation she's always had uh she's always felt she's had this divine right and she could have felt like she had the divine right to the iron throne and i could have bought it if they would have sold it a little better a lot better and it needed a lot more time. And I think we already have people admitting who within the show and more will admit it over time that they rushed it. Uh, and who admitted that? Uh, we had a director, Sapochnik, just recently said that it might have been rushed. Or was it, it was Sapochnik or, the, or maybe it was the guy who... Uh, a particular yeah. episode or... Uh, he, here, I'll pull up the article right now. Hmm. Um... Uh, but uh and game of thrones director emits finale was a bit rushed what's the actual quote there's often like those headlines often like you know sensationalize what they actually said uh the game of thrones neil, marshall, you, neil marshall uh while directed the key episodes of blackwater the watchers on the wall he admitted it would have uh, been difficult to question showrunners Benioff and David Weiss when it came down to the a few installments. It's very difficult to second guess those guys because they are geniuses and they have done such an amazing job. He told the Metro UK, 
inevitably, I would have taken a different approach to directing uh, on the greatest experience I've had, blah, blah, blah. I would have definitely added my strategy and knowledge to that, particularly about battles and scenes. I, mean, I agree well, I, with a lot of the criticism that it re was really rushed. This was Neil, Neil Marshall. So that's a director from a previous. Yeah, he's season, not, but, uh, he wasn't on, you know, I agree. Like, I don't love a lot of the, what happens in the long night episode. I don't totally disagree with Neil Marshall, but um, yeah, he wasn't absolutely involved. rushed. They needed to spend more than one episode on the night King. Uh, but he, I, he I, wasn't involved in the, uh, the final season. So no, he wasn't, but he was a director for game of Thrones. Okay. That, uh, uh, so does that make season eight not rushed? Again, you, you, you think, do you think season eight subjective. would do you think season eight was rushed or not? No, I think they spent two years on season eight. I would have preferred uh I don't care how much time they spent on it within the story. Do you think this story? Oh, felt you mean rushed? like um I don't I, I think I would have added an hour to season eight and two hours hour? to season seven. Yeah. Or not oh, an episode. I would have added one episode to season eight and two episodes to season seven thought about that a lot um i don't think it needed but then again if you talk like how far back i can do it give me season five and season six i would change a lot but again that's just me i'm just a guy on the internet like i'm not so am i i mean well, yeah I, I don't necessarily like what i think would be better might like might not be feasible in a screenwriting sense that just i'm just saying like that's my opinion i would I add everything was feasible I think a lot and, of stuff played into it. I think, uh, you know, HBO offered them more time and money. Yeah, but HBO had their own uh, reasons for that. Oh, they uh, wanted to make money. That's the sole purpose of doing this show. Uh, yeah. Um, I, like, I'm personally not, you know, uh, I don't agree with some things people say about extending. I do want to ask you guys, um, and assuming this is something you guys, and like, you know, you know not everyone cares a whole lot about this kind of thing uh what do you believe that was like the message or what did the ending mean what do you think or what do you think it was trying to mean like what were they going for end of oh. game of Thrones. Oh. yeah what was the theme no i mean the theme you could say it with a word but i think like like what what was the conclusion like what was the thesis of the, the ending um with king brand and if you, yeah with king brand with uh daenerys's downfall with like all of it well and again if this isn't a discussion i know some people don't discussion i think it's i think, they, it's the, the I think you can in. draw several different sort of you can run with a lot yeah. of different things right, right but what is it to you like what what do you draw most well, of all like I haven't. Necessarily... What do you think they were going? For? Nihilism. <laughs> I got nihilism? total nihilism out of it. Yeah. Well, it was also very anti-war. Uh, George R. Barton's been pretty open about how anti-war he is, and uh, mm -hmm. it, it was basically for me. Uh, for one, the message was conveyed poorly, in my opinion. That's what's uh, but making the... me stutter. I'm like, it's Cause... it's so blurry. Whatever the message wanted to be in the first place. Right, yeah, but like you can, you can, or maybe you don't have one. But like, what, what do you think they would Modernism, go? nihilism, war is bad, and you know, yeah, like that's it. With Daenerys, I would assume <laughs> they were they were gunning for like, look how good people can lose their way, 
with with John, they're like, look how the righteous have to make decisions that even they don't want to in order to maintain to their principles. With Tyrion, they were like, look how a smart person can be stupid. Like, there's a lot of stuff around there that you could probably draw. I just don't think that a lot of it was executed very well. It's your expectations being subverted. Uh, that was it. Uh, I, it lost its message, in my opinion, probably much earlier, around five or six. I do think it's interesting that people say nihilism, because George R. R. Martin is so not a nihilist. He's been, like, really open about that. He's a romantic. Well, it wouldn't matter, though, would it? Right, I just, I just think that it's interesting that that's. Martin might not think he's a nihilist, <laughs> but I, I don't I've think George R. Martin is a nihilist at all. I think, I uh, think, uh, reading a Song of Ice and Fire and like everything I know of it, it's like very romanticist. It's in there also, too. Also, he's a bit of a like maybe an absurdist, uh, but mostly I think he's a romanticist. I think that's something that's projected pretty well by the ending. Was actually. a Song of Ice and Fire. Rom uh, you've read it, Mahler. Is that a romantic you, tale? <laughs> I, I see it as a tale of war. Huh. I don't see how there are, there are individual stories of romance in there, to a degree. Are you talking about a more metaphorical like romance with life, or life with itself, like or something? Or do you mean like narratively romanticism, like T.H. White? And I think it like, uh, it, it like upholds like romantic values. Uh, I I still don't catch what you're really saying. Five, For example, yeah. like uh, nature versus society. Um, it leans on the side of like the idea that society has made us sick, uh, and it kind of glorifies nature a bit. Like the idea that like uh, children have like inherent like wisdom. It's uh, very um, it kind of posits that a lot, especially with Bran. Um, also, uh, kind of blanking right now, but um, d definitely, like, most of all, like, the way it's, oh, yeah, uh, individual freedom, like, authentic or authenticity is more of an existentialist idea, but, like, the idea of individual freedom versus, like, following tradition, the idea that traditions and society and uh, is these things are what make people sick, not human nature. I'm not. I'm not. So, I don't think that's romantic. What sickens these things? Uh, I, some of these things overlap, but I do think that uh, when you mm -hmm. add it all up, a lot of romantic. Uh, he's very uh, for, uh, believe it or not, for like emotionality instead of and like the soup daddy of the supernatural. Um, the ending conveys that actually pretty well. Uh, how Westeros sort of turns to a supernatural ideal. How the Maesters and the Iron Bank are these like really like rationalist, uh, civilized institutions that like, like actually fail. What about uh, that ending would be inspiring? I mean, if, if um, we're talking about specifically like well, if we're talking about know. like yeah, inspiration, um, individualism, um, a lot of feely stuff, very sub uh, uh a, a heightened importance on subjectivity. Um, I mean, if if that's what we're using for romanticism, then it's postmodernism. Well, no, oh, yeah, I don't it's, think it's definitely not necessarily. Um, it's very postmodern. It could, but the whole story. But like, what just... I'm I'm sorry. Like, I'm being really brass tacks, I suppose, right now. But like, I would go as far as saying it's the opposite of inspiring. The ending to that show, it is downright downtrodden. 
like nihilist is what I would actually call it before inspiring, for sure. The idea that the hundreds of thousands of people going through all these kinds of wars and disputes in King's Landing ended up getting burnt to a crisp. Jon Snow got sent back to where he started. Sansa oh, just that. wins Winterfell. Oh, okay. Arya's like this heroic adventurer when she was surely set to become... Like, maybe that, that part's inspiring. Pretty arbitrarily, though. Um, um, well, I, you know, inspi inspiring isn't necess necessarily romanticism, but, like, you, you know, inspiring, it's like... Romanticism is about Obviously, the you, if you hated the, the ending, you're not going to be inspired by it. It just... It's impossible. Um, but, no, I, I think the ending is inspiring. I love it. Okay. Uh, I think there are, like, things about the ending that I really love especially with regards to Bran uh, and Tyrion. Um, and I guess, so I guess I'm just, uh, I was curious about that. Cause like for me, one thing that I think you should do when you criticize something is like, is to understand it and is to understand what it was and what it was going. For. And to me, I don't see a lot of effort. people like it. It didn't have a message. D and D are stupid. There is no message. They don't care about message. There's no message there. I hate it. Um, but I think that there is a message there to understand. And I think that if you see what that is, you still might not like it. But you should try to see what that is if you want to, you know, you, you poured. I think, like, we, I think a lot a of people try. They just can't pull it from what's actually in there. Would yeah. you say that whatever message you are seeing there, whatever it may be, does it? Trump any of the execution because of the message alone? For me personally? Uh, sure. Or for everyone? Because I, I can't speak for everyone. Right? Well, I'd it's happily believe have to speak that... For everyone. I happily believe that a message, a lesson, or a theme, or an idea that's being drawn from the content, that's the, you can get a lot that are completely subjective, that are based on very minute details that might not even cor corroborate, but... Well, I guess what I'm asking is, for you personally, this this message you've drawn from it, it just it trumps any element of it could it could trump any reference we could possibly have, I imagine, or an inconsistency. The word "trump" is odd here, not not because of the president, as someone pointed out in the chat. Uh, just because I, I, I don't can see rephrase that if you'd like. Like so, the, yeah. whatever you've you've seen as the theme, it can't be broken by any element of the scripts being inconsistent because it's such a powerful message it it hasn't yet from my uh for me from my uh uh we're asking can it hypothetically uh like can can media fail to support its own theme yes yes i i do think media can fail to support its own theme um in this case, for me, I don't think it did. Um, I, I don't think that people have any idea. And, and not because I, I don't think people are smart enough to get it. I think everyone is, I think like most people are smart enough to get it. I just think that people don't want to get it and aren't trying um, because they, for one reason or another, like there are things that let them down and they don't want to well, like it. I mean, I don't know that many people are going to be concerned about potential message or theme when they feel their characters have been betrayed like the it's not even going to be coming into the back of their head at that point yeah but that's the thing like for me the the characters weren't like but it Daenerys almost sounds like a condemnation first... from you that they're, they're not doing it it's like why should they do it uh i i 
don't know if condemnation is the right word. Um, I think that if you want to have like a scholarly academic, I know that sounds kind of pretentious, but that kind of a debate about a story or a, like something like substantial, um, it's good to understand it. Um, like you wouldn't like talk about Animal Farm without knowing that it was trying to be about like communism and uh, sort of like the rise, like Stalinism and all of that. Uh, I think it's well, I, it's good I to. It might be a quality of if we're taking a story like Animal Farm, it would be a quality of its writing that you could reach similar conclusions about the message, even if it's completely removed from you know communism in the USSR and stuff like that. It, that seems to me like it would it would just it would just be a quality of the book and the writing. Oh right, I mean I mean like I don't I don't I, I agree I, I don't think that like Game of Thrones is directly allegorical to any one thing. Of course, there's some War of the Roses. There's some uh, bubonic plague there. Um, he, he, Martin draws from a lot of uh, different historical events. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that people should try to figure out the message or try to come up with something. Like, like I think me, people that, did. I found that like a lot of I people. Think that's why people like this show. I think they. Uh, because it was released weekly, it was a water cooler show. Uh, you saw all the sites that were involved with the show get huge numbers. Uh, YouTube channels, get, you know, Preston Jacobs gets huge numbers. Uh, people wanted to know. They wanted to know the lore. They were into it. They bought into it. All I'm and saying is the writers did not. That, well, they don't because the writers weren't consistent. I, the people behind the show creatively. I, I don't care what their intention was. Uh, they might have tried their best. And I don't think it's a very good tactic to come out and say, well, people didn't try to understand it. That sounds a lot like, hey, the episode was too dark. Well, you didn't adjust your television. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. Uh, I, I bought into your show. I, I read I read your lore. I, you know, how much work am I supposed to do to watch a TV show? And I don't think it's a lot of then work. When I, I when I, I do all the work, then I'm told I don't understand it. Uh, no, I, I understood it. I understood it. It just didn't work. You know, I, I don't think it is a lot of work. I think that it's just work that people are. You're doing. having to go back and rationalize. I mean, you even said I mean, it I didn't work said, for you itself. And then the you went is. back and uh, no, I, but the, the thing is. It's hard to get a singular message because I don't think there was supposed to be a grand singular message for Game of Thrones. And if there was, they lost the plot. I think there was to the ending. Um, so Bran's coronation. Uh, Tyrion gives his whole speech about stories. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of people saw that and like, that's dumb. Stories don't like, like people don't care about stories, whatever. But um what it is with that scene is uh, there's a scene in season three uh, in which Varys and Littlefinger, it's one of the better scenes, this where chaos is a ladder comes from. Uh, Tyrion and Varys are debating what is the realm? What holds people together? What is, uh, what is it all about? And uh, both Littlefinger and Varys sort of agree that the Iron Throne is a story. Like it's an object, but it's also 
a story that carries a certain like weight that has certain implications and it defines the realm. And it's a story. And when you look at what that story is, like it's a story of conquest, of domination, of um, might makes right. And this is like a pretty important scene. And they, you know, Chaos of the Ladder comes from it, blah, blah, blah. So in this way, like to me, like the Iron Throne is George R. R. Martin's one ring. It's like the central object of power that defines the series. Like it, it doesn't have any magical power, but it does uh psychologically affect people like it's lore the idea that it represents and more than anyone it affects daenerys and it affects the way she looks at power and the way she looks at choice and the way she looks at uh making the world a better place um and it's her goal i mean she says it um so at the end the iron throne is destroyed it's melted kind of like the one ring it's in an accident it's like martin's reverse you catastrophe and the realm is left without um, the the realm is left without any anything holding it together. And so there is this great council, and Tyrion decides to redefine the values of his society by interjecting a new story. And he uses the story of Bran because um, it's a story that preaches the exact opposite values. It's a nonviolent story. It's a story about vulnerability and resilience Violent. and yeah, no, Brian. I, I understand that, and I th I fully believe. I don't know this for a fact that that whole speech could have come from George R. R. Martin, and because it's called a song of ice and fire, a song is a story. Uh, it just stuck out like a sore thumb because it didn't fit. It wasn't executed well at all. Tyrion, how is he even alive? I mean, this again, this is a, something that's been grounded. They explain things, but we're not going to explain why we're going to let this prisoner just all of a sudden decide who's king and talk. Well. Tyrion, I mean, the unsullied, uh, John is the big question. The question is, why is John? Or, I mean, I guess with John, you could say he's alive because the Northmen. I was going to say, there's there. more reason for John to be alive than Tyrion. Either of them should be alive, though. Well, Tyrion, like, what did he really do? He, he flew <laughs> Jamie Lannister. <laughs> the traitor the Daenerys? Cool. That's not really, like, freeing Jamie Lannister isn't really a cap capital offense. Uh, we don't know who knows that he did that. What do you mean? We don't know. What, well, who knows? Who knows that he freed? That it was Tyrion that freed. Daenerys Jaime. says that. Daenerys says it, but Daenerys is dead. I, wait, wait, you think that they, she didn't tell anybody, despite the fact that she put him in jail? Who knows if she told? It's it's her hand of the king. Maybe she was like oh, leaving. God, her. Come on. Oh shit! Well, we Tyrion Lannister. No, we really don't. Um, and like Tyrion, at, at the end, he's sort of just like a pariah, but. I don't necessarily like for me the big question is like well why did the unsullied leave john there like yeah there are northmen there and maybe it's like a standoff situation and maybe they decided i again i said i would add one episode that's the kind of stuff that i wanted more elaboration on is the lead up to this council um so someone said, someone said in chat um or mentioned this in chat um would you say that the room is good because it successfully conveys the theme of the consequences of betrayal? The what? The room? The room. Oh, the room. Yeah. No. All right. All right. I just don't think I just don't think those are comfortable. I think that's Hi, Mark. Silly. You don't think so? It's, it's <laughs> successfully portraying a theme. I think the room is good because it's hilarious. Like, like I don't, I don't. Yeah, I just don't think those are comparable. Um, for me, like. It's, it successfully portrays the theme. The characters are all 
well executed with maybe the exception of Arya and Buck Braun. I think Braun is annoying and just, I don't like Braun. I like, I like everything that happens with John. I like that he, uh, I like that he gets sent back to the wall. I think all of that is exactly right story. I think it actually, to me, it does make sense that they would choose Bran. Everyone says that like, oh, it doesn't make sense Bran. Yes, it does. Bran is the opposite of Daenerys. Like they are terrified by Daenerys. They're terrified by this tyrannical, overly powerful foreign authoritarian. Here is like Bran Stark. He looks harmless as fuck, and he represents all of the opposite values. Of course, they're gonna pick Bran. Also, the deck is heavily stacked in Bran's favor. Uh, like half the people in that council know Bran and either like or agree with Bran as a person. Which like makes sense that that would be George R. R. Martin's ending. You have this like anti-war narrative, and he ends it with like a. It could all make sense if they would have. I mean, because it doesn't make sense within the context of the show. All. Why you? Why would you let a Stark being? I don't want to go into all of the reasons why that council scene. Okay, so there is one one thing he's brought up in the entire show. I I do agree that Sansa becoming queen doesn't. Nothing makes I sense. Think for, in the council I think the whole North secedes after Bran becomes king. That's my real sticking point. And I know why they did it. I don't agree with it. I don't think it works. I think it fucks the scene up. But I will agree that with that. Uh, the North leaving and then making a Northerner the king does not make sense. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm just—I I don't really want to go through every element of the of the council scene because um, I'm I'm a little bit worn of <laughs> of debating for this long. That's 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 that's. All. Oh yeah, this has been a while. It has. Um, I I, I uh, a more important question I think that trumps every question we've had here tonight is uh, why did you have Christmas music at the end of your video? You know, I I, uh, I wanted to try monetizing to see what that would be like, and I was like. I don't what what can I use? I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll use this. Um, you, you tried, you added music to try and monetize. No, I wanted to monetize, and I didn't want to use any music that had copyright. Oh, okay. So I was like, what is there? Fuck it, here we go. Well, just enjoyed it, world. Uh, well, we enjoyed it. Uh, I did not I've, see that coming in August as well. Yeah, well, I don't really celebrate Christmas, so. Fuck it. I mean, it's whatever. Fair enough. Uh, Rags, Gary, is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, I guess one last thing. Um, yeah, uh, when we watched your video, there was a quote. Um, you said, it is fan entitlement that causes literally 100% of misunderstandings being blamed on the writers. At no point are most people accepting that they might have been wrong about anything. Is that something that you... Uh, you you stand are you are you down with that? Is that something that you would still say you accept? Literally one hundred percent is probably too far. I think there are some people who do accept something. You mean literally figuratively? I did. It's a thing that happens. It's okay. How are you doing there, Rags? Loading. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm I'm tired. That's all good. Uh, well, obviously, um, 
Yezen, is there anything else you'd like to uh, talk about or address? You know, I could I could go on for another ten hours. I'm very very practiced at talking about Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Too much so. Um, but yeah, no, I you know everyone at the end of the day is gonna feel how they feel, and maybe five years from now you watch it, you hate it even more. Maybe I hate it hate it more. Maybe five years from now you watch it, and eh, it's not so bad. Uh, end of the day, it's. Like, I appreciate you guys having me on to talk about it. This was fun. Uh, I think it is an underrated piece of fiction. And I think there is a really vocal uh, group that is against it. And I think there's a lot of people who like the ending um, who are probably not as vocal and probably not as visible that uh, a lot of people don't realize. Well, I mean, I appreciate you um, you coming on, and it was it was it was brave, mm -hmm. and uh, I respect yeah. the um, effort. I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> well, well, I, it's, it's yeah, it's fine. It's it's whatever. It's YouTube. Well, I hope you haven't uh, felt that we were too hard or anything. I, I I think that it was a it was a good discussion. Overall. No, if, if anything, you guys should have been much harder. Come on, like this was. I mean, compare that. Get on Reddit, free folk. Like, see what that is. Well, we had a whole, we have a whole, well, oh, what our intention was, we, we started out there, but our, our plans quickly turned into something more freeform, but we have this whole list here of questions regarding, not even necessarily things that are specific to Game of Thrones, but about writing and thematics and execution and fans and um, all sorts of stuff, but it did go into a lot of uh, specific stuff about the show, but that's, that is fine. Things just go where they end up going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're ever like, if you ever feel like another like exhaustive discussion, bring me back to talk about those things. If you're like, fuck this guy, uh, you're also free to not do that. Um, but yeah, no, I had fun. There's characters that Cersei is another one, real good character we didn't get to talk about. But... Oh, I mean, she looked out windows really well it's... and drank wine. It's she okay. Did, she, she, I was gonna she say, executed this, this, that. There's plenty more we could probably talk about. I was just gonna say yeah. I'm trying to. Uh, I mean, that's that's the point of Cersei's story is to make us feel bad, like make us think we want someone to be brought down in like a violent, terrible way, and then when it happens, you feel bad. No, that's uh, that. That's good though. She was that's a terrible all person, it. from what I understand. She was a very terrible person. But then I'm glad the sparrows make her walk naked, and it's super misogynistic and and creepy and. And is it misogynistic? Cruel? Yeah, the walk of shame is misogynistic. Would they do it? Would they do men not have to do the walk of shame? No. Oh, they don't. Mm -mm. That established huh. in the show? Uh, I don't know if it's established. I don't think that's established. In the, well, in the books, then, then the we'll books say this. Then we'll say this then. Sure. If only women have, have to do it. it, sure, sure. If women only women are made to do it, sure. But if both men and women have to do it, not misogynist. So depends on well, whether or not men have to do it. In the show, there is another man who is guilty of something and they punish him differently. So he's, what are they there's doing? a man who's guilty of like homos uh, having sex with another man. So they like they brand him. They brand him with a with a star. Oh shit! That's 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 it's, worse. It's worse than you think, Craig. That's, they use that's a knife fucking worse. That's not misogynist. Forehead. That's the opposite. 
Well, I, I don't know. Like, the I would much rather in, like, walk through the streets naked, gives people something to fucking ogle, than have be <laughs> branded. Man, she got uh, off easy. That's the opposite of misogyny. Well, it's you have to look at the context of it. Like, Cersei's uh, punishment is very Please gendered. Um, uh, it's not or, being branded. <laughs> well, there, it's also that he is committing himself to become a sparrow, and all of the sparrows actually brand them. So he commits to become Which a is his avenue as punishment and reprieve. He has to denounce everything he's about. Yes. Uh, his lands, his titles, uh, and also being gay. Can't, yeah, that's uh, way worse than just taking yeah. a walk naked. Uh, yeah, but that's because that's how he chose to deal with like, Again, it's just... Chose or was coerced? Coerced, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, well, so it's I mean, not really not really a choice in Cer that. Cersei sense. is also coerced, and we also have to bear in mind. Oh no, actually, we have to bear in mind. Uh, Cersei doesn't actually suffer her punishment because she blows everyone up. So what Cersei's walk of punishment was actually, yeah, no, we've been wrong. Uh, no, uh, Cersei, the branding is Loris's uh, punishment after his trial. Cersei never goes to her trial. Uh, she, um, yeah, but Lancel also she, never gets to be free. Uh, well, Lancel is Loris. Sorry, Loris. Oh, he yeah, gets kind of, like conscripted for the, life. The idea is that she can leave the sept, uh, Cersei, as long as she does the walk of shame first. He never gets to leave. He's enslaved there until he's branded. Yeah, but oh. again, in the book, in the books, there's no there's no walk of shame for men. Um, the walk of shame actually in the books. I know this is the books, but uh. It's actually Kevin, uh, Kevin Lannister, who uh, is the real like mastermind behind it. Like he kind of makes the deal with the sparrows because yeah, he wants brokers the, a deal. He brokers it, yeah. Um, but no, Cersei society too. So yeah, it's very sexist. yeah. It's going to be uh, very patriarchal because that's the historical context of it. Very true. Um, but yeah, I, I think Cersei's story is done really well. Sorry, I'm extending this because I want to talk about. No, it's uh, fine. The, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people, I didn't really, at first I was like, oh, that was like a wet fart. Like Cersei just gets crushed by rubble. Then I went back and I'm like, yeah, the point of Cersei's story is that every time she gets punished, every time she suffers, we're supposed to feel bad about it. It's like the Black Mirror episode, White. Um, do you, do you, did you feel bad every time she was punished? Yes. Uh, Mahler the Walk of Punishment, I felt bad. When Tywin is forcing her to is trying to force her to marry Loris. I felt bad, even though she forced tried to force Sansa to marry Joffrey. I was about to say it wasn't even close to me because she not only did that to Sansa, but she also lied through her teeth and forced all these different people to address Tyrion's essentially execution. Not exactly Someone, a morally upstanding Chad character. Is, <laughs> no, sorry, Chad, Chad is begging me to acknowledge that the high the the previous High Septon does do a walk of shame. Fruit. They're begging me to acknowledge that. Fruit. Yes. Oh, so is that a, is that a guy? He does. Yep. And that and, is a guy. And no. they they, they whip that his hands bad. to make sure he cannot cover his manhood. Good call, Chad. Um, that settles that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I guess maybe you don't feel. I do. Well, I I, I, I can definitely work. agree. I would be surprised if there wasn't misogyny in the show. In fact, I'm almost certain there is because of the setting. There but that time. thing in particular, not convinced yet. Uh, well, if you make a man and a woman do the same thing, 
it's not just like the things that happen, the way people address her uh, while she's walking is pretty misogynist. Like the, the whole charade of it is uh, pretty, pretty misogynistic. I would How so? Like they call her a whore and a harlot and they, uh, it's a is lot she? of like, is she a prostitute? No. Is she a whore or harlot? Does she sleep around? Is she promiscuous? She definitely sleeps around. All right. Well, in the, in the that's not so much an insult as it is a description. I mean, well, I'll, I'll, it depends on what degree, I guess, because sleeps with sleeps with her cousin and she obviously her brother. Her brother, yeah, and her yeah, brother. I I think I'd, I'd probably be in the crowd saying the same thing at that point. Yikes! Would not do what, that. What, um, what, you can't you, call you yikes would, after would, the things you said. Uh, she sleeps with her own family members. She seems to be rather promiscuous. Well, they've had kings and queens that have slept with their own family members. In the they're in still the okay. They're the same Targaryen. thing. They, they, there's a the Targaryens used to do it all. Um, I'm not saying it's right because it's but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but the point is like for me like. Yeah, even though Cersei is a horrible person, I s- sympathize with her when bad things happen to her because that's really the point. It's uh, to question retributivism, like, and torture, and like the public appetite for punishment. Like, we shouldn't enjoy people's suffering, even mm-hmm. if they deserve it. We should uh, justice should be more restorative and less retributive. And that's really the arc of the entire story. We open on an act of retributive justice, and at the end, Bran. Uh, introduces a more restorative type of justice. Um, I'm curious how that would play out. It doesn't. Good. <laughs> it hope, does. Hope to God we now see how it plays out. Uh, no. The uh, first scene, Ned is executing a guy for being a deserter. And he's no, like, in the, the book, first scene, we see the White Wolf. That's the, that's the prologue. Uh, talking the first scene of the, act- of the story after the prologue. It's a part of the story. It's um, huge scene. for the story. In fact, it informs <laughs> sure. that second scene doesn't exist without that first one. Sure. If for you, those if White you... Walkers that did get off their front porch and got killed <laughs> sure. by the blade of an assassin who came sure, out of nowhere. If we're going to argue semantics, sure. Like, yeah, the, the first scene semantics. after the prologue, then, is what I mean. No scene comes uh, before it. It's about Ned uh, showing Bran retributive justice. In the books, actually, he says, Bran, one day, this will be your responsibility. And I'm like, he is going to be king or something. Um, and then at the end, uh, Bran said she was going to be king, but she wasn't. Who didn't Daenerys say that she was going to sit on the Iron Throne and be king? Oh, no, Ned isn't saying that Bran's going to be king. He says that one day Bran is going to be in somewhere and he's going to have to be in charge of justice. And I saw that and I'm like, foreshadowing. Um, um well, yeah, yeah. If, you t- if you take oh, all thousand uh, lines and you can find the ones that vaguely match up, that's great. Pretty post it's in, it's like. In the first couple of pages. But you realize it, that if he hadn't, you'd be like, well, that's just a line. Oh, well. Yeah, in the so first couple of pages of Harry Potter, they say Harry no, Potter that, isn't leaving for Hogwarts. But well, No, I, I was always very... I mean, that's a book-only line, be clear. Be clear but no, I, I always thought that line was super important. Uh, it's like the opening promise of the story. Uh, George R. R. Martin himself said that like originally he just started writing that chapter, and the whole story expanded out from that. Um, so yeah, like Brand Kings checks out for me, um, uh, and then at the end, like Brand, he doesn't execute anyone. He's like gonna send people to do things to make the, it's like 
reconciled has to... like no motivation to kill anybody why because he i mean he doesn't kill people because he uh doesn't sees that it's not necessary that's what i say like, yeah i mean that's it's that's a good thing it's, he so i think it's necessary necessary to kill some people some people but not anyone that okay the brain doesn't kill Yes, and begone, says Major Justice. Dude, this chat is wild. Um, oh, they're fine. Yeah. Don't worry about that. No, I love it. Uh, uh, Brand failed his training. Someone uh, said no. Brand kills people using his wolf. Yes, if, true. If. Oh, season three. Brand kills wildlings. Oh, yes, yes. No, I'm talking about the ending. I, I know. Brand needed, throughout the, the story. wildlings needed to die though. Uh, he also uh, kills a guy using Hodor uh, in the show. Oh, yeah, which is very ethically fucked when Hodor realizes oh, what he's done. So oh. ethically fucked. Um, uh, oh. Also lets Daenerys kill close oh, to Oh, right, that's the elephant in the room. Uh, let, let his brother get screwed over and sent back to the wall because he so saw all this coming. So Brand that's is... actually wrong. He, Bran does not have that kind of future what do you mean? Oh, he's the king, though. Don't, Bran has on several what do you mean by that? He's, his Bran, powers are Bran limitless. On several, Bran on several occasions says that he doesn't know things that are in the future. What does he say to Tyrion? Toward, at the, at the Why there? do you think I'm here? Why do you think I came I here? I came all this way. The, yeah. yeah, but that's yeah. not. But in on other cases, like he's asked, like, can fire kill the Night King? He says, I don't know. No one's ever tried. If he could see the future, he would be able to see that Daenerys so it's an inconsistency. uses fire I agree. and fails. No, it's not inconsistent to see. It's it's that we see how Bran sees visions, and they're bits and pieces. They're not like a solid. Uh, he doesn't know. Well, he only saw the pieces. He wasn't involved in killing people. In Chad is saying saw, that he knows all things, past, present, and future. He can literally see everything. No, he knows. Uh, he knows a lot of things, past present and he knows some things future but he sees the future and i can make your argument for you he knows as much as he the plot requires him to like providing Arya the knife he knew to do that but yes. he only ever knew that much is that is that what you're going for uh actually yes anything uh, he does in relation to calling the future that was as much as he knew he basically doesn't he calls very little about the future. he's like I'm sorry, I'm just, Brand, I'm just saying we've just described a, an awful writing tool. Like, that's the laziest shit you can do as a writer. Not really, because Brand doesn't... Brand's oh, I'm sorry. future site doesn't... Selective clairvoyance There's specific reasons why he remembered all of these individual things, but nothing else. Like, come on, man. It's all just contrived at that point. No, it's... If Brand were a different kind of character, if Brand were like... Again, you earlier called Bran like not really a character, and that's actually kind of true. By the end, Bran is sort of like a symbol, um, and so he's or like a plot device. So they really, and it's not something I. Oh, no. Bran's my favorite book here. They do like kind of change up how they use Bran. Anyway, we've gone over, um, but yeah, I don't know. I like Bran at the beginning of the story. He falls. It's a major bummer. And then these other kids in the books, these other kids are like, hey, you're never, he's never going to amount to anything. If I were like that, I would have killed myself. And then I'm reading that and I'm like, that is the saddest thing I have ever heard. I hope this kid becomes the king. And he does. You so hoped you, it. All right. Okay. So it met your expectation. Okay. You were emotionally invested in that being the ending. I was. All right.
it allowed me to, it's one of the reasons why I'm not as like angry at the ending. And I'm like, oh, I feel the show has done brand the same justice as the books. What was that? The show has done brand the same justice as the books or, or provided, let me rephrase that provided. I don't think the uh, show is context. Oh, justification. Yeah. No, No, the show never provides anything as much justification as the books because the books are books. Um, Someone in chat keeps saying, I can't be Lord of anything. uh, Brand did say that. that. Yeah. Yes, he did. Because he can't see the future. He doesn't know. Come Uh, on. Brand was learning to use use his powers right after that. He says, like, he says, um, I need to learn to see better. Brand isn't omniscient. He's like, Trying to figure Anything out. Anything he sees is because he saw it. Anything he doesn't see is because he couldn't see it yet. And it, you know, he's uh, again, he's, he's not. I love it. Brand is great. In the books. Book brand, like, don't even get me started. Like, best character. So sad. I and love book brand. Still- I, I I just don't think the showrunners loved him enough to keep him in every season. Show us more of the training, which uh, I think there oh, no. might. I don't know what their justification was. He was, I know he was going to school or something and they just didn't feel like, uh, it was needed to see, uh, the training. I would have loved to have seen it. I would, uh, some of his visions would have been great. I, uh, I agree that the showrunners seem like they do not. Um, and it's tough because knowing what I know about brand's story, I can see why it's a very, it's a very different thing. It, a lot of it's about his age. Like a lot of it is contingent on his age. And so it's very different to translate. It's very, it's a lot of it is really psychedelic and it's very strange. Like, you know, D and D originally didn't want to like, they didn't want to do very much magic. They didn't want to do a whole lot of like flashbacks and visions. So um, it's very difficult to translate him. So I do see why they decided to make him more of a uh, plot element, more of a symbol like he's basically the Lord of Light, but in human form. Wrap it up. Do you see why people might not buy that? Because uh, what was conveyed very well in the books was not in the show, and by not showing the probably the most important part of his character, show and him just becoming a plot device and not a character, it might piss some people off that he becomes king, uh, even though he was supposed to according to george r martin and all the intention in the world if you don't execute it well pointless at the end and that's what a lot of people felt like when they uh, i see including I see myself everyone yeah i feel i see why everyone feels everything they not not literally but you know what i mean i mean oh, I, I think I, people understood but if you weren't a book reader there's not a lot to understand about brand past he got downloaded somebody downloaded a bunch of information and he essentially stopped being bran and uh, became another type of character that was just a robot throughout the whole thing and i know that's really simplistic but that's basically what he was i think there as a plot device i think it's more about the memory of bran so uh the bran of the first two seasons is gone or the first three seasons is gone um and you sort of have to look at it as like at the end, that kid is who is not really there anymore is being honored and sort of elevated by the um, by a society that once said that they would never or once 
would never have honored or elevated or seen value in this like sad crippled boy um but uh he's not there to enjoy it but like the memory of him is sort of being honored it's like um in mythology there's a character bran the blessed who isn't it's like it's in like welsh mythology or something like that and after a war with the irish he's uh, they cut off his head and he becomes like a talking figurehead. And so like Bran, Bran the Broken, Bran the Blessed, he becomes the figurehead. Um, or like Rainbow Crow. It's an old like Native American legend about like a, a crow that goes and ends the supernatural winter by retreating fire and then comes back and it's singed. It's not the same as it was. But people honor the crow. Whatever. It's uh, super chill. And if they would have conveyed any of that in the show, I probably would have bought it, but they didn't. And they lifted him up with a council of people who were missing from the show for long periods of the time. Sansa showed little to, to no connection to him at all. Uh, her own thing. She wanted to be queen. And uh, yeah, it was. Ugh. I agree. I did not love that, but you know, if, if I've done anything that you could maybe, that anyone listening can maybe use and recontextualize any aspect of the show later, then I've done my part. And if I haven't, then, you know, I tried my best. Uh, like the great Benioff and Weiss. I'm sorry. I mean, that's one way to describe them, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the powerful. Yeah, uh, is is everyone all right with me sort of saying that's where the discussion ends? Is that is, is, yes. is are we good? I'm so all right with it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Well, sure. Before, before you go, um, I know this sounds silly, but tell the audience about what you do and where they can find you. Just you know. Oh. So the fuck yeah. Do it. Um, I'm Yezin IRL. Uh. I have a YouTube channel uh, called Yezin IRL. I talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, I haven't made a video in a while, but I have one more coming, maybe two. Uh, one about the ending, and maybe I'll do something about it. And after that, I think I'm probably going to move on to stories. Maybe things that not everyone is so angry about. Um, and also, I'm on the Wolf Punch podcast, which you can see every week um, on Lipson. Uh, and I know there's no link to that, and I'll send you one lady later. Yeah, yeah, I can put it in the archive one. Just uh, let me know. Yeah, great. Uh, and that is all. That is who I am. All right, there you go. Links are in description if you want to check out more from his channel, if you uh, want to explore more of his content. Uh, what I've got left for today is a, a video from the community that, well, regards uh, Nidrotic and myself and Wolf. Like an animated video, and then after that we're doing um, super chats. So, um, I, I, I assume you, you'll want to uh, go back to whatever you were doing with life before you jumped onto a podcast all about Game of Thrones for four hours. If you know. Oh my god, so long. All right, <laughs> I am gonna I'm gonna jump off. Thanks again for coming on, man. I really do respect it. Uh, a right, lot of people do not all three of you. want to, uh, you know, debate in general, let alone against three at the same time. Uh, <sighs> Very courageous. Bring me ten. Bring me, <laughs> we, Bring me we, ten more. I'm I'm the barest and saw me of this debate.
Come on. No, I'm. Well, you get you killed by a bunch of Randys in an alley. Exactly. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, I it guess. was nice to meet you, man. I'll see you around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That that was that was that. How is everyone feeling? You're all right. Everyone. I feel. I feel great. I, I feel. I have noticed chat I've, has been erratic. I have never seen chat that fast. Fucking um, machine gunning, oof. machine gunning commentary out. Everybody's got something to say. Yeah, can't. I mean, he did come on, which is more than most do. But yep. I have, I have been convinced of absolutely nothing. In fact, quite the opposite. But an attempt was made. Yes. Yes. But um, I was going to say, if you guys can join this link, erotic. You remember, you came on to talk about The Expanse, that a certain member of our cast had something weird going on with his microphone. Yes. Um, do you know that we made jokes about him being the mouth of Sauron? Yes. Have you... <laughs> have you happened to see I any... I remember. Have you happened to see any animations recently that may have been made by someone in our community? I have, I have not. Oh, well, hopefully you'll, you'll find this rather amusing. Um... This is by Plague Creations, and I know that I said I'd do memes all in one stream, but Nidrotic is here, so I wanted to see it. Um, but we will, me and Rags pretty much already decided we'll be doing a stream all about memes because they've backed up I now so gonna, many. We're just going to have to. There's so many at this point. We're going to go through them all. Watch it. And we've we've actually got some bonus things that I want to do. I'll tell Rags about it after the stream, but we'll have a big old chunky Privileged stream for memes. Privileged information. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You know, no one can know about it. Anyway, you guys ready? Oh, wait. Ready. Uh, in, Rags? It says that I should be in. Uh, yeah, I'm here with one yeah. other person. Hmm. Uh, well, let me just do this. Do, is the video playing for you both? Yes. All right. Is it for you, Rex? Uh, it's at zero, zero, zero. All right, well, just let me know if, if something's not working. I will just reload, and we'll see if that fixes it. I think it might have. I see two other people in here <sighs> with me. Excellent. I, I, think that, I think that, yes, that has done it. Great, I all right. fixed it. Here we go. I'm going to have to boost that volume up. How, how do they actually say what it is in universe? It felt like I jumped in like I jumped there, there, a season. There's a time gap, isn't there? Like oh, I will You've have turned I into a... <laughs> Oh, sweet. Wait, 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 wait. Don't do it. Wait. Quotes. Give me the quotes. <laughs> I I put it in the chat. I put it in the chat. Oh, uh, which one's Mouth of Sauron? It's, uh, 64, you gotta scroll down a little bit. <laughs> Gone for walkies. Walkies. <laughs> My master, Sora the Great, bids thee welcome. <laughs> it's actually kind of weirdly close. <laughs> Is there any in this route of authority to treat with me? <laughs> the halfling was dear to the Elsie. <laughs> at the hands of his host. Who would have thought one so small could endure so much pain? <laughs> he did. <laughs> I gotta listen back to myself now. 
That was brilliant. Uh, sorry. Oh, bloody um, hell, that's great, actually. The half of the stuff on Greek. And who is this? Isildur's heir? It takes more to make a king than a broken elvish blade. <laughs> He's right, you know. Send forth all tangents. Do not stop the EFAP until the last super chat is taken. I raise them all. What of the long man? I will animate him. Yay! <laughs> that is brilliant. Wolfagorn, Wolf Wolf Dad's heir, Malthus Smiler. <laughs> Maldad, Maldolf the Long, <laughs> Nerdly the Dwarf. <laughs> if you I the... need to have one of those boxes to, oh, to don't, go definitely. on tour. You need like a kiosk. <laughs> People can just come say hi. That is brilliant. Uh, the um, I like the 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 Rohani, the Rohirrim have uh, Rags's face on their shields. And then a wolf's crest is on the uh, Gondorians. There's, there's loads of little details in uh, play creations videos. I always want to. Try and find a well, few. All of, the, um, all of the figurines behind Nerdrotic. Oh, yeah. Let's try and find our characters. I think they're characters from all of the other animations. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find it. There we go. You got uh, Rags, uh, Witch King, the Goblin. You have to pay money. Yeah, one of the yeah. German soldiers, I guess. The Wolf. Randy the Goblin. Um, <laughs> Randy the Goblin. We've got. Uh, with the, the Nazi soldiers from the the Tomb Darryl. of Alhabam. Even Cynic Snacks, Weekend Warrior. Blessed Pipeman. Altair, Weekend Warrior. Yeah, a he even He even has himself on his wall. <laughs> oh, there's Hazim down there. Man, really? you're putting those to use. Yeah, man. Damn, that is so cool. The Orville button right on my microphone. <laughs> Gonna get them details. And, and right. oh, he's got snow flame on there too. Oh the yeah, guy down there. That's snow flame. That's the cocaine powered uh, super villain. So, oh no. Yeah, I actually really like as well the uh, the movements on Al's little character, like lip syncing oh. really well. Oh, Wait, <laughs> I, I put it in the chat. I put it in the chat. Oh, uh, which one's about <laughs> for Sauron? It's the. Scroll down a little bit. Then he just rolls out. <laughs> also, do you like that? Rags all the way around the ball. <laughs> no Rhine milk. But yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, really good stuff. Like creation. That was really well done. We uh, we love these. these and really there's a shit ton of other great content. It's like I said, we're gonna shove them all into a big uh, big stream. Um, and with that, I suppose I'm going to read out some super chats. And um, yeah, obviously. Uh, I can't remember how long you said you could stay, Gary, but completely. Could stay. Oh, well, I definitely should stay for some super chats. But uh, keep reading. I have to go, Jaloja. Uh, I'll be right back. I don't even know what that means, but I agree. It's an Orville reference for peeing. He has to go bleed so, the lizard. Momento. Gotta go drain the lock. <laughs> in the main vein. There we go. Be right in back. In the main vein. Oh, um, drain it. This is going to be awkward. I imagine a lot of these have something to say about our guest. <laughs> just, just fucking do it. Uh, time for another EFAP gaming. Oh wait, just a normal EFAP. Oh, that's the thing. Um, it's normal FAP. You guys, we... there is some lore 
from the recent EFAB gaming, you're gonna want to see it if you haven't catch up on lore, because there's some funny memes that you may not get. Uh, we saw the... references in chat. With there were all of your references in chat. We got they. Them. They were. They were seen. They did not pass us by unknown. They've <laughs> <Like>, been hacked. <laughs> It's too good. Honestly, it's it's just the we played a game on uh, Party Pack Six, and uh, it was it was a riot, a laugh riot, as they say. Um, hopefully, you guys would enjoy it. Theo was there. Uh, uh, das bullshit was there. There was like maybe two other guys too. There was like ten. There was like eight, nine people, ten people. Yeah, we got ten at the, the toward the. We had a full game. It's probably not even gonna be possible for us to set that up easily again with that many people that we like know in voice that easily. That was so random. We we're just like, oh, we play this. It was amusing. Um, cover Pat Taxon's video on rags. A uh. As we've said before, it is really, really shit. So we are in no hurry to cover it because like, it is that bad. It is, it is awful. They can wait. We've got loads of EFABs planned. Like this one uh, was delayed by by an EFAB. I've got another two Joker EFABs I've already got planned for different addressing parts of the film. So many different guests planned. Like Taxon can wait. There will be a time. I'm not gonna say when. Maybe, like, maybe next year. <laughs> That's the best I can do. I'm sorry. You have to wait. Um, honestly, is there any point in responding to Taxon? The video was utter trash. Well, that's a good follow-up super chat, isn't it? <laughs> like, the thing about um, Taxon's video that I found really interesting is that if you took everything in the video to be 100% true, it doesn't even remotely convince you of the title. Um, so, like, I don't really think that it's gonna do much of anything. Like, he takes a shot at TRO's video on rags, but that video did way more damage than Taxon's probably ever will. Um, and that one was dismantled as well. So it's just gonna be a matter of, like, wait, we might get around to it at some point. Not really heavily concerned, though. Uh, please save this for Shad. Will you give Homecoming leeway for being in the Disney fanatical Marvel universe? You want me to... He's not even gonna Don't stab to. that reference. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, for us, it's obvious, but I guess for other people... I guess I can, uh... I can save that. Then we can watch him be confused by the question. I've got so many Shad questions. We need to do a Shad podcast soon, right? Oh, no. Got no choice. Um... Nerd, Rotic, and Mola. Ah, I hope you guys take a look at Legend of Galactic Heroes sometime. I have no idea what that is. Oh, what is that? Legend of Galactic uh, Heroes. Maybe it's like a video game. That's not that weird, like, days. when they did cartoon reimaginings of the OT and stuff, right? That wasn't that. I don't know. Remember the one where, like, they they redo the scene where they break Leia out and she's, like, the only person who's competent and everyone's an idiot? Do you remember that? Oh. Is that what that was? Or am I thinking of something no. else? It's good to think of that. Oh, it's an anime, according to chat. It's an anime, yes. It's an anime. So the answer would be no. Yes, it would be no. So there you go. I've been my hacks. retirement. Also, hi Rags. Hello. Uh, is the secret movie Toy Story Four? You and Rags both mentioned watching it on a gaming stream. <laughs> what? Ridiculous. Me and Rags watch plenty of movies. It could be anything. Because we Who watched Toy Story Four and said it was bad does not mean we recorded it and it's prepped that's for true. new movies. That's a bit of a that's a that's subjective. Would you say, that, would you say that's foreshadowing? I would say that is foreshadowing, not what you said. 
what I said was completely different. Black Take Canary can't be done in live-action Smallville Birds of Prey TV Harley Quinn movie Arrow had three Black Canaries and each one was worse than the last. I wouldn't know because I don't know anything about uh, Black Canary. That's a true statement. Fair enough. I don't Black think Canary is actually... Yeah, she's been on screen a lot, and uh, the, what they're saying is the more times they bring her back, the farther away she gets from the actual character. Yeah, yeah, and I just I picture that uh, uh, Birds of Prey is not going to be. Um, people aren't going to like it from from what I, from what I'm seeing so far. But I, you know, the I've seen a lot of comparisons. Certainly wasn't good. Apparently, like the wrong characters. Like, they haven't even got the right characters for it, but also the it's clearly focused on Harley Quinn when Birds of Prey is supposed to be about a lot of them, right? That's what I've seen as I, a lot of criticism. Supposed to be uh, Huntress and Black Canary. Um, and they, they trade people in and out, but Harley Quinn was never really part of that in the beginning. Uh, so, they, yeah, they just repurposed this. It was supposed to be just a Harley movie, and they wanted to give her just a posse. Basically, that doesn't look anything like they do in the comics. I, I dare any uh, just casual comic book fan to try to figure out who's who. Mm -hmm. uh, do, do Remarkable Republican Joker. Apparently, Remarkable Republican has done a Joker review. Um, I don't maybe know, one maybe, day when maybe. we don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I don't, I mean, we talk a lot of the times about low-hanging fruit. But he's like he's like a potato, <laughs> rotting potato that we have to that, dig to get. That, like, that's kind of that's kind of the bar that he's on. If that analogy. Hey Gary, did you know that um, Luke is a lesbian? Oh no! <laughs> I to totally believable these Revelation. days. Two thousand nineteen. I'd like to also make you aware that uh, Darth Vader he's a ripoff of RoboCop. Really? Of course he is. It totally makes sense now. I mean, I see that. the only thing that I think obstructs that is whether or not time is linear. Once we get past that, I think that yes, he is a complete ripoff. Very true. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, hi, Rags. And who said this? Hello. Oh, the person who said a, that is a re YouTuber. Remarkable Republican. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, as the furry expert of the channel, what is your opinion on the Zootopia abortion comic, I Will Survive? Well, Nerdrotic, well, what do you think? <laughs> it became the furry. Uh, uh, I, I fear furries. They're one of the few things in this world I fear. Oh, there you go. So, what, uh, what is the question? The question is, what is your opinion on the Zootopia abortion comic, I Will Survive? I Will Survive. Um, I'm unfamiliar with it. Let me Google it. Uh, oh, I no. Will Survive Zootopia. I know there's some kind, and I've only heard because the internet told me, and it's true, that there's some kind of uh, whatever term you want to use around Zootopia. Uh, right. Some weird. Uh, yes. Say weird if Ooh. you want. Ooh. <laughs> no, you're going to scare oh. Gary, don't. Do, do you ooh woo for Zootopia? Great. Now chat's going to be doing it for the rest of the Thanks, Ray. Chat, can I get an ooh woo no. for Zootopia? No. You know you don't want to. Hello, massives. Hello. Very kind. 
I, I'll, I will companies. I will read, I will survive, and get back to you on the next EFAM. All right. Yeah. Momomowakan blushes, Kaya Uwu Baka Baka. God damn it. Hi, oh, Wags. This first page is a doozy. Hello. <laughs> uh, hi, Mola. Hello. I'm going to have to watch most of this tomorrow when I'm supposed to be working. Thanks for making my days tolerable. Uh, I hope this one is tolerable. I don't know. <laughs> good luck, my good friend. Good luck. Mola, More what power to you. Mola, what programs do you use to get HD clips of movies and TV shows? Internet.exe. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the, the easy advice I always give people is more nine times out of ten, the clip you're looking for is going to be on YouTube. So find a YouTube yes. downloader, and if it's n typically MP4 will be what it downloads the format in, because that's what the format for YouTube views are, I think. And then most, if not all, video programs accept MP4s. That is your... The, um... I use I use y2mate.com because it does both audio and video mm -hmm. in different qualities if you need a high quality one or low quality one or if it doesn't matter. Um, but Mahler is correct. Pretty much every scene that you might need, probably on YouTube somewhere, might have a watermark, but eh, it's a price you pay for free. That. Scan me, Mahler, I dare you. See, now that's a deep reference. You guys got to go watch the EFAB Gaming. It's, it's a very good reference. Uh, greetings to all my fellow comrades of the letter N. Oh. Hello, fellow in Inrad. <laughs> Hi, Rags. Hello. Please sing the following. I, I shall post it for you. It's... I don't know what, what, uh, what you're gonna... Uh, hey. You don't wanna... How about you sing it to me, and then I will sing it. I don't know uh, that that's... I mean, that's breaking the rules. The Super Chat didn't ask for me to do it. I should sing this? <laughs> That's why I didn't want to read it out. I didn't want to spoil it. I wa jong wa. <laughs> I there you go. Game of Thrones. If that is not if that's not good, let me know. I I can do a retake. I don't have to use my first draft. Not that anyone would do that. But if um you need to let me know. Okay, I started Game of Thrones in 1997. 22 years investment gone. Well, you still have the books. Let's hope. Don't, you, you still, listen, you, if you enjoyed it along the way, then it was worth it. Yeah, the ending might have been not so great. There are ways to describe it, all about it, yeah. the friends that you made along the way. That's the real of an adventure. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's... Uh, yep. Odessia Ad Astra, I'll see you starside. Ad Astra's the movie that came out. I don't know what the rest of that I means. saw Ad Astra. Fire. Nerdrotic, did you see Ad Astra? I did see Ad Astra. What did you think of Ad Astra? Ad Astra. I do not uh, understand Astra? this conversation because I have not seen Ad Astra. I, I did not like it very much. Because I liked parts and I didn't like parts. I wouldn't. It was, I was, I'm glad I saw it. Special but effects it like, were really okay. good. Oh, I like those. Yeah, very, very believable, grounded <laughs> really kind of uh, setting that I liked a lot. I like that uh, scene where he was on the big antenna thing in the beginning. Oh, yeah, that was, that was really, really well cool. done. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it didn't uh, it tried to be what Apocalypse Now in space and. Quite a bit. I like Brad Pitt. I think he did a good job. Uh, you guys excited for Ryan Johnson's Knives Out? 
We're nope. actually planning on um, doing an EFAP movies with Critical Drinker just for that movie. Uh, I don't know if yep. it'll work. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll give it a shot. He it's possible that we watch it and it's just okay and we don't have much commentary on it. It's possible that it's terrible, but it is possible that it's actually really good. So, who knows? I'd go as far as saying it's possibly going to be the best thing we ever see in our entire lives. Right, guys? It'll be the best movie of this year. It'll be stunning and brave, and it'll it will move be me. stunning and brave. It'll be Bunning and Stave. Bunning and Stave. Um, the only argument required for why season eight is bad, even dentist. Yep. Even. I'm surprised you actually tried to argue against agree. that. Like nobody argues against the dentist comment. That's pretty much just game over. Like, if we can't trust our dentist, then who can we trust? Can we be honest? when they're talking to you when they're working on your teeth and, and he wants to have this big debate about Game of Thrones and you're just answering back ar, ar, ar. what did you Blake think about that scene where the blah, blah, blah. Um, hello all my M words and rags can't forget him oh hello hi Theo also hi rags Mola and Gary hello hi hey. Uh, Theo says hi from chat. I'm sure of it. Hey, Hello, Yezin, did you chat. like the Bowmaster of King's Landing? I hope you don't see that as toxic. It was merely a meme for the meme gods. E-Man, no one could see you as toxic, sir. Your memes, they are beautiful. They rise above any such toxicity. Uh, five for Rags, because he got me into Mordhau. Five for Mola, oh. for inspiring me to start writing a review of the garbage that is Borderlands 3. Oh. Oh. Hey. Anyone here played that? I have not. I have not. Have not. I've I haven't really heard that game. All I've heard I, about it actually is the like it's okay, it's fine. It's just the all the other stuff about uh, well, everything behind the scenes has made people despise it. Like that's that's I've heard that from a few people. I I've heard it has the weakest writing of the three. So, I've I've heard that from many people now. So that is just a. An observation that I'm making as to what I've been told. Hmm. Uh, Toxic isn't even Britney Spears' best song. It's You Drive Me Crazy. Well, you know what? That kind of that kind of just ends the conversation right there, doesn't it? I don't really talk about Toxic anymore if it's not even her best song. Hmm. I bet you didn't think about that. Toxic fandom involves not just obsessiveness, but becoming a danger to others in some way, to those they disagree with. Here you go, Gary. I mean, I mean, I would agree that a, a toxic fandom would be a fandom that openly like you can always have toxic players in any movement, no matter what it is. That's just people. But for a fandom to be toxic, then I would say that you would have to be something along the lines of there would have to be a, a general sentiment for people to go out and do things that are just wrong or immoral. Yeah. Right. to be wrong or immoral just to, you know to be threatening yeah uh and they they love to yeah. pick those few things out i know i'm stating the obvious here sorry but uh and okay. and hang their hat on that every time and when it's just hey i didn't like the show well the, the, the one that gets cited all the time is the kelly marie tran thing they're like toxic fandom did this it's like did it and then you have to I, wonder I, with all the stuff that's come out since, like, so whether or not it's provable, whether or not she even did that from her own point of view, but also the reverse, where you have Mark Hamill saying, hey, it would have been great 
We've had the three of us reunite, but okay. And then the, the toxic, happy, positive fandom came for him. They were like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Shut the fuck yep. up, just like the film. It's just fandom. Uh, just recently, uh, I try not to spend too much time on Twitter. Hour a day, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Rags, you're still off Twitter, right? I am still off Twitter. They kick you off or... I got kicked off Twitter, yeah. I got banned for inciting hatred against minorities or something. Promoting violence, I think is what they said. I promoted violence against uh, minorities or protected groups. So go figure that one out. I always get such a violent vibe off you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not, not well that out. Just, yeah. Like people uh, think I'm personified. here by my own will. I'm not. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, just recently, I got my head. Uh, transposed on some nazis because i don't like a tv show but that part's not toxic so well that's if cool. that's how you find out who the real nazis are it's what television shows they like that's how they were planning Ask. on taking over again through star wars analysis videos we can't the, uh, the whole theme of watchmen which i'm i'm probably gonna eviscerate tonight but it could be good I, it could <laughs> be but uh oh, wait so the, the tv to... show for that is starting tonight is it and uh, as you know, the comic series was based in the 80s and the backdrop of it was nuclear war because that was the, the great mm -hmm. threat of our time, you know, apocalypse, annihilation. What the showrunner of Watchmen thinks that is equal to that now is police brutality and white supremacy. Oh, yeah. All those white supremacists that we see in those those places that I can't yeah. think of, but they're out there the constant that they're about to end our entire civilization at yeah. any moment there they'll get oh. us damn i forgot the most important question gary are you excited for episode three of batwoman uh i'm i'm waiting with bated breath yeah. i am it is uh high art in the what will uh, happen highest with degree. alice what will happen with uh kate kane is that her name kate kane is That's the protagonist the and her father jacob Yes, who the, is the, the he of the rent a cops? Yes, who is in charge of the rent a cops, but also the cops. But maybe not because we don't know. Because what is world building? Fan stuff is the answer, just fan stuff. It will be so good. I, I this is my favorite part. <laughs> uh, looking forward to it way more than I should, to be honest with you. Me too. Me I'm too. so ready. Wait, we're all kind of excited because if it gives us something like we got on the first two, oh. Man, we're it almost that's a pattern right there. That means we're getting it for like the whole show at that point. You guys aren't super familiar with, I mean, because you have taste, uh, you're not super familiar with CW shows. Uh, it will go that. down this road and it just it, it gets worse as time goes on. <laughs> and uh, once you it start seeing worse. it, gets worse. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> you never hit the bottom, do you? With with media getting no. bad, it's always more. It keeps going. <laughs> it's like, wait, this it must finds be new. Bottom. It finds new ways. Like in the beginning of the second episode, I know I've talked to you about this before, but those flames on the van that look like they were just something you get with After Effects for free. Uh, some little effect that you put on it. It was oh, yeah, so bad. It like and, it was like yeah. drawn on like. <laughs> You know, the, in episode two, we, we, uh, the cape when she was on the motorcycle was CGI as well. Yes, it was. Which, uh. as someone highlighted, had to be, because it's extremely dangerous to ride on a motorcycle or motorbike with a cape, for obvious Not reasons. for Batwoman! Not for Batwoman. <laughs> Batwoman is indestructible. 
already killed one stuntman. So, oh, did they? Oh, what? Show? Did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Damn. What? They someone died for that? Well, oh no, that's that's actually the saddest thing I've ever heard. This is literally sadder than Auschwitz. Well, I mean, you know, sad. It's all relative, <laughs> I suppose. It's all subjective. Someone died for Batwoman. <laughs> oh no! Someone <laughs> died for Batwoman. It's like, yeah, that's an actual tragedy, though. Yeah, that does suck. God, you gotta wonder what stunt it was. Like, I wonder what. what... Why, yeah, what stunt was it? Maybe they fell off one of the buildings, or maybe yeah. I'm not mixing up shows. I'm looking up now. I was just I was Reddit on one of my live stream stuff. Yeah, and I... pl please tell me they died for like the Lord of the Rings or something <laughs> good. <laughs> I remember well, the, I, there was that stunt better. actress who died for uh, the last Resident Evil film, right? I think that happened. Because there's like lawsuits still potentially. Oh no, I got it mixed up. I'm sorry. It was Titans. My bad. It was for I get the bad DC shows oh, mixed up. Oh, thank God. There you go. You've Improved Rags Day narrowly. Oh, so. oh, that is that is better. All right, Ruby Auschwitz Rose. is back to the saddest thing. Yeah, yes, it is. Auschwitz remains number one. All right. Fake um, news. I'm sorry. <laughs> I finally finished watching the backlog of EFAB and have reached a new level of EFAB enlightenment that rivals that of Bigidius. All hail the Don's toxic brute. Wonderful. Rivaling Bigidius. Oh, it's pretty tough, time. but I don't think it's impossible by the rules it, of our law. Yeah. Not that it can't be done. So your subjectivity is right and ours isn't. I'm sure that whenever he was referencing subjectivity, he was like, we're both right. We're both wrong. It's wonderful. His interpretations are valid. Nothing matters. Just like at the end of Game of Thrones. Yep. That really is depressing. And and I, I, I really do. And I, as I've said, I have a limited scope of context for a lot of this stuff. I've, I've watched many scenes and clips and stuff, but I never did watch it the whole way through. I really am sorry about, you know, to all the people out there about your show, because that must be awful. And see, because you, you, can't, you can't experience it with Batwoman because it was already terrible. So if they made it well written, that would be ruining it. I would be disappointed if I would, guys, like, I, I shouldn't. I think this is a moral failing on my part that I admit, and I try, I'll try to work on it. But I would be legit disappointed if Batwoman turned into a high quality show. Yeah, you'd be like, no. I'd be like, no, this isn't what I signed up for. It's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be good. It's to make me I think that's, a, oh, I think that's, I think that's a great part of your character that you could admit that. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel oh, I exactly the same way. I crave yeah. the moments where they like shoot the van into the war. I want more of that. Give me more. I love it. It's so much fun to just be baffled by any choice that they make in the show. And like, if I could talk to the writer, I would just be like, why? Just now that we've established that I have a moral failing in some degree, I'm going to go burn down a city full of men, women, and children. It only makes yes. sense. It's foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, would have thought the King's Landing should have been destroyed in Season 7 with the throne empty and then the survivors head north in 8 and get slaughtered by the Night King. Survivor on the throne. We, uh, there's honestly so many different ways they could have gone about it. Got what we got. Season 8 wasn't even the worst part. That would be the Dawn plot, or lack thereof. I was so excited to see the Sand Snakes, and what we got was just disgusting. No fan can be blamed for hating them. I mean, they were bad for sure, but you really think it was the worst thing we got? I don't know, man. I still think but the... It... Go ahead. It's the worst betrayal of a character from the book. 
because the sand oh, snakes are might, supposed to be yeah. all about yeah, yeah, that family. Might be true, Worst thing, no, I I agree with you. It's the Winterfell. Uh, that's God that irritates me to this day. <laughs> well, I would happily just say season eight, but if I had to pick a specific scene, moment, whatever, it would just be Daenerys burning children. That for me, it was just like, yep, yeah. that's Game of Thrones. Listen, now. just because she admitted they were innocent doesn't mean in mean that they, they were didn't innocent from her perspective. <laughs> oh, just because she said they were clearly innocent explicitly doesn't mean they didn't deserve to not be burned alive in the street. Running in terror. World was better off with it, okay? Hippity Bundy hoppity. logic right there. Hippity hoppity, my buddy's rags property. Mm, yeah, boy. And the we gold got a medal. super fan over here, boys. And the gold medal for mental gymnastics goes to... I'm sure they're <laughs> referring to us three. And I oh, yeah. apologize. We did, we did try, but... I, I am oh. limber. Mm-hmm. Someone give this man a gold medal for his mental gymnastics defending season eight. There was, there was two separate people that did it at the same time. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Can a scene not accomplish two things at once? Is Jamie not allowed to be concerned for his reputation and his safety and the people? I thought it was oh a stretch God. that he did it to save his own life. I really don't think that the show has ever implied that that was his primary motivation in that scene. Now, didn't he lose his hand to save Brienne? Brienne? Yes. Isn't I mean, you can argue reason? that he didn't knowingly sacrifice the hand. The, ha the hand was taken from him after all of that was done. But it was done mm -hmm. as a direct result of him uh, trying to push for extra benefits as a prisoner. So I would con I'm happy to concede he didn't necessarily lose the hand for Brienne, but he definitely put himself on the line trying to save her. He didn't have to. Yeah. And that was why I liked the scene so much. You can clearly tell that he's like, I don't need to save her, but I want to... I should save her, and that's why is like the start of all of the cracks in his personality falling apart. Cracks falling apart. That kind of makes sense. I'm gonna stick with it. Howdy, y'all. Hello, hello, Mrags. Mm. Hey, mm. Gary. Hello. Mm. Oh. Goodbye, Yenzen. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, based on his logic, if I got it correctly, that Jamie didn't change. Like he fundamentally didn't change. He never cared about anybody. So. No, and I should have asked him at the he time. He said never any common people. Yeah. Would season one, Jamie, if, if he was presented with all the evidence that the White Walkers exist, would he have gone up there and fought them? Season That's one, cool. Jamie. I mean, uh, from my perspective, um, I would probably play with the fact that he would never believe it. Uh, but then yep. if it was like proven definitively... Um, and he believed fully that the world was doomed if he didn't go and fight. I, I think he probably actually would be broken out of his character for that, but that's kind of my point, is that um, he hasn't been in any tough situations that have to breach this personality that was essentially laid on him. And so once things start happening that test it, it starts falling apart. It was such a wonderful story. That happens. But it just, you know, I think... Our friend, the, uh, it's something I'm completely guilty of and was in the show, and I admitted it, fusing the books with the show. Like, I'll remember things as far yeah, as yeah. motivation from the books that were never presented in the show, and th that's why you ruined the end of season four for <laughs> me, because when you presented it that way, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. God damn it. Yeah, and, the, and I remember reading about it, and they were like, we couldn't fit uh, that element of Tyr Tyrion's backstory in, and we couldn't fit Stoneheart in, and I was just like... Okay. If you just say so, yes, that's just how that works. All the time and all the money? Or was the that thing, later? Man, 
the thing. Yeah. Um, you seem like a fine person, I suppose, but damn, your arguments are rotted. Go watch the show again. Do some homework. Right, that's from Salad King. I think he was very yeah, he was, vocally... He was nice, but those were not good arguments. Those oh, were... Race, no. no, not not very good. Uh, I think we got truth at the end when he said, I, I liked Bran. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. Uh, love your rags. Hello. And toss, also, thank you. Toss me off a roof and call me daddy. Hmm. Hey. <laughs> Execution was terrible. Just because people don't unanimously agree doesn't mean it wasn't uh, it was good execution or poor interpretation he, by audience. Um, it's not the first time, but he did do a lot of appealing to. Oh, well, a lot of people liked it. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. not what we're talking. We had that with um, Major Lee. Yeah, because Major Lee was like, "You guys are aware that people like TLJ, right?" And we were like, "Yeah." Yeah. Um, have any of you played Binding of Isaac? Any thoughts? I have. I really liked it. I've, I... I've only played it very briefly. Maybe one day I'll get more into it. Well, I heard they're I doing really... another DLC soon, so might get a bit of a rewatch. I don't really get into it. Maybe I'll visit it. The, the game I've been going through now has been, because very sadly, as you know, Mahler, all my video footage was corrupted, and I have to go get it back, essentially. Yeah. I'm playing Gears 5, and it's actually pretty good. So there'll be a review, a review on that for next week. On exclusively week. games, is is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a super chat from a few weeks back said Rags is Dennis Reynolds, but I'm pretty sure he's D. I don't, I don't understand what that is a reference to. Neither do I. Hmm, Dennis Reynolds. Dennis Reynolds, D, I'm assuming, I'm going to guess TV show? But I have no Maybe. idea. Maybe, I am not sure. Cersei was, a, Cersei was a better Sarah Connor than Danny. Agreed. I only saw a couple of episodes of Sarah Connor Chronicles, and I know just from that, because holy shit, I like Amelia Clark, but I don't know what they were doing with her in, uh, in Terminator Genesis. Don't, you mean Olivia Clark? Of course, Olivia Clark. It was strange that I said that, and I don't think anyone in the chat pointed it out. Oh, I fucking are you kidding me? Loads of people did. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I mean, in our in our conversation, like oh, in yeah. the call, not in the chat, and I, I thought it was weird. And oh. then I was like, wait a second. Yeah, I think well, it's because. Yeah, you're right. I and think the it's because. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. We're distracted. Also, it's a it's an always sunny in Philadelphia reference. Ah, oh, I see. Uh, this guy defends season eight. God, Genesis three fourteen. Well, what is Genesis I'll do 14? it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Genesis 3. Sometimes when you hear somebody mispronounce 15. something, if it's not that important and we get the gist of it, this is for yeah. me anyway. I just let it roll. I don't, I'm not trying. I don't want to, especially I mean, when he's in the mid sentence. Often, you know, like, I'll usually okay. point out if it's like really confusing or funny. Genesis yeah. 315. And I will oh, put wait, enmity. 314. Oh, let me, let me go. 14. Okay. It is. Let's see. Um, I got okay. And the Lord God said to the serpent, "Because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. On your belly shall you go, and dust shall you eat all the days of your life." Wow, but defending Game so, of Thrones, huh? How God feels. Uh, hey. I don't know, man. To be fair, the serpent. Uh, to be fair. 
that not a good comparison because the serpent in the Bible story was the one telling the truth. So, um, dun. dun dun dun. Look what he got for it. God's a dick. <sighs> Game of Thrones, a show I never really watched, but leaned way learned way too much due to its uh, crash landing of an ending. I think you're not alone on that one. A lot of people have learned about Game of Thrones thanks to how upset all of the fans are. I am one of those it. people. Yeah. This Mahler guy. dragged me into that. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Watch uh, this. It's terrible. This guy. Most fans think they understand the characters, but they don't. Also this guy. Thinks he understands the character, but he doesn't. Well, that was why I asked the question. I was like, <laughs> yeah. he's accusing people of being toxic. But, you know, go against the writers and, and they're right. So I was just like, so by that logic then, someone could do the exact same thing in reverse. And be yep. toxic. Dun -dun. Uh, if the show affirms their interpretations until the penultimate episodes, where does the heel turn, where it does a heel turn and affirms the other? Isn't that a, pro a writing problem? Um, I guess that's addressing... I mean, it. I, yes. I suppose, is that question about the execution, about people changing or characters developing in certain ways? It affirms like their interpretation until the penultimate episodes. Wouldn't it be a writing problem if it does a heel turn? The problem is the, I guess, in that scenario, it would be for that person, because you use the word interpretation, and then we have to decide how yeah. valid the interpretation is or how referential. Very complicated question. Um... I would go as far as saying if the interpretation is completely grounded, like every reference you have is just like how we were doing it with Daenerys, basically. It's like, yeah, there's definitely a problem here. Uh, if the fans are wrong, then the writers were bad for not conveying what they meant to the fans through the story. If you have that significant a portion of fans upset, then something's happened and you have to figure out what it was. Yeah, whether or not, I mean, if we can get you on the boat of saying something is amiss because so many people didn't like it, Mm. and they can pull many, many, many references as to why, then if anything, even if we're being as charitable as we possibly can be, people are clearly confused by what was presented, and that's not great if you're trying to convey these concepts. A large amount of people to a general populace, yes, totally agree. Um, there, I'm sure some movie out there exists that was way too smart for anybody, and we just didn't figure it out. Uh, but this isn't the case here. It, well, in my opinion, uh, there's mm. failed. I don't think it's toxic to say writers failed or they did a bad job or they were lazy with this script, uh, at, at all. I, I mean, th this is why they, they, they make gobs of money. Uh, all we heard was how hard they worked on this and uh, I'm with rags. I don't care. I, I, I just don't care. Uh, you worked hard on something that wasn't good. Sorry. And you well, got your paycheck though. When Mahler and I, we, we got together and we had a bunch of questions, most of which went unasked, which is fine. We're just preparation. Um, we, one of our questions was essentially, is like, would we give the same credits and the same excuse for other difficult jobs that, don't, that people don't do well? It's like, would, would you say that about the presidency? Would you say that about engineers or even something as simple as like chefs who do cooking? It's like, well, yeah, it tasted shit, but <laughs> man, that was a hard dish that they tried to prepare. Yeah, like... Mm -hmm. And but, like to flip it, so it's like it, it's toxic to say they did a bad job. It's like don't do that. It's like so saying they did a good job isn't toxic. Meaning toxic is defined by what being critical. 
And it's like, no, it's being critical while being an asshole about it, or being a, like abusive, harassing and stuff. And it's like, okay, so like, it's like I can I can get that, but what isn't harassing and toxic at this point? Mm. I feel like it's one of those things that's just so overused. Everyone's a uh -huh. sexist and racist. It's like when I hear those words, it's the same thing. I just don't really. They don't have any weight to them. Uh, flashbacks of the not so great debate. Also, hi rags. Hello, and um. I mean, I think he did he did a better job because he seemed he was certainly more knowledgeable, but I think that his ability to under just rationalize was poor. I don't think he was being disingenuous. It would be though, interesting to see the EFAB fandom uh, rank the debates from best to worst without defining what best means, just seeing what they do. Well, I mean it if chat would like to i would be curious if chat thinks that this debate was better by whatever metric you personally choose was this debate better than um the one with major lee i think it well, was to say uh chat but... type one if this debate was better than uh the major lee debate then don't type anything if you think the reverse yes no that's not a very good way to do it type yeah, one, one two if you think the reverse yes one for this debate, two for Major Lee. One for this debate, and two for Major Lee. Or some guy, there you go, ten, A lot six. of ones, a <laughs> lot of ones. And I, I, I'm not surprised. I, I, do think this, um, I do think this debate was better. He certainly seemed more knowledgeable about a lot, a lot of the material. He certainly wasn't trying to meme it up or be disingenuous. Um, he wasn't saying things just for the hell of him. I, mm -hmm. I definitely believe that he believed everything he said. Yeah. And I think that he thought everything he said was rational. I don't think it was. But I, I could certainly, I certainly believe he came with total confidence and in good faith. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't think he was a dick. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, he wasn't a dick, no. Yeah. He I just, think. I think he was just wrong. Uh, so this next one says, This guy arguments are fitty. I'm mathquimarachalonjovafathe. I think I split that up badly. I, I think I think that you read lift um, inad inadequately. I think so too. You you suck at reading lift speak. It's called lift speak. Ranch all uh. over his faith. There you go. Oh, he said I'm going to squirt my ranch all over his face. I got squirt it. My ranch. It was like a coded <laughs> message. Squirt uh, my ranch. Oh, hey, and Ra has arrived. Oh my god, I was just about to go to bed know. so I could wake up in five hours and go watch Joker again. I marathoned a ton of Nolan films last night and realized how fucking... how fucked Interstellar and The Dark Knight Rises are. <laughs> hey, Gary, what do you think of Interstellar? Uh, I, I didn't like it very much. And Dark Knight Rises? I didn't like it very much. Uh, the uh, so so Interstellar was I don't toxic. I, it was so toxic. No, it just, <laughs> I don't know. I did. I like Nolan for the most part, but uh, Dark Knight Rises, Batman quitting over a girlfriend dying uh, is the most ridiculous thing. Then the super knee brace and all that. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. There's on tons Dark of Knight stuff. Rises. It's so called the Bat Brace. <laughs> the Bat Brace, yes. The Bat Brace and uh, Batman the, who... on the wall next to his bat scythes. Oh my god. 
and his bat axe. Oh, did he have an axe there too? Yeah. His three bat axes for his three hands. Not only are they bat cleavers, they're connected by a wire. Do you see that shit? As if they didn't see they were connected by a wire. I'm almost certain of it. Like, I cannot wait for them to implement those things. Please tell me you use them and they're not just there for show. Please use them. I really want I know, to see I know I like how Batman who is cleaver. Batman's very famous for not killing people. Right? Batman doesn't kill people, which explains the triple bat axes, the two bat sides, the bat, bat shotgun, the bat, the bat shotgun, crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure, you could use non-lethal ammunition for it, but still, I was like, man, really good at that aim with that crossbow. Oh yeah. Just never kills anybody. It's just shoots He's for the legs and stuff. Bat kneecap people. <laughs> But ironically, it's like, oh my god, if you that, need help filling those things, go to white? Joel Schumacher. He had, like, better ideas. Remember the, on the bat suit? Remember the bat belt? How come belt there's no nipples like, on Batwoman's suit? But, yeah, I know. Uh, remember the bat belt buckle that was, like, a heater that could melt ice? Do you remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> we need to watch that. That shit's great. I love that movie. Uh, I, I actually, I love that movie, though. It's great. Oh, I've told you before. Oh, uh, like, I love do it you, so much. Do you have a subjective, like, Almost ten out of ten that you hit, think is objectively like poor. I'm like Batman, Robin, man, That's fucking Batman, fun. Robin, it's so hilariously bad. I love it. What killed really the bad. dinosaurs? The Ice Age. The back card. <laughs> the Ice Age. Um, at the end of Game of Thrones, the dialogue was not well executed. Pacing was poor. There was no build up to the events, so it seemed empty and out of nowhere. Agreed. Seems empty because there was like no dialogue so in the last episode. Oh god, no. they they do a lot of walking, walking around. Mahler has an excellent supercut of that. Yeah, it's interesting how they could show all of that walking in the previous episode, but they couldn't explain how Aya gets behind the Night King. It's like <laughs> that bit of traversal might have been cool to know instead. They've really got their priorities straight, haven't they? It's but very interesting. said that wasn't important. We didn't need to know. I remember that. Yeah, you know about that, Rags? No, I don't. Yeah, director of the episode said it wasn't important. He was not going to think about it. Oh, um, well, he was fucking wrong. <laughs> that was how, a, that how was a racist of you to say such a thing. How horrible. How toxic. Oh, why? He's, is he white? I don't even know, but I just assume everything you say. You have a lot of hidden bigotry, I've noticed. Oh, between, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Between each well, other. You remember where saying. I. Well, a moment ago, when we had our debate, the fact that a man and a woman have to do the same thing, I wasn't ready to call that misogyny. Because so you're a sexist. I, I guess I guess that's because I'm a sexist. You see, it came out a little bit. I gotta watch it. I appreciate chat today as well. They've 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 helped out with a couple of fun facts that yeah, uh, were really led astray. Excellent job today, chat. Despite well done. You know, being a little angry at our guest, <laughs> I don't necessarily blame you. Uh, Paula, are you guys going to be watching the new Wokeman series alongside Batwoman? Oh, Who? so Watchmen, I guess, for Wokeman. Oh, Watchmen. Is it um, woke? I guess the assumption is that it will be. I haven't seen the trailers. Yeah, that's the assumption. Uh, that's the assumption I have, uh, I have based one of those, on what? Those trailers. One of those trailers. Trailers and, and well, more what Damon Lindelof, the guy who uh, co ran Lost is in charge of this oh um i don't know how you feel about lost or not but uh yeah he's he's the one who made the statement about the the you know the white supremacy and and police brutality being the troubles of our time hmm. equal to the threat of nuclear war 
Isn't he's now? In, I'm he, gonna. I'm gonna say for the record, I think the I think the biggest problem of our age is the we accidentally create a a super virus that's immune to antibiotics, and it ends up killing a shit ton of people. I think that's the problem of our age. That old Batwoman, one of those two. That right? or police brutality. Old Batwoman. Or Batwoman. Probably, you know, it's Isn't actually it? Bat. Batwoman's kind of like a super virus, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damon Lindelof, he's in this company of writers where you just have no idea how this happened. It's like, how did you write all this horrible <laughs> stuff and keep getting work? And it's like, well, it makes money. It's like, J <sighs> you know, when I write yeah, good fine. things that make money. Yeah, it does make money. That's great. Carry on. <laughs> that school of writers where they don't feel like they need to explain things. Oh, yeah. Uh, all those emotional that's... moments. Got to get them emotional moments. Like Spock yeah, the, going nuts. They're on back up. to back tonight. Anti, someone's saying antibiotics. So um, now I've always heard it called antibiotics. I know that when I made characters in Mass Effect, I was already I was I was ready to be an antibiotic. But if somebody wants me to, I don't know if that's right or not. Maybe chat can help me out. Is it antibiotics or antibiotics? Antibiotics. So, antibiotics don't work on. I mean, I've you always know. called it antibiotics, but antiviral. Uh, I. Antibiotic. All viruses are immune. You know what I fucking mean, nerd. <laughs> you know what I fucking mean. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. We don't really intend to watch the Watchmen series, but I'll watch uh, Gary's coverage of it for sure. Day. I'll see what it's all about from your your lens, Gary. You will corrupt me into thinking it's something that it's not. Proud of yourself. I will. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> I feel honored. Can't wait proud to corrupt Baller. <laughs> I am I'm not, I'm not, no chat, no chat, I'm not triggered, I'm just being silly. I'm glad that I learned something. I had no idea that viruses are immune to antibiotics. <laughs> I was using that as a catch-all term for cures and things. So from Ra, he wasn't good at Rota Ped Toss, he was good at get an Uber. I love the idea that he, <laughs> he questioned that, he was like, of course he wasn't good at Rota Ped Toss, like, what else was he gonna do? He only had the dinky rowboat, what was, what was Jamie gonna do? <laughs> you said dinky. It was it was dinky. You go look at just dinky. Okay, no. What mind. when Don't. you were this may this might sound like a strange question, but when you were a, a young man, when mm -hmm. you were a little 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 man, what what did like when it like your parents or whatever? What what was your word for the penis when you were really really small and you had to oh, come up winky, with like a, a kid's name? Wink, it was winky for me too. So. <laughs> That's like the kid name just, for it. I, I was just I was just curious. It's it's something that it's it's a cultural. Uh, consistency that we have between between the pond on either side. Excellent. There you go. So there you go. Leap. Oh. I had the dumbest name for it. That was because I got it for my mom, though. So I, I mean, I don't want to blame my mom, but uh, I mean, I, technically, peer. I, I called mine a peer forever. Peer? When I was a little kid, I was like oh, four. Yeah. yeah. Well, you do yeah. urinate because of peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and no, there can be there can be objects on a pier that can be large and tall, yeah. and so yeah, I can kind of see something there. That's all right. That's all right. It's nice. I, I will say way. that I don't normally hear piers described as tall. Well, you haven't been like to maybe it's piers. really high up. Like it's why your belly button is. Well, you have I think, Rags, wouldn't up. you agree? It's not necessarily about the the girth, if you will, the width, the um, the aroma. Yes, the aroma. yeah. What, please, everyone, wa wash your penis, okay? Wash your winky, PSA. please. Yes, Or you'll get ladies, ladies, wash your front butt. Guys, wash your winkies. 
Mm-hmm. Rags uh, MD is on the case, even though I don't know that viruses are affected by antibiotics. Also, oh, okay. Ron only me. just showed up, but in the super chat he says, "Okay, <laughs> never mind. Don't care about sleeping anymore. I'm angry." No. <laughs> <laughs> this discussion is making my migraine worse. Sad face. Oh, oh no. no. If you have accomplished. To, if you have to explain your show to your viewers after the episode, you have failed as storytellers. Um, I think it's pretty funny that the only episode they don't explain is Maybe. the yeah. one that requires the most explaining, episode 6. Like, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I, I have questions about everything that happens. It's like, well, we're out. Rags also thinks Mordhau's good. I do think it's fucking good. Fight me. On Mordhau? Yeah, I play that shit all the fucking time. I love Mordhau. I will defend Mordhau. Oh. Uh, my interpretation was right. Yours was invalid. The thing about interpretation discussions, I want to try and veer away from them because naturally they imply a sense of like you're drawing things out of it that are for you and you alone or something. Well, I, even I was I was asking, could could you talk? Could you talk to me about like a scene or anything? Can you point to something? That I could go like that's that's what I say because I don't know for certain I have a limited understanding of these characters and their context. So could you point someone like me to a scene or something that would support your position? Yeah. Don't think I got an answer, but the question was raised. So what it was? It's all good in the hood. To so I don't a Mahler, but to support his argument, what scene would you pick out? It's if there's anything close. Or Daenerys going Daenerys. insane? Or Daenerys going insane. Maybe the Tarleys? May I mean I see, I think that, that's completely that's justified. Still a huge lip, yeah. I, I did too. I, I I saw all of her actions. I could see where he saw there's personal motivation in there too. It's called layers, you know, it's called sure, complexity yeah. of the character. But, but even uh, personal motivation in craziness, they don't they're not the same. You could be totally. He had interesting like, ideas about craziness. Yeah, yes, like do did. you do you define craziness as just being, or doing something that's irrational? And if so, what if you can rationalize something to yourself? The whole fire thing. Like if you believe it's true and you believe that you could justify what you think, and then you go through with it after you confirm it, like it's it's not crazy. That's the interesting part, isn't it? Because if someone was to do everything that she did up to that point and then burn to death, we'd be like, well, I guess they were crazy. Yeah, if yeah, if the fire was super hot and started to burn her, and she kept on going, I, I would I would have probably been on his side to a much bigger degree. Yeah, and you know, he's like certain of it, and I, I'm assuming it's because of the fact that of those previous burns. Because even in that scene, Jor is like, I'm "Not gonna sit here and watch you burn," and she's like, "You don't understand. I'm not gonna burn." Like the fuck. That she's from her perspective, it makes as much sense as stabbing somebody and they bleed. It's just... That's true. Um, he wasn't convinced that she was convinced that she wasn't going to burn, but he was convinced she would go crazy at the end. We were sort of bobbing Check. between her being crazy and her wanting to kill them because of fear. I go over this in my video. I was like, a lot of people aren't typically sticking to one narrative, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I know you can be like, well, it was all of them at once. And it's like, I don't know, crazy is hard to coexist with other motivations. Because when you have crazy, it pretty much just means lost their shit. <laughs> They're just doing shit. But uh, yeah, the, the discussion around Daenerys is frustrating. 
I mean, with craziness is the same excuse that can be used to justify anything in the same way that a moment of weakness could be used to justify anything. It's like, oh, right, they just had yeah. a temporary failing oh, yeah, character. Definitely. I don't want to highlight, by the way, that he was running with the whole, like, she's never killed anybody that she considers innocent. He was going with that for a while before I pulled the quote. Like, it, it was clearly a part of his argument that was significant. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the only argument he has when countered is, well, I didn't interpret it that way. You can't approach it objectively because it is it was objectively bad. He uh, was also, like, seemed confused on that as well. Like, he would simultaneously be like, it's all subjective, while also being like, uh, there are objective elements for sure, but it was really unclear what the line was. Um, like, definitive things actually taking place, but then... Oh man, it's like... Every single scene, you have to define whether or not there's too much to interpret, and therefore it can't be said objectively. Oh, I, and you know, I would have been that person in season five making excuses for the show, rationalizing the show, which is what I believe he was doing. But because uh, I liked it, I was emotionally invested in it. Uh, what our friend Doomcock calls hypnosis. Hypnosis uh, is a really good word for it. Yeah, um, I think we all fell under the spell when The Force Awakens came out. Certainly, a lot of us. <laughs> I mean, I, I was certainly I was down with um, I was down with what I saw. My eyes had those twirly were. black and white strips. I was completely hypnos hypnosified. That's that's the word, right? I you had you had smiler eyes. Mm hmm. Horrifying. But then I got broken out of it. Save. Uh, what a worthless discussion. Please move on. Well, mm. we did eventually. <laughs> so, Here we are. Uh, Jamie didn't know Brienne was at Winterfell, and if his motivations weren't heroic, then he wouldn't be on the front of the North, but as far back as possible. Did Jamie know Brienne was there or not? Last time they spoke, I think he knew that Brienne was heading back to Winterfell. Was it? He didn't know. Yeah, that, he knew. Yeah, he didn't know that she was there 100% guaranteed absolute truth, but I'm pretty sure that he knew. And because like, and, I don't, I don't know myself, but if his motivation for going to Winterfell was supposedly to save Brienne specifically, or that he had a big emotional investment in her, then wouldn't that make it just doubly weirder that he would ditch her so quickly for Cersei again? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, but I don't, I just don't agree with the interpretation. I think he did it for the living. He makes that very clear, even in season eight. He said, you're right. I mean, that's what he, so we're supposed to just, I mean, sometimes there's the unreliable narrator, but at this time things got so simplified at the end. I think everything was at face value. And that's one of the major differences from the show from early on, because you had that unreliable narrator. So you didn't know when people were telling the truth. And uh, yeah, that, that's the thing is like so many people did understand Game of Thrones. I think one of the big things was how many people survived. I think people expected more people to die if they were expecting anything. Yeah. And and Jamie knew because he would know that Brain was told well, she was Sansa's sworn sword. So she and she is loyal to a fault and uh she would never leave her side once she did that. And that uh EFAP 58 gallons of rationalizations for Game of Thrones season. Yes. Uh, the ending being crap is just what you feel, Mola. It couldn't possibly be because it was straight up poorly written, obviously. I know. Didn't understand it, Mahler. You just didn't understand. Mola, say super easily 
Super easy, barely an inconvenience in your epic voice. Rags, what's my epic voice? I'm actually not certain what they're referring to. Maybe it's the hello, ladies and gentlemen voice. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, boy. Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's what they were going for. You don't Pretty know. Pretty good. Yeah, well. Hi, my wife. Whoa. Hi. My wife always ignores my YouTubing. Sargon, Arch, Rags, and now Mola. Except these super chats. So a special high Rags just for Nicole, please. Oh, hello. And hello, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was um, just trying to. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure I understood. I didn't want to. I didn't want to pre hello Nicole. Um, biggest letdown was the Night King. All that build up, and he really—he uh, was almost no real damage, no real payoff. Every noble family did more damage to the kingdom. Ned Stark did more, and he got killed at the beginning. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to disagree that the Night King was a flat tire of a character. He just like wobbled in and just fell over. Like, all right. Well, when Mahler showed me that the first scene in the entire series was... Oh, and by the way, if there's no scene that came before it, it's the first scene, just to clarify. Yeah, people in chat were being like, Mahler, it's the prologue. It's like, yes, the first scene. The first scene, yes. Um, but I thought it was really, really weird that that was the first scene of the whole series, and that's how it ended. I'm like, oh, all right. I mean, yeah, that's the, I, I was tricked, obviously, because that's what I was really in it for, hugely, uh, outside of the characters, was how are they going to resolve this impeding doom, or impending doom? Um, impending. Impeding doom would be like, the doom was getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> this doom is, this doom this, is impeding this doom on my happiness. This particularly is getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> this, this fucking troublesome doom. Um... But yeah, and when that episode 3 happened, I was like, ooh, no, 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 no. Uh, I just finished rewatching the 1987 Predator movie. Now talk about something that has held up over time. Now I get to enjoy some EFAP. So what are we talking about? Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Predator 1987 is fucking great. That's a film that'll stand the test of time for a few thousand years, hopefully. Oh, one Watch of the it. movies we watched recently was The Fly, and it was very good. Yeah, that's another movie that have you seen that gary yes oh god yeah those special Love effects it. though <laughs> man those Oof. were impressive i thought i could reach out and touch them because 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 i could so uh i i think this is one you can choose to interpret it simply says roof time you can choose boys. to interpret anything mauler didn't you hear the man it's all subjective can you, can you interpret the word anything the word anything well you have to interpret it that's what words are. <gasps> I'm learning something every day. Yay. Uh, kick Yezin IRL. Don't just kick someone like we kick Jay. Let's just that. Uh, stop lisping. Stop lisping. Stop lisping. Stop lisping. That was from Ra. I think he doesn't like lisping. <sighs> I'm getting that feeling. Good luck interrupting Mobshlubly with my carrot down your throat, you gay whore. I, I, Jeez. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, there was that weird moment where, like, he interrupted me and just kept talking for, like, fucking two minutes. Yeah, that was, that was odd. Extremely rude. <laughs> like, yes. Um, the issue that isn't that we disagree with Jamie as a character, it's that his final decision and motivations contradict his previously established ones. 
Agreed. Poland is subjective. Have we, have we got science on this? Is this true? Poland is subjective? Yeah. Um, define Poland. <laughs> I mean, you mean Poland is a... I mean, obviously there's a country called Poland, and you can independently verify that there's a place and people there and road signs and other people. You recognize it as a country. Established government. Yeah, you would have to you'd have to consider nation states super duper conceptually to even begin to try and say that countries are an objective. Oh yeah, kills Littlefinger. Littlefinger. I was clearly hacked. <laughs> oh no. Also, hi Wags. Hello. And it ends with I'm a woman. A wom. I really I'm hope they bring that into the show, that song. It was so good. They didn't have that. Also, they have not had that one thing. Um, I can't let a man take credit for women's work. Oh, right. They haven't had that yet. They haven't had that. We're hoping yet. that hasn't so, been cut. It was such a good line. It was such yeah, a good line. Still time. Still time. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say there was massive reshoots on it. She was supposed to be at San Diego Comic Con and she didn't show up because of the reshoots. The fact that there was reshoots on that show and those were getting the yeah. best of what they got is <laughs> this pretty... was after the reshoots. <laughs> mm. I, I want to see the original. Stuff. Oh my god! I, people have been reporting <laughs> what, the, um... what didn't live up to CW standards? People have been reporting all the reshoots for uh, episode nine, right? And it's just like it almost seems Are like, they? of course, it's like yeah, of course, it's a disaster. <laughs> like, what if you just have a really good script and you double, triple, quintuple check it, and then you no. shoot that? That's stupid. Okay. All right. Well, mm. I'm Hello, sure write their scripts with It'll emojis. That'll be great. Hello, Rags. Hello. My door is open for you because that is how I like to poop. Rags, Wags, Rags, Ragnarok. <laughs> how is Infinite Retro? Where is Fratanga? Oh, I, I, I assume they're both doing just swimmingly. Uh, your arguments are subject while making subject arguments. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Some things are objective, like a fact. Billboard Bill Gideus Bingleman. Actual quote from Jensen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ra, save us. I have a roof located at 45 meters height. Oh, no. Uh, this is actually from Ra. Bola, I was supposed to be asleep collecting my energy for yet another joke screening, but the brood demands blood, so I'm up on the rooftop. Just get him here at zero HP so I can deliver the fatality. Is this a meme? <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be one HP? Zero HP is dead, right? Well, uh, in Mortal Kombat, oh, I guess D rules, right? Zero in Mortal Kombat makes them go into you know uh, fatality oh, yeah. ready. I see, I see. Um, the only reason Ned went to King's Landing in the first place is because John Aaron was murdered by Littlefinger and Lysa Aaron, therefore it was Littlefinger's fault. Yeah, like I said, it's though that incident plus the attempting the knife uh, thingy in his sleep, which. I find it, thinking about it now, it's like the show never actually answers that that was Joffrey and the jo Joffrey had given the blade to the assassin, right? That's how it goes in the book. Obviously, that's directed at Gary, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. It, uh, well... Are we, are, are we supposed to believe show? that it was Littlefinger then in the show? Do you reckon that's what they were going for? That's must... Yeah. Again, this is one of those things where I get the book and the show mixed up, but they never explain, or did they? Did they explain that Joffrey 
I don't think they ever mentioned it. That's why I was kind of oh. like, I knew I, I knew it was in the I'll book. Have to go back and check. Um, yeah, they would have to say that it was Littlefinger and not explaining that Joffrey, not you know, because the knife came from Robert Baratheon's collection because it was rare because it was uh, Valyrian steel. Yeah, I guess at that um, point you would have to conclude that it all comes down to Littlefinger and Lysa Aaron. Which um, again takes away from the whole fact of it being kind of a destiny thing, and you know, ending up in Arya's. That's that's where the knife, the cat's paw, ends up in the book. I think she'll end up with it at some point. Uh, but it, that's also shows that without you know proper lead up, and it, it just doesn't work. So they were going to George's ends without using their own means to that end. And, uh, you know, so many narrative things were, were done, like they stopped, they stopped doing things the way they used to. Okay. They used to, you know, go to George, they would have the source material, then they had to start making up their own stuff. Yeah, that's hard, but rags made a great <laughs> point. These are professionals. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to adapt this stuff. We had a question and, about that. One of our questions was about, you know, do you think there's a, any correlation between when they ran out of source material when the show got worse, essentially? And there absolutely it, was, it was, you know, uh, Braun was brought up um, video on this. He, 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 uh, George R. R. Martin was talking about what changes were made in the show that uh, he didn't necessarily come out and say they bothered him, but you can tell they bothered him. And it was, they started using uh, marketing research. All right. So Braun was a very popular character. So they started putting him in the show more liked him. Now I like Braun for the most part, but he like, he stopped being useful in the story a long time ago, but I like Braun. He, he was a fun character. You know, mm -hmm. I liked it. Uh, and the argument was made that a lot of that, that was done with Arya and Sansa too. Now they obviously had paths already, uh, but they were, you know, Arya killing the night King. I, I think one of the arguments I heard, I don't know if this was from a fan or just somebody writing for the access media was that she hadn't had any really big kills and John, had had all the you know all the sexy moments with the battle of the bastards and hard home and stuff, but if you dude, think she's about had all the how she behaved well, what she does in episodes five and six, where she only almost kills but then doesn't. Imagine them writing that all out, and then they're like, "Man, she's not going to kill anyone this season of significance. Have her kill the Night King." There you go. And it's like Walter Frey. Yeah. You can't just like do it this way. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so it definitely made them change their course. They, they, they rushed it. They changed course. Uh, they started, you know, smelling their own farts and they all start smelt great. You, uh, we saw in the documentary and I've seen it firsthand with the, with the Orville, like the worship that goes on with the showrunner, like how much power they actually have. Uh, people are always talking about them, talking about pleasing them. There's that one scene in the documentary where uh, the costume designer is all excited because Dan and Dave, we're going to be there and it's, you know, and I get it. That's, that's within their work environment, but you can see how that derails creativity uh, because, you know, what, what's George's biggest problem with the prequels that everybody says he was surrounded himself by yes men and he didn't have a Gary Kurtz around to tell him, you know, no. And, and plus he's a billionaire. So who's going to tell a billionaire? No, that's what, happen is they gain so much power they're you know they're called they're, to this day they're called geniuses i i, I don't personally see that no. but you, you can see how subject. they would absolutely <laughs> 
and 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 relative is certainly in this scenario um and i was going to say as well yeah Arya did kill the phrase but i was talking more about as a whole you look at yep. that script start to finish and they're like okay Arya doesn't kill anyone significant we can't have that um you could you, you could trade it all around it. yeah I don't know. everything just stopped stream just stops yep and i checked the thing apparently it is still stitched together so this video should function still hopefully. oh very good uh, Rags, I bought a gas mask after you talked about how I have always loved the way the Israeli one looks like an anime eyes jackal. Hmm. Oh yeah, gas masks. I mean, Halloween is right around the corner. Yeah, that's a that's a cheap ass prop. You can get a gas mask for nothing. Real ones. Uh, the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand was the inciting incident of World War One. Yes, things happened before that to set the stage, but that was still the inciting point of the war. Um, does Google say the inciting incident? It's when the prota it's the uh, it's what gets the protagonist involved in the story, essentially, which yeah, isn't what else? we were using. So, well, I, I didn't even mention it at the time because it just it just wasn't what we were talking about. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were. We're just not using it in that yeah, context. Maybe, maybe I, I should should be picking a different word to, to really... Well, we, we were both talking about the same thing. Yeah, it's in, just in that concept, what he would consider like, is it, What's the moment it all comes back to, basically? Inciting incident of the entire series. Oh, the series. I put uh, the War of the Five Kings, but they said the inciting incident of the series is the death of Lord John Aaron. Which I would happily concede as well. Um, because everything kicks off because of that. But um, what in we were talking about what incites the war. It's like John Aaron's death things. didn't like the war didn't have to come after that. A lot of different things could have happened. Um, in fact, everything's still at peace. It's just that um, a couple of other characters do a couple of other things, and the most significant being, like I said, when Bran uh, is nearly killed for the second time. Um, Please add some Tywin chuckles to this later. I can't do that if I'm not doing any post. Tywin wouldn't laugh at this. Oh, he'd be upset. <laughs> um, is 2 plus 2 equals 4? Yes, I disagree. That's uh, actually a reference to the not-so-great debate. Where, uh, we were trying to explain the guy's arguments, the counters he was giving to me and Wolf. Like, we would present something and he'd just be like, I disagree. He'd be like, I don't argue it. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, I'm standing atop a sea of toxic brooders, all screaming for blood as Susan tries to shut down our stream. My arms wide open and a bloody smile painted upon my face. Susan will not stop us, boys. Rise up. He's referencing up. Joker. Stop saying subjective. Ra, get the roof. <laughs> get the roof. When I see Doggy Daddy's Chungus Plumbus, ooh-woo. When I sit on mm. Doggy Daddy's Chungus Plumbus, ooh-woo. I... I guess oh whoa was the first one. Oh whoa. Uh, can he explain the respawning soldiers? He said that uh, he would. That's why we really didn't talk about much of the logistical stuff. He said that he pretty much agrees with all of it anyway. But I guess we could have talked a bit more about it at least. Uh, this seems like a very long way of saying everything is just subjective, so accept it. There was a bit of that. Bit. Yep. Uh, also, thank you for releasing, re-releasing the not so great debate in an edited down form. While I really needed the extra dose of cancer. <laughs> I mean, supposed to entertain. Aya Stark teleports behind Night King. 
Omewu ma sindieru. Is that supposed no, to be? No. Uh, oh my god, come on, Mahler. Work with us. Omewu shindiru. I've never Nani? pronounced that before. What? You know, you know that the, the anime thing, right? The... I'm assuming it's the nothing personal kiddo uh kinda yeah yeah i've never seen that before i feel out of the loop now but i know the nothing personal kiddo especially when you Are teleport you? behind somebody wow it's hard then get out of the kitchen toots wow um if peter jackson can do mostly faithful adaptation of lord of the rings then it is possible to do justice to game of thrones in adaptation at the very least also hi rags hello the one thing I'll say is that obviously Game of Thrones isn't finished yet. It's harder to adapt something that doesn't, well, hasn't finished. Um, but that doesn't mean they fucked up well before they ran out of uh, source material. So, yep. Uh, and George has probably changed his ending about four times since he's talked to him because uh, I, re I, I, th I've always heard that that conversation was years ago, like six years ago. So. A lot of stuff could change, and, and apparently there was some drama between them, too, so. Uh, piloting, that, a, though. piloting a plane is not easy. Engineering a rocket is hard. You're still expected to perform those tasks properly, not an argument you hack. Uh, people feel differently when it comes to art, that, like, they would argue probably that there's uh, tangible harm done when you don't perform the tasks that we're referencing with the other ones, but I think there's a lot of exceptions you'd be able to find with that. Um, but the point being that I, I agree. Uh, have you considered that Captain Marvel is a perfect movie in the Disney fanatical Marvel universe? Also, I'm axing you. Is Rags a good boy? Answer I am a good boy. Uh, in the boy. Disney fanatical Marvel universe, it wouldn't even work because Disney have had control since uh, Iron Man 2, so that's, that film still destroys everything they made. If only it was mm -hmm. the first of Disney, and then like, it's Disney's fanatical style. Um, it's hard. Unless you're a femoid talking about my dick, I literally don't care. Wow, raw. Hard, then don't do a it too. Plenty of goyim can do it better. Hi, Mola. My last super chat, you said RD was your favorite Tarantino movie. Reservoir Dogs. To be honest, I figured it would be. Objectively great and a joy to watch. Was wondering why you're not fond of Hateful Eight, though. Uh, I liked Hateful Eight at first. And I thought about how nothing makes sense in that film, and uh, it soured on me quite quickly. I kind of like the characters still, though I think a few of them are wasted. But um, if you think about the plan, and what everyone's doing there, and what they choose to do, it gets really stupid really fast. Um, but I mean, I'm still interested in Tarantino's movies, because uh, they usually got great dialogue. Uh, yeah. Laugh my ass off, just be good, you loser. I found your vids on TLJ and loved them. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Um, They're good. If I hear like one more time, I'm gonna werewolf. Okay. I'm gonna werewolf. Um, Aya killing the Night King is dumber than if Ghost Yoda snuck up behind Snoke and tickled his nuts, causing him to explode and destroy the supremacy. Oh, no. I mean... <laughs> that would have been better. I would have enjoyed it more, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Um... Uh, this George hasn't finished the books yet line is tiresome. We would have accepted an ending that was completely divorced from the books if it made sense. Yeah. I agree. I absolutely agree. Would Yoda tickle his nuts with the force? <laughs> well, he's not he's not very tall. 
So you could probably he's Yoda's like nut height, right? When you're sitting down, if you're sitting down, Yoda's about nut height. You can full stickle. Why can't you full stickle? That's how that's how Yoda's people measure height in nuts. Oh, okay. Uh, Morley, you good, man? You sound a little off today. I. It's hard to explain, but I was that debate. I was not feeling it at certain points, uh, and I. Th I mean, I don't like to call it out during a discussion because it almost feels like it's whether you're when you try and call out that something's being derailed, you've derailed it even if it wasn't derailed. You know what I mean by doing that almost. Yeah. And I didn't want to highlight like with Daenerys, we were circling back again and again and again and again and again and again and again, and like I, I really felt like the Daenerys conversation was over like ten times before it ended. Yeah. I I had been convinced, and I, I, based on everything I've seen, I was definitely already leaning that way. Very but he, I certainly was not. Certainly was not convinced by anything he said. And there was, you know, some people were like, um, you've got to, like, control better, you've got to keep people on track better, you've got to try and, like, reduce the uh, amount of answer time he was giving. I, it's I like, think, the problem I think is that's like... fair. I think that's fair. Um, we probably should have stepped in a few times, because he was going on and on. It's but tough. I think a lot of the times we were just like, it's, he was just going on and on, and we were just like... Oh. It's really tough to tell sometimes, uh, because... You, you every for every single moment they're speaking, you're like, is this the end of the sentence? No, oh no, no, now no. But I I think that's a fair criticism. Um, we will keep that in mind in the future. I think the thing is, especially because it was kind of a basically a one v three. We I, I I know that I certainly felt like I didn't want to cut them off too much. I know I do every once in a while because I feel I don't want people to go down rabbit holes. Yeah. Um. But. Um, I, I get what you're saying. I gotcha. Indeed. Um, yeah, we, we do we do try our best with that sort of thing. Like you, we definitely several times would be like, "That's not addressing what was said," or um, like, "Stop." I think I said stop at one point because heading down rabbit holes. I even advised him not to head down some moral rabbit holes because he was saying some stuff that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. don't act like anyone could do better. I hate this guy now. I bet he's going to tweet about how we should be okay with eating bugs someday near in future. I, I can't confirm. It could be a yes. It could also. I be think the eating bugs is about some reference about how we should start eating bugs because they're good for you and I guess environmentally kind and stuff. <laughs> Look at Chad. Yep. Vito said Yasm was dominating that debate and then. <laughs> the thing Elad said, veto for roof. I, I don't know if what veto means was he was talking a lot or if he means he was winning the debate. I, I don't I don't know uh if yeah. I, he I was would talking be curious. a lot. I he was talking a lot, that's for certain, but basically all of the points that he made were either completely irrelevant or not the problems that we have, or extremely poor rationalization of and like heavy yes. interpretation. Desperately relying on very small things blown up to big things. Yasm Lots of assumption fire. going on there. Apparently Vito thinks Yasm is on fire. Alright. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Uh, I also hate the you-couldn't-do-it argument. Clearly they've got the drive, so given the time, resources, and support, who says they can't? Yeah, I agree. Well, it's like uh, we're really not sure of what any people in chat or us are capable of, because we haven't had this opportunity, so to assume we simply can't? I don't know. I think that's a bit unfair. I think Mahler and I were talking the other day about we we're pretty much both 
if if you put if you take any any writer for any show and then pair them up against the collective noggins of the internet, the internet will come up with a better story than you. Guaranteed, yeah. That many minds working together. Um, haha, poopy, pee pee, tickle your cream sack, I will, Yoda. Guess that is a direct quote from that scene that didn't actually happen, but it's probably a deleted scene. Makes sense. <laughs> deleted scene, yeah. Uh, Danny does a 180 in uh, one episode. If she had butchered everybody in the Red Keep only, it would be fine. Committing genocide is a whole other level. Yeah, that's why my suggestion. I was just like, she can kill a bunch of innocent people with collateral damage. John can be just as outraged because she didn't have to do that. But she was that pissed at Danny. She was so pissed she wanted to burn down the whole Red Keep. It's not too unreasonable to assume she would do that, especially if she was really angry. But to systematically destroy every portion of King's Landing is like, what are you doing, woman? It's like, ridiculous. Was, uh, I've certainly not been convinced that that makes any level of sense. Doesn't. That, that kind of action requires, at the very least, a couple of episodes of King's Landing populace being... Showing a up, showing some sort of uprising, killing someone solid, doing something uh, to motivate Daenerys to to do that to the populace, uh, to where she just doesn't give two craps. And now Cersei beheading Masande—that's Cersei still. That's not King's Landingers. They were locked in there. They were used as human shields. So, and she had to know that if we're going to go on assumptions, she said they were uh, she, innocent. I, I, but no, we're, I'm going to fry him anyway because it makes sense. Because she, you know, she she fed a guy to a dragon who was a slaver, or she thought was a slaver. Uh, tactics. Uh, well, you know, if, if, if we're using the mafia argument, the mafia doesn't commit massacres. It brings attention to them for one, uh, and it doesn't win over people. And the one the one thing the mafia does, it wins over a lot of people. Uh, they strategic kills. Um, yeah, that whole argument was, was flawed. A Theo brought it up in chat. I was gonna bring it up, but I, I just, I guess I left it on the floor at one point, but uh, it's in my video as well. To annihilate that many people in your populace, it's like, oh yeah, this will make them fear me. It's like, they're gonna fucking hate you. They will never forget this. <laughs> you better watch oh, no, your absolutely. back this every will, day. This will be something that's never forgotten. Entire thousands of lineages could have been ended. No, she was there are overall good for Westeros. And Westeros, know, and knowing what we know, what, would, what has been established in the show, there would be five or ten lords who would just be waiting to take their chance to, they, they can see that dragons are easily killed. Uh, you know, Euron Depending took on out one. Feels. And there's ways to, I mean, it's just one dragon. That's still something that needs to be feared, obviously, but there are ways to kill dragons. I mean, they, they have to be watched all the time. You pay the right person. You can get access to it. Uh, th yeah, there would be lords plotting immediately. It would not be a very stable rule at all. So, you know, the, again, the motivation in that was what? And then afterwards, which we didn't even talk about, she, you know, th they did that ridiculous fascist speech in it, which was just dumb. The only thing it was good for was memes and a good thumbnail where I could put the Hitler hat on her, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but don't talk about yeah, that. it just over and over again on something that 
I mean, if the argument in the chat was it, it didn't deserve that much time, I could agree with you on that. It was just, it was bad in so many ways. And it was because of, it didn't have any depth. Uh, it was all God superficial. I don't know if that's the right word. It was just all simple. Uh, Game of Thrones became simple at the end. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, foreshadowing doesn't mean it's set up properly. There's a bunch of videos on YouTube that came out soon after all this stuff with Game of Thrones that were addressing that. Can't just go, oh, it was foreshadowed in season one, episode three. <laughs> it's like, wait, like I could, I could find that. some quote out of the gajillion quotes that might lend itself to what I saw or what ended up being the case. You could do that with anything. But this character said this one piece of dialogue in this one episode this one time. Not for everything. It's like, oh. Oh, that justifies it. That's fair enough. Let me add him. His points are so wrong it hurts. You guys should invite Jay Longbone to watch Batwoman with you. Um, maybe. I don't know if she's interested or not, 100%. Like, the thing is, if she wants to do videos on it, it might be awkward that we've got a video of her reacting to it. You know what I mean? Like, she might want to do her own thing. And also, I, I have to admit, the way it is right now, with me, rags, fringing, and metal, a lot of the time, something stupid happens, and like all four of us want to want to call it out, and so we stumble over each other until one person gets the mic, if you know what I mean. And so if we have a fifth person there, like, it would be crowded. Yeah, and it's like I think it would still be funny. It's just that um, I don't know if a fifth person can really work with how much all of us have to say about how dumb everything is in that show. Yeah, and the stuff is always happening. There's always stuff to comment on, pretty much. I mean, that film is dense. Uh, EFAP, how do I get an objectively hot girlfriend? Um, objectively hot? You mean, like, in terms of, like, Kelvin? Yes. Like, if she's... A, I don't know, man. Like, I don't get, like, someone who's a fever or anything. Or she's an alien and being hot is... But normal. honestly, um, be confident... Have a sense of humor and be willing to listen. Those are those are the three golden rules that I just made up instantly. There you go, golden rules. Be fun and if you're fun to be around, they will want to be around you. If you eight. are dull and boring, then mm. you like Game of Thrones season eight. It's a, it's a no, it's a no from a lot of women out there. It's don't risk it. Don't risk it. Don't risk it. <laughs> don't risk it. Oh yeah, don't get married. Fuck that shit. Um, I really Davis. don't. I'm just kidding. Flavors, the most respectable people. This is the thing, I actually killed them for no reason. Uh, I've eaten meat before, it doesn't mean I'd eat human. Yeah, these, these are a lot of, obviously, we've kind of been over the, uh, I the found, crazy extrapolations. I found the idea that, like, it, it was a defense of her actions to say she threatened to do things, that was baffling to me. Yeah, th I think we'd all happily agree that there's a lot of things people threaten to do that would never do them. And that's the oh, whole point, they use a threat. Uh, just, ah. watch the, just watch the scene. Danny looks cold. Not like she's enjoying the burning of the harpy men. Also, we're not talking about Joffrey. I figured it out. He's an alien. Quick, get him to draw something. <laughs> Unappreciated <laughs> memes. Uh, free Hong Kong. Death is preferable to communism. I agree. Absolutely. No, no, we've got to ban Revolution them. Revolution of our their, age. Ban them and take their money now. How it works. Children aren't like their fathers. Oh yeah, I wanted to bring that up. He referenced the Mad King and how he did similar things. I was like, isn't the whole fucking point of that one episode where he's like, children are not their fathers. Like, yeah, we're not responsible for uh, our ancestors. Stuff like that. 
I guess she just, that coin, man, that whether or not she's insane coin, it just landed on insane. It was flinging in the air this whole time. Yep, just That's needed that uh I really moment. wish they'd never had it in the first place. It's such a lame, like, 50-50 chance they'll be insane, and even if they seem like they're not insane, they might suddenly become insane. You're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Danny loves collateral damage. That's why she killed all of the women she freed when the witch killed Drogo and her kid. Oh, wait. What the actual feck? <laughs> there were no gamers left alive in King's Landing, so they failed to rise up. They lived in a, oh, no. a society. Demola, bring us his head. I, w I would never. Such violence. Such. By whose metric? Hers. Sums it all up there. Not even by his. Well, if you're talking about the innocent. Um, so, by this guy's logic, Hitler did nothing wrong because his point of view, the victims were not innocent. Um, I don't know if you'd agree with that. I, I can't remember what the context exactly was where we were discussing at that point. But I know that it did conclude that she did consider those people innocent. Uh, Mola, didn't you but know? She burned them anyway. Yeah. Mola, didn't you know? Metrics are subjective. Um. Rags, didn't you do a video on that person who found metrics to be racist? Oh, yeah, the tweet. Yeah, I how, yeah, units of measurement are bad. They should be done away with. Any proper <laughs> communist uh, society will do away with the concept of units of measurement. I think we can all agree with that, right, Gary? That makes yes. sense. That's just fine. Units of measurement, sense. man. Like, I saw them the other day down the street, and I was like, fuck you, man. Like, hey. And I was like, no, don't, don't give me that. Units of measurement. This shit. Pr oppression. Molly, you Knowing my super how far chat. away things are. You missed my super chat I posted in EFAP 54. You never responded to it in EFAP 55. You went from the one before it to the one out. Why did you spend the whole super chat telling me to read an old super chat instead of just saying the thing that you think I've missed? <laughs> I can't go back to EFAP 54 super chats. You don't. You can't search super chats because you don't understand. I'd have to. You. You would have to re. That would take some time to search through because there's a way to look at all your super chats, but that's a lot of scrolling. You know how many super chats we get, so um, you guys don't mind. We can stop right now and look for it. Matthew, Nobody minds. They'll wait. It's Matthew Saint Saint Sire. Is he in chat right now? If you're in chat right now, just ask the question. Whatever it is. Um, My eyes in the chat. If you uh, ask it on Twitter, I should see it. That's another quicker way to do this. Because you don't understand how much I'll have to load. That's it's a lot. Yeah, um, and this is not like just loading, loading. This is loading. Yeah, I guess laggy every single like, time you hit the next page. I'm in the chat. Okay, oh, we is. see ya. Ask your question. There he is. Ask the question. Do it. Do we? I don't have Twitter. That's okay. I'll see him in the chat. You're ask right. the question, Bridgekeeper. I'm not. We are very excited. Really and before it's like a super offensive question or something. <laughs> it's like you just let it it doesn't get past the filters on chat or something like that. <laughs> oh no. We're a tree. Everybody's what all excited now be? what this is gonna be. I'm I'm ready. It's honestly like deliver, not, Matthew. I I figure you guys would have noticed by now, but there's not a super chat I won't read out. Um I will I've not worse. avoided reading one yet. So Oh, we'll do it. Give you up. Yeah boy. Uh, any second now. I guess I'll read the next one. Let me know if you guys see it. Keep... I'll keep an eye on it. 
this guy can't differentiate between rationale from detached observer's perspective and rationale from the character's perspective. That's kind of dumb. Uh, uh, rationale from detached observer's perspective. I think I think that he felt that we were having trouble with that. Um, I guess you could say about both sides, but I always felt like we we had more references than speculation. Um, I must burn the children for future generations. Denario Bobaglio. <laughs> Denario Bobaglio. Burn the children for the future generations. <laughs> so, so, so wonderful. Um, Listen, the future generations can't be oppressed if there are no future generations, okay? It makes sense. I don't know. Uh, war makes strange bedfellows, i.e. Republican France and Tsarist Russia. Is that the theme of Game of Thrones, maybe? You can see it, maybe. Or make strange bedfellows? Oh, what? Yeah. Why not anything? Ah. Uh, their discussion made me appreciate Robert Baratheon so much, you realize that the dude was 100% right about that sadistic cunt. <laughs> yes, uh, I said that in my video, Robert Baratheon was right. Oh. If only we had trusted him. Uh, top 10 letdowns in Game of Thrones discussion needed. What, like, top ten saddest moments of that discussion? Is that what you're after? <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. So, if what? I had written the Star Wars sequel trilogy, I would have had a civil war between the Republic and those not wanting to go back to how things were in the prequels. Duke tries to keep the Jedi out of the fight. Wouldn't have been a bad idea. But the question... I guess I it will hold up. I, it would depend on... I, I can believe it. Like if it, especially if both of the factions were very morally dubious or kind of gray areas, or there wasn't a clear right answer, that would get Luke to be like, "Oh yeah, obviously these are the good guys, and we need to help them." Oh, it would be great if like Leia asked Luke to like win a fight for them, and he was like, "I can't because this can't. isn't. I don't believe in this something." That would yep. be great. I can't risk my pupils, something like that. I don't know. It it would certainly be very interesting, and I. I agree that would be that would be something I would be willing to watch. Yeah. I would like to watch that unfold. That little uh that your little pitch right there has more background than the two new Disney films. Yeah. Uh, I already feel like I have more context just from his from his chat. That I, I know nothing about anything from The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi. I don't know why the, the First Order happened. I uh, know I know I'm supposed to read books and comics and stuff, but I'm not going to. So done, Matthew. Uh, uh, Rags, if you're still here Hello. when super chats are being read, as a doggo yourself, what is your stance mm -hmm. on neutering? Uh, if uh, what do you think? What do you think it is? It's it's probably exactly what you think it is. I don't know. As a, as a human, what's your view on castration? Oh my. <laughs> Away from my balls. Away from my balls, mate. I was born with them and I'll die with them. Oh, well, you can well, keep them in your purse them. or something like that, right? My okay, balls in my purse? Wasn't that from that fucking movie? Um, that Jack Black movie? Which one? The one, like the 10,000 BC one. Oh. Year one or oh, something? Wait. What was it called? The one with Jack Black and was it? Not John Cena, Michael Sarah. Um, oh fuck yeah! No, I, you know, I don't. I know what year you're one about. was that what it was called? I can't remember what the name is, but I know what you're talking about. The joke about keeping bulls in a purse. I'm guessing in that. 
Yeah, he keep he there was there's a eunuch in it, and he keeps his balls in his little in a little purse, and he throws them at one of the characters at one point. <laughs> Nacho Libre. Nacho your Libre. Enemies. Kill your enemies, they win. Big idiot. Oh no. Yeah, that sounds like a big idiot. Sounds like a. I don't, I don't think I think that's a bit that's big that's too big brain for big idiots. <laughs> History is written in blood, and even the greatest heroes have likely done terrible things. Modern mentality or thinking has no bearing in the narrative. That is what George is trying to represent. Um, I don't. I think there's room to say that. And also, I believe it's about time for Mr. Nidrotic to uh, say goodbye to the stream. Would you like to tell them all where they can find you? Sure, you can find me at Nerdrotic. You can just search it here on YouTube uh, and subscribe if you like it. Uh, I talk a lot about a lot of things, Game of Thrones, uh, but I will be talking about Watchmen tonight with uh, our good friend Doomcock. Oh, yes. He was on the previous evening. That should be fun. Got you guys I back to listening. back. I'm sorry we couldn't get you at the same time. You know how scheduling conflicts are, you know, you know how the biz is. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate but Most yeah thanks definitely. for uh thanks for coming on did you have fun absolutely i had a no i always have fun when i'm here <laughs> and it is a it is an honor and a privilege to be on efap with rags and Hooray. hey uh good to talk to you again rags and it's good to see you absolutely uh <laughs> i will come back whenever you want or if you don't want again that's fine my feelings won't be hurt much but um yes, yes. I, and i gotta get you guys on sometime too yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring Nothing we can't talk about. Sure, we can come up with a couple we things. We can talk about the rain. We'd be fine. I could bitch about that. <laughs> I like the rain. Um, <laughs> Damn weather. Ew, we, we need some to wash some of the poop away on my uh, the streets of my fair city, oh, San you Francisco. Go. You live in... Yeah. Oh, I was about to say. You could guess. You can guess. Uh, all right. So, thanks, guys. Yeah. And, um, uh, every. Obviously, I was just going to say the link to Nerdrotic's channel is in the description. He does cover lots of lots of media. You've been on enough times now that I think most of them are going to know you, but if they still don't, hit the link. Check the stuff out. I've been on a couple of his videos here and there. You might be able to find some of them and then start looking at all of the stuff. It makes sense. Subscribe. Have fun watching Batwoman tonight. I, almost said oh, I know <laughs> that we will have fun watching Batwoman when we finally get around to doing that. Amazing. Look forward to it. All right, guys, take care. See you around, dude. Bye bye. Then there was two. And then there were two. Uh, I think a lot of the fake Fs, no F for fakes. Still Fs here. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it just says offline. It doesn't even say buffering. Oh no. Help. People got wind of our racisms. No. Oh no. Didn't mean it. We're being ironic. Is it not coming back? Back and gay. Oh, we're, we're, we're back we're, and gay. Thank goodness. That is... They were the gayest of homoloids. Homoloids. It's back. Mola did a boomer. I didn't do nothing. I was, I was I, oh wait, I just did a double negative. Oh no, I did all of the things. Sorry. But you can hear me, right, Rex? Is it right, right? I can hear yeah, you. Oh, thank goodness. Um Hey, Mola, hope this helps out a bit. Also, hi, Tormatakos, if you're watching. Hot. Hmm. Um, a Drohraki Horde. Oh, a Dothraki Horde is basically a traveling grape carnival. 
That's it's kind of true. Hey, like, that's great for some of them. They can they can increase their population with ease, though unethically. That is my subjective interpretation. There you go. Analysis complete. Howdy, gentlemen. I have a deep question for you. I used to be a sewer yeah. worker. Best job. I had to wear a harness before entering manholes. This gave me the hmm. unfortunate kink of harnesses. My question is, what kinks have y'all gotten from weird, mundane places, and do you regret them? Well, I normally, whenever I venture down a manhole, I normally don't do it with a harness. Yeah, you don't um, want to be safetying up for that. You want to go straight in. Yeah, yeah. The danger is the thrill you see. Kinks that I have developed through like jobs and work. Yes. Um, that's a good question, but one I'm I probably have to think about. Not something I consider oftentimes. I used to work in a. Uh, I used to be a. I used to be a valet. It's one of my previous jobs. Um. So the idea of like casual sex in cars might have come from that. Imagining just fucking railing someone in a car. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Kind of kind of kinky for me. I dig it. Um, but that's the only one that I could probably say comes to mind at the moment. I'd have to think about it. It's an odd question. A good one, but an odd question. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really got any answers. Nothing I can think of. Like, weird mundane kicks development. You, you ever just want to hate you used to work people you used to work in retail right dealing Ugh. with people Ugh. you ever used to want to just hate fuck customers you know what maybe just Honestly, tie them down to the front desk and just me think fucking like, ooh, maybe. hate fuck them you, you ever want to rape them I, I wouldn't go that is that far. where the thrill <laughs> comes in knowing that they haven't because some people are like that I'm not like that just for the record I think consent is cool but you know you know how some people are um yeah, it's it's a it's a thing to think about. I don't know. I, I haven't really considered it myself, so that's why I don't really have any answers. The hmm. it's a mundane answer. I like it when, like, when she's like in the car and her ass is hanging out the side, and some guys just fucking her, drilling, just drilling, just hammering just that pound. nail. Absolutely, just harnessing that manhole. <laughs> Nothing sets up madness like establishing stability. Yeah. I think that's relevant. Yeah. yeah. The discussion that was attended. Uh, you know the world was better off after Hitler. When he died, fascism never popped up again. There are... <laughs> I don't... I don't... I think it is an interesting... with that. Um, yeah, that's, that's gonna be a tougher one. I understand the argument. I don't agree. I, well, I don't think I do. Well, there... there it, I've heard the argument that, um... It's good that the Holocaust happened because it shielded it, it. It woke up the world about the horrors of genocides and things like that. And I, I don't agree with that, but I understand the reasoning. I think it's don't think it's a good one though, um, especially because of the scale of it. Uh, I gotta go. Bye, you massives. Goodbye. Um, Goodbye. In, in my opinion, Goodbye. a specific German ruler with a stylish face didn't gas millions of people. Can't put a number on things like that, right? I mean, for the ethical well, questions I'm, thing. I mean, there there is an interesting discussion there to be had about the concept of is you know which is more valuable, the life of someone or their freedom and things like that. I, I based on what I've seen, uh, the it's it's interesting to think about how many people would have Daenerys had to have freed from slavery to, to justify, justify you know X lives that were 
Yeah, ex innocent We're lives talking like killed. at least I want to say six hundred thousand at least. I'm being generous when I say that. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting moral question, not one that I'm prepared to solve at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, playing devil's advocate, the world was better off with her. She did contribute a lot against the Night King, but I don't think he was thinking that. That would have been a great argument. If you that would have been a better argument. King, yeah, I actually would have been like, oh well, maybe yeah, because like, she... maybe she actually legit saved the world. Which, I mean, if you're saving the world, I mean, it, if anything is the cost of saving the world, it's the world, so, you know, it's, yeah. That's but, one of those situations where it's like, you might have had a good point if you only had the right references. <laughs> but just, then again, once you just, you just just fucking have someone teleport in and stab the Night King, then what's the... True. What, a lot like, of people was, actually argued she was kind of useless, because her men are wiped out, and her dragon doesn't really do anything other than, like, she, I guess... Yeah saves John at one point. Yeah, like, it's like, oh yeah, just go run a across the wall and go assassinate him. We all know you can do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Um. Rock said, someone said, no, it didn't. It's like, yeah, I agree. That That's why I, I don't agree with the idea that, you know, ultimately it was better that the Holocaust happened. I mean, in my, what I would say is that if it, if something similar to the Holocaust happened, but it was much, much, much smaller in scale, and that began a movement that actually prevented a worse genocide, that argument would be more solid. But still, it's a really touchy subject for a lot of people. Uh, Lyric said, no, Kaibin literally says there's a million people in King's Landing. I know, but she doesn't kill everybody. And that's why I said I was being very generous by saying she only got 600,000 for sure. Even and that's though... and who knows what the aftermath was. Well, I was going to say, like, all of, the, all of the ash, that's fucking up people's lungs. Yeah. There's a, yeah, she killed a lot of people, there's no doubt. Uh... Loved how it ended. Hated how it got there. My take on Game of Thrones Season 8 in a nutshell. Um, I'm not sure how I feel no. about how it ended, regardless of how it got there, but I think I would have been much more on board if they had properly. Hi, yeah. Ragath. Hello. Can do surgery. No, can't do surgery. You can perform oral on your kids. I, I, I don't know that that's true. Um... I guess as long as they're of age, it's legal to perform oral sex on your kids, right? Oh, maybe, I guess. I mean, I, 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 I didn't guess. Even, I, I don't actually know it was actually illegal to perform surgery on family members. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I, I've heard that. I don't know if it's real, but I think there was the idea that you, you aren't allowed to perform surgery on your own kin. I don't know if the logic really holds through for that. I'm not sure. You would think that with your own kids, you would be like super duper extra careful. I don't know yeah. though. Uh, this was then, not originally well, brought up by us it, chat. Look at them freaking out. It's like this is brought up by super chatters and our guest. What are we supposed to do? Ignore yeah, them? Yeah, people are talking about it. But maybe the idea is that if you perform surgery on a loved one and you fail, that will have extra emotional repercussions that could damage their career or their ability to operate in the future. I don't know what the rulings are behind it. Um, I'm just speculating a little bit. I like to do some speculatisms. That's just, that's just what I think. I don't know. Um, first time super chatting. Where did find Lisper Lord? Uh, he's, uh, we covered his video, and he said he'd like to uh, uh, have a discussion on Game of Thrones, and so we did. Hmm. Ick Yezen IRL. Well, he, he's not here anymore. Uh, freeing Unsullied save more babies in the long run. Oh, you mean, like, despite... The many killings. 
Wait, that's not even possible because they've all had the 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 wonderful pieces removed that sat between a once wonderful in in the center of the body. It's all gone, as they say in the show. The stones had their and the pillars. Removed. The stones and the pillars, right? For each of them, multiple pillars. Uh, please bring Tonald on to debate this guy. Why would we? Do that. Tonal deserves like full attention from us. We need, to, we need to explore his mind. Ask him about like new games that came out. Wouldn't that be so fun? Like just be like, Tonal, what have you played? What recently? games are you looking forward to? Yeah. What are your big games? You know, the big games. And what's your favorite game of all time? Tell us why. Oh yeah, that would be something to ask. I would legit be interested. Then we'd have like questions from the audience. We'll see what people want to say. Yeah. Um, I guess Jay's asking chat how it was. They're all saying it was bad. <laughs> I mean, we we did everything we could. We're hoping it was at least yeah. enlightening as to why someone would love Game of Thrones season eight or like. Uh, saying the show is trash without bias is bad, but sucking it dry without bias is good. Ain't no Sanders like double stand. I mean, he well, did that, that. No one. It's never a problem when people like things for bad reasons. Yeah. It's like you get a if you like it, you get a pass. Uh yes and IRL. Saying mean things is bad. Also, yes and IRL. I think Danny killing a thousand is okay because Thebes. It wasn't even because Thebes. <laughs> it was it was because uh Oh wait, I don't I don't think he ever said that was a good thing or anything. Uh who would win? A civil back gorilla or a werewolf? Bipedal and quadrupedal variants. Say the two options one more time. A uh, silverback gorilla or a werewolf, and you get the bipedal or quadrupedal. A uh, uh, werewolf. A werewolf win every time because it's like. Yeah, absolutely a werewolf. Well, werewolves are like supernatural. Aren't they like certain... so They got like a curse, the curse of lycanthropy. Like they can regenerate pretty quickly depending on what lore we're talking about too. And then obviously yeah. the second it's like hits this gorilla with a bite or a scratch, that gorilla's fucked. Yeah, they're supposed to be like super strong and super fast and stuff like that. And gorillas are no joke, sure, but neither's a werewolf. Yeah, I'd have to see the sizes, I guess. Because again, it, it's, there's a lot of lore questions. It was kind of the same with um with the vampire. Gotta know them lore details. Themes. Nidrotic will know this. The Punisher is a far more cruel and morally gray character. He wouldn't murder women and children. What's Daenerys' excuse? Uh, also, I noticed that uh, I've heard it brought up that she was distraught over the loss of her dragons. Yeah, he never mentioned that. I think he mentioned um, the death of Missandei at one point, but uh, I've I've never liked that excuse anyway. It's like people you love die, therefore you start killing innocent people. Like I don't, it doesn't follow. Uh. But yeah, what's Daenerys' excuse? She doesn't have an excuse. So I shouldn't compare George to Tolkien, but to Mills and Boone. That's where I have went wrong. Mills and Boone? Is... Mills and Boone. I don't understand. Uh, manga, anime, recommendations. Skullface bookseller Honda-san. Honda-san. Uh, as a retail massive mauler, might really enjoy it and find the protagonist relatable. Oh, is there going to be an anime about a, a, a retail person? I, I could see myself enjoying it, for sure. 
Ask D&D, themes are for 8th grade- oh shit, yeah! Damn, I wish we'd uh, told him about that. So, uh, one of D&D are on record saying that, uh, themes are for 8th grade book reports. Like, disparaging the shit out of themes, which is again not something that we would support either. We're- we're certainly not in the camp that themes suck, um... But, like, they don't seem to care, or at least- maybe they've changed their position on that, I would have to get, like, an update. See if someone asks it in an interview or something. But, uh, yeah, interesting comment for sure. Um, it's meant to be Sunday, a day of rest, but not for me. Oh. Bad realizations with this one. The only good commie is a dead one. I think we've had that a few times. Rags, have you heard about the Air Force retiring the 8-inch floppy disks they use for the nuclear launch systems? No, I have not heard that. In, I guess. I guess. I mean, if I mean, there's the idea that if it's old, but it works and it makes sense and it's reliable. I, just, hmm. I mean, yeah, it might sound silly, but I don't. I don't know about the. I don't know about if if there are any super duper benefits to using floppy drives. Like I don't know. Maybe um, there. Maybe there's a reason why they kept it so long. I'm not certain. Yeah, it must, it must be reliable. I guess. Yeah, maybe they're less prone to something that. New technology is, I'm not sure. Can't hack a floppy disk. Is that it? It's very, yeah, it's very possible. Uh, please never have Yezen on again. This, this is amongst the worst commentaries I've heard. He's awful, ignorant, delusional, pitiful. I don't think it was the worst. I, I, I it think wasn't worst. The Major Lee one was worse. Do you think that was the worst? I, I would say that it's... Uh... Are we including the not so great debate? Oof, that's, yeah, it's gonna be between them two, I guess. Yeah, one of those two. This was definitely the best. What, just the best in general? I th well, I mean, the best of the three. This oh, one. Oh, out of the three. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Never bring him back. No notification. YouTube sucks. I hear yeah. JJ claim Yoda's last name is Lahihu. Leahy Someone who. said in chat, it's harder to install malware on a floppy disk, and their small storage space means issues are more obvious. That's interesting. Yeah, assuming that's true. Yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. Uh, uh, I, and I imagine that, like, because it's older technology, that the ability to, like, the amount of people who are good at writing malware for that sort of thing, there's just fewer of them anyway. Usually mm -hmm. is hilarious. Well, I suppose. Yeah, there, there was a, yeah, certainly more of a spectacle. I can understand that argument, that it was more entertaining. What the moist floppy massive is happening. That, that's one way to put it. Of course it's always worse for the whammon. We didn't actually determine that. Uh, lack of satisfaction does not equal feeling bad. Lack of satisfaction does not equal feeling bad. Nah. Not being satisfied would be defined as a bad feeling, would it not? I mean, if you're not satisfied, I mean, it depends on how you feel about neutrality. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, is being neutral good, bad in that sense, or is it its own little thing? I'm not I sure. I don't think that should have thrown me as much as it has. <laughs> um... For the love of Christ, kick them. Too obnoxious. Kick them? Them? I wonder if they're referring to... 
maybe the three of us. From now on, you will refer to chat as the Chad, as penance for making making us listen to Yez and IRL. You could leave at any time you want. No one forced you to stay. True. We did not shackle you. Did not do the shackles. We also open with the White Walkers, and we see how that goes. Prologue is still the first scene. Yeah. Agreed. Um, it ended six months ago. How are y'all still on about it? Um, how are you guys? Why are you talking about Game of Thrones? Terminator: Dark Fate is coming out. I just, I just like the idea that it's like we'll talk about something like Predator. It's like, it's like that came out fucking four years ago. Why are you talking about? It? <laughs> like, oh, you're right. I guess it is kind of old. Uh, all I feel is pain. Oh, why does nerd sound like smug Adam ruins? Heck. Uh, do you think Nid Roddick sounds anything like uh, Adam's Ruins Everything? I don't know, I haven't listened to Adam Ruins Everything in a long time. I am the same on that. Rags held chat at gunpoint? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Hero Ragu, the Fagu, and others. <laughs> Hero, Hero. I understand Ra. I feel like roofing this dude. That's an interesting context. Most people would assume like roofy, but it's like no. It's something a woofy? else. A woofy? Um I would be terrified of King Bran. He can take control of mines and is looking for the dragon. Sounds like the beginnings of a tyrant to me. Oh uh, yeah, that's let's, right. Let's just let's just hope it all works out, I guess. Hope. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure everything will work out just fine. You guys are getting all worked up over nothing. Uh uh would have been awesome to see Bragg walk into the mountain. Yeah, I, I'll go for these payoffs if we can't get anything else. Uh, Bran can't see if Night King can be killed with fire because Night King was not killed with fire. He was killed with Valyrian steel. I mean, it's the, we've already addressed the whole, like, his ability to see into the future thing is weird. It would destroy the whole show if he could, like, in any consistent manner. So, of course, they just write it ultimately and just hope he's skeptics. Like, uh -uh. uh, the asshole burgers is strong with this one. Hey buddy, get off your high horse. No one's buying it. Uh, real question. Yezin, are you in any way connected to the NKVD director Yezov? Because your torture methods are very effective. Oh no. Hey Yezin, what is 13% but also half? I know that reference. <laughs> Just woke up and heard a dude say Bran is his favorite character. Guess this will be one of the most painful debates when I go back later. Also, hi Rags. Hello! How is Wolf doing? Doing good, as far as I'm aware? Yeah. Uh, let's get credit to D&D for sticking to Martin's vision. D&D didn't really want to do all the dreams and magic and stuff for the show. Yeah, this is the thing. Um, there's so much complicated shit going on about how much they stuck to his vision. I'd rather not speculate. Uh, even I think this guy is a lispy fig. I came from AR. Supposed to be the nice Ra. Um. Yeah, I saw that as well, Rags. I was thinking of saving. I've got a couple. Just save them all for the meme stream. Um. Hey, Rags, Mauler, and Nerd. Just a quick question: What happened when Pinocchio said his nose will grow right now? It's a paradox. His head explodes. It is the only logical conclusion. I don't know about that. Yep. We logical. call it paradoxes because we don't know how they'd resolve. That's the thing. His head oh, explodes. No. Have you not read the lore, dude? Really? I haven't read the Pinocchio lore. I was reading up on the Loompa lore. 
How much have you got left of that? You've been reading it for like years now. I will. I'll write a paper on the. Write law about how long the law is. Uh, I'm trying to stay a couple episodes behind so I have something to listen to for my trip to Texas last, later this week. I should be watching this one on my way back home from there. Also, hi, Rags. Hello. I hope that is going to be an entertaining way back, Gordon. I hope this was uh, everything you hoped it would be. Saw Joker earlier this evening with my dad and younger brother. It was as good as you said. Genuinely masterful performance from Jacqueline. Uh, I've actually confused myself on whether or not I'm pronouncing that right anymore. Yaquin or... Yeah, tell me how to pronounce it. I've thought too much about pronouncing it, now I've forgotten the way to pronounce it. How do you remember pronouncing it, Rags? What's the correct way? Pronouncing da, what? Da. Is it Yaquin, Phoenix? Joaquin. Joaquin. Walking Phoenix. That, that's all. That's always I've heard. Here is whenever it, it's one of those names where if you've never, like, even if you've heard of the name Joaquin and you see it written, you don't put the two together. It's a really weird. It's a really weird name. Yeah, I really need to get that into my head because I'll probably be saying his name a lot, uh, especially with incoming Joker podcasts. Joaquin. But yes, true. Excellent stuff. I have nothing to say. So hello, Rags. Hello? This dude is a Todd. <gasps> Expensive. Uh, a small amount for all those hours of entertainment you pride. I wish I could give more. Oh, and hi, Mauler. Hi, Rags. Hello. Hello? How do you do? Get Thor Skywalker as guest. Balanced, knowledgeable. Not against it. Uh, I think he's actually on the list. I think people have asked for him before. It's just a big list. Dairy. Um, I watched Rags' Fallout 76 video three times last night, and I was never bored. Nice. Oh, this I'm some... glad you weren't bored by it. <laughs> Use this I'm, some... I, I'm, I'm always happy to hear that people are squeezing every last bit of enjoyment, because playing that game was not always fun. You gotta get that three times. If you, if you can watch something three times without getting bored, that means it was good. Four times, obviously you'll get bored. There's no real thing. But uh, yeah, three times, that's when you know it's a true good. It's a genuine good. A real good. Uh, use this for some canned dog food, you absolute lads. Worst mm -hmm. crime against humanity, pineapple or broccoli? The worst thing for what? Worst crime against humanity. I actually don't, I don't hate broccoli, so. No, I love broccoli. Yeah, I have I've, like broccoli is like a snack to me. I got a bunch of it in my freezer. I can heat up whenever. I, I love broccoli. Broccoli's delicious. Pineapple by itself is fine too. Like I like them both. I'm not a fan of pineapple myself. You don't? Yeah, that's fair enough. Pineapple is tart. You could say it is, but I like it for that reason. I will say that broccoli. I think broccoli goes with a lot more stuff than pineapple does. Broccoli is very complementary to many delicious foodstuffs. That is the definitive, objective answer, and nobody can challenge it, and if they do, they're wrong. Lord that out. Jon Snow identity equals biggest hate rhino of all time. Identity didn't really matter in that last season, let's be honest. Let's be I was psyched to you for Watchmen tonight, Gary. Kidding, I want it to be good, though. Like I said, I'll be interested to see his coverage of it, because uh, I'm very much an outsider when it comes to Watchmen, but I saw the movie... I have the uh, the graphic novel. I'll be interested. 
By the way, I, I have I have finished I Will Survive, the Zootopia comic by Orba. Ooh. Um that's interesting. You how many how I don't, many I don't dislike it. How, how many, many carrots out of ten would I rate it? Um I don't know. I it's better than Game of Thrones. Alright. Alright. Um, what wait, I'm uh, I I'm uh, Ross says never rags never talk about food. I'm I'm unironically a god tier chef. And saying broccoli goes with more than pineapple is garbage tier ignorant. Uh no, <laughs> don't 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 agree. I I think just, just that say you're a god tier chef back to him. You... you could you could have broccoli on the side of anything and it works great. And that's I'm not disparaging pineapple. I just think that I just think that broccoli's better. It'll be the Great War of EFAP. Broccoli versus yeah. pineapple. I'm on Team Broccoli. I'm sorry, but I, I, I guess if you apparently I will survive is a Zootopia comic about Judy Hopps finds that she is pregnant um, with Nick Wilde's baby, and mm. while Nick is very very happy to hear this that he will be a father, he is uh, dismayed to learn that Judy Hopps wants an abortion. And this comic is basically just about their conversation after she breaks to him that news. Was it compelling? Um, I think it's certainly interesting. I There are deep questions to ask because of it, even if it is a Zootopia comic. It's not a poor comic or anything. Um, but it... Um, yeah, I, I can see why people both hate and like it. Mm -hmm. um, I asked sh the Shad question and that's the point he won't get it but you should ask him with all seriousness it'll be hilarious also hi Rags hello you know what I will it's in there I hope I remember to ask it seriously I, uh, I will do my um, best I, we'll I see because if we say to Shad will you give Homecoming leeway for being in the Disney fanatical Marvel universe how do you think he'd respond to that if I was trying to be serious Disney fanatical Star Wars universe. No, Disney fanatical Marvel universe. So it almost Disney sounds like I'm saying something. Disney fanatical Marvel universe. I want to hear that question again. So if I said to Shaz, will you give Homecoming okay. leeway for being in the Disney fanatical Marvel universe? What would he say? He'd probably, probably be baffled and want clarification about what that even means. I'm trying to think of, like, I wonder what he'd say if he... Like, how could he interpret that as an actual question? Or do you just say, like, what do you mean by fanatical? And that's when, I, the, that's when it's over. That's when the curtain is up. That's when I'm, I'm dead to rights. That is when I'm common phrase. Like, I'm just done. That's where it's at. So we'll have to see how that goes next time. Um, I'm referring to all the dildos with YouTube channels. Never said customers. Freddie Prince Jr. on Star Wars Critics. Okay, Beowen, do your thing. Um... Yeah, the Freddie Prince Jr. clip, we're, uh, we'll probably see him say that stuff uh, live at some point. Gonna get the, the right guess and selection of clips, if you will. But, oof. Uh, next Joker EFAP. Look at the King of Joker Driver. It's the worst Joker take I've seen. Also, hi, Rags. Hello! Boss Yezin off a roof. Scan me, I dare you. I guess we'll have to scan you first before we can trust you, right? Um... Who would you cast as James Bond? I asked because I think Me207 will be 
unlikable as much as her attraction. Henry Cavill would be my first choice. Um, For who? James Bond. Henry Cavill wouldn't make a bad James Bond. Um, for a James Bond? Um, um, that's... Uh, there's probably plenty. Um, let me see. Obviously, Danny DeVito goes without saying. And I think if someone told me why so has to get a special mention. Uh, what about Channing Tatum? Yeah, maybe those three in a singular movie together, playing the three elements of his personality simultaneously. Hmm. Let me see. Henry, someone say Cavill's media. Well, Cavill was really good as the bad guy in Mission Impossible. Yeah, I liked him in that a lot. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Um. Uh. Kevin Space. Peter saying Peter Dinklage. I agree. Oh, Nathan Fillion. I would be absolutely down with Nathan Fillion as James Bond. Yeah, I'd check that. Yeah, he give the super charismatic, you know, kind of side to it. I'd love that. The the clever sort of, you know, less less the gunfighter, more the super subterfuge disguises kind of thing. I would absolutely be down with that. That'd be great. Good idea. Um, Medea, absolutely. Medea would John be Ham, that could be cool. Um, hmm. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> but only if he's playing the Joker version of James Bond. Joker Bond. Joke British Bond. actors. Someone brought up Richard Armitage. That would not... Um, maybe. Maybe. Hmm, maybe. Um, Michael Fassbender? Possibly. Potentially. Obama. Obama, yeah, yeah. The Don, of course. Steve Buscemi, yeah, yeah. Steve Buscemi, yeah. Um, Tom Hardy. That's possible. I want to. I want to see Norm Macdonald playing. Ian McKellen, James. Oprah Bond, Jackie Chan Bond, Brie Larson Bond. Okay, now we've gone too far. That's gone over the line now. Like Shrek Bond, that's fine, but Brie Larson Bond. Come on. Like it was fun, and then you just had to go and ruin. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, Gary, say baby girl is a naughty girl. Well. I, I think it's important that you get that message to him. I will save it for the next time you... I've got so many messages. Someone's saying Mark Hamill is Jake Bond. I mean, why not? I like point. it. Remember the past. Bring it to life if you have to. Oh no. Episode 9 for you. So Rags, do you plan on replying to Patricia Taxon, formerly Eric Taxon's video? As I've said many times, um, it is a terrible video that really isn't worth a response or hurrying to one. We will probably get around to it, but eventually. This is the thing. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be possible this very, year. Because very low priority. I've got like at least four EFAPs planned and then a whole bunch of ones that are like in theory. And then we've got episode nine coming. Like, I don't know where it's going to fit in. It's going to have to wait. Um, I think the Knives Out looks pretty good, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Well, trailers are supposed yeah. to make things look better, you know. Yes, we'll see. Uh, hi, Rags. Tell us why Hello. Masquerade is your favorite film. I thought the actors did an excellent job conveying emotions. I cried like a baby, but I also laughed at the parts. Um, I think that it appropriately shifts its tone. The parts you're supposed to laugh and the parts where you're supposed to feel very sad. 
I think that it does an excellent job conveying, you know, the themes of loyalty and staying true to what you think is right. Uh, I think the sets are excellent. The music really does a good job to accent what's happening in the scenes. But man, it's just such solid acting from all of the people involved. And I don't know their names because it's a Korean film. Um, I, I just don't know the actors. I'm not familiar with them. But man, I was I was super invested in all the characters and all that. Stuff. But I but I would re I, I adore it. I need to rewatch it sometime because I just remember watching that and I was sold. I was so into it. Mm -hmm. Hi, Gary. Did you say hi to Rags for me? Hi, Mola. Hello. Um, I guess he must have said hi to you at some point, so I'm going to say the answer to that probably yes. Well, just in case. Hello. Hi, Wags. Hello? <laughs> See, I always keep, always, always leave him wanting more. Hi, Gowie. You guys walk. You're great too, Mauler, but pronouncing your R as a W isn't clear in print, so I left you out of the gag. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, I accept it. Thank you very much. Uh, Rags, if you had the money, would you get a suppressor, short-barreled rifle, short-barreled shotgun, a machine gun, slash any full auto, or all of the above? Would I have either one of those or all of the above? I guess, yeah. Definitely all of the above. Of course, all of the above, but because that's obvious, if I could only pick one of those, it would probably either be a suppressor or a short. I don't really have any interest in automatic weapons myself. I'm fine with having Razor Fist on, just don't let him poison the well on Kojima. I don't know that Kojima's going to come up, because uh, I don't know if Kojima's really ever come up in our EFAPs passing. But, uh, yeah, uh, if Razorfist wants to come on, or if he wants to come on, I don't know. I don't even know what the topic would be. Honestly. Figure out what he's interested in. Uh, Mauler, EFAB live at Wembley Stadium when? 2020. When we got a slot. So, it'll be a little the time for now, but if you freeze yourself, we'll see it faster than most. Relative to your perspective. Rags, please sing two more drafts of Iwa Yongwa. That thing I posted. <sighs> Alright, let me scroll up. It's very easy to pick out from the other messages in the Discord. I wa zhang wa. I assume that's how to pronounce it. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I wa zhang wa. Yeah, let's see. If you want something a bit more dramatic where it ends on a lower note. If you want something, I guess, more jubilant, you could always go with like, I wa zhang wa. Yeah, something really, I guess. I don't know. I hope that I hope that was good. That's got to be it. I feel like it's nailed. Oh yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think that does a good job. Scan me, I dare you. Also, hi Mola. Hello. Random question for you all: Date Rose Tico or Captain Marvel? Date Rose Tico or Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel has more power. You should probably get your stuff. You know, um. And Rose Tico's living in a world where she's about to get blown up by a huge army of Death Star well, wait. things. Well, I think this is... Um, I think that... Is this someone... like, If if we're in this relationship with them, are they in our world? Or, or, or are we in theirs? I figured that since they used the character names that we'd just be attaching ourselves to them, sort of thing. In that case, Rose Tico. 
Um, what's the rationale exactly? I get to be in the Star Wars world. Think of all the places I could go to get away from this bullshit. <laughs> I mean, the Marvel Universe ain't so bad either. Oh, I guess that's true. There's the Guardians. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have to stay on Earth. I could go anywhere in that universe. Uh, hmm. Who? Oh, okay. Because what's interesting is that we've already had this discussion shift away from them as people and the worlds <laughs> that they're attached to. But if it was just them as characters, who would you pick? Like to hang out with? I would probably. Yeah. Okay, so my interest with Captain Marvel is I would like to actually crack her. I want to convince her that she's actually a piece of shit by going over everything she's done. With Rose Tico, I mean, probably nice. I don't think we'd have a lot of similar interests, me and Rose. Uh, who would you rather have sex with? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. Who, who would you rather have sex with? Um, do I have? Is it like as they are in their in their respective films? I would say as they are or in any way that you believe that you could alter them through a relationship. A very hard question. That is a very difficult question. Um, um I would I would I think I would rather have sex with Rose Tico. If you're adding the relationship part, it probably would be Rose because you at least have a chance of like having it develop while, rather than dealing with a literal god. Also, I think the actress, uh, if we're going by ages, is younger. However, Captain Marvel wouldn't age, so... You know, I, longevity of the relationship, I guess. Because I think that it's... And, and again, before chat gets up in arms, there's no doubt they have because of the delay. This is not like definitely. This is very much. Um, this is very much a a, a a a tenuous decision that I'm making. I am I am legit, like kind of conflicted on this. But I think that is what I would go with if I had to commit to it. Not just threaten it, but if I had to commit to it, that's what I would do. That's who I would do. I think you have a rash. Yeah, it's it's not an easy question, chat. I don't think you can judge a person for trying to answer it. I also think that these are good super chats, by the way. But I I kind of think like they uglified the actress for the part of Rose Tico, right? With the outfit and the hair and everything. Definitely a uh, a piece of information that's important, chat. You cannot deny. But it. I think, but I think that they did their damned hardest to make Brie Larson look as attractive as possible every scene in Captain Marvel. So I think that does weight it to some degree. And was this like one fucking you and that's it? Or is it like dating them fully? Well I I hate to sound I I hate to sound like like a super gayman, but I guess it depends on like their personalities and stuff. <laughs> well like, the question from the super chat was dating. Because it's so. dating. Yeah, because it's dating. So that implies over a, a, a period of time seeing them regularly. Imagine, and from what we see most of the Rose has the superior character. I think so too. But 
And even when you're dating, most of the time you spend with them will not actually be balls deep in that pussy. So you're going to have to, it, it is a very real thing that you have to put up with the things that they say and do. And, you know, again, and I think Captain Marvel would just be smug and insufferable. Imagine that you can't even disagree with her. She'll zap you. Not, not that Rose Tico doesn't zap people too, but, you know, at least hers is from a device rather than her innate abilities as a godlike creature. I think, and I would say that Rose Tico at least tries to do the right thing more than Captain Marvel does. Yeah. Then again, this is, and this is really tough. I can, I'll absolutely understand arguments on the other side. I'm not super invested in my decision, but I think I can, I, I think that's what I would go with. Uh, this guy's arguments were so mind-bogglingly stupid. She didn't think the people of King's Landing were innocent because they didn't revolt. And so she burned innocent children to free them from slavery. Yeah, I mean, that ended with him agreeing that she thought they were innocent anyway, so. Uh, Muller, I can't wait for the 24-hour Gedelb. Rags, I watched that PF game with you and Aiden, and I agree that Jeff was bad writing because the DM made it too grimdark. I agree with Jeff? Jeff was the unicorn. Oh, well, it said, I agree that Jeff was bad writing because the DM... Made it too grim, Doc. Um, I I don't. Jeff made it too grim. Does he mean Bill, who was the DM? I mean, uh, I will. I think I I've said I've made the criticism that when every every fight that you encounter is some super other planar other otherly planal monstrosity horror eldritch kind of abomination. When they're all like that, it's kind of yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it loses its appeal. It's like if it's like in a video game, if every every item you find is some crazy magical enchanted prophecy induced enhanced ring of some crazy property, you know, it it, it loses its grounding sort of. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there there was a lot of good aspects to it. There were some bad ones, but hmm. yeah. uh, also high rags. But anyways, guys. Also, I just want to let I, I finished the sequel uh, to I Will Survive called Born to Be Alive. Um, Judy, uh, a year later, Nick, uh, Nick leaves Judy and he returns a year later to talk with her, begging her for forgiveness that he walked out on her and didn't support her uh, during her uh, time of need and distress. And he comes to discover that Judy has taken a, a lesbian lover, uh, a vixen, in fact. Hmm. Uh, and he, in a in a fit of uh, a moment of rage, Nick accidentally uh, shoves her and causes her injury. And it ends with um, Judy basically dumping Nick, shoving him out the door. And the last page, which is the only page in color, uh, uh, she says she's better now, much better. And that's where it ends. So I guess the person who wrote this comic really didn't like Nick Wilde. Because he kind of gets shafted in both of these. So, this is very interesting. Mauler and Rags cannot be a part of the fandom menace. You're not fanboy enough, and thank goodness for that. Well, except Lord of the Rings, sadly. Also, hi, Wags. Hello. I think um, there'd be a time where we consider ourselves fanboys, but. Yeah, it depends um, on what we're talking as about. As I've said, the, uh, the most valuable love is love that is conditional. And Star Wars turned into something poopy, and therefore I lost my adoration for it. Mm -hmm. 
Please don't step on snack. Then God step on snack. Sad. Alright then. I think uh, it's about the Bible verse. Oh, right. Dear Mola, the other day I was grouchy about having to work another several 12-hour shifts all weekend, and this woman told me I should smile. I never felt so threatened and unsafe in my own work environment. What should I do? You'd probably report her to the authorities. Yeah. Uh, does she have a motorbike? Or any kind of vehicle? Find a think way. about all the other people that she said should smile. Yeah, and then you have the ability to electrocute people with your bare hands. I need to know these things before I can advise you on what's next, but uh, there's a movie Technically, called... yes, with static electricity. True. So there that is this is movie true. called Captain Marvel. It has a how-to guide on dealing with these people. You'll find it in the special features, deleted scenes, uh, hopefully. Just give that a gander, and... Uh... Uh, if Jay watches Lord of the Rings and you confirm it, will he finally be made a host, or at least a permanent recurring guest? Jay objectively makes the best ethos. Um, watching Lord of the Rings is what you need to do to be consistent on this podcast. Like, that's... So once he gets he that... Spaceballs is boring, though. Yeah, he's kind of... He's gonna have to make up for it a lot. It's not just watching Lord of the Rings at this point. It's gonna be a lot of things. Yeah. And pull those off. Maybe he can... Uh, hi, Rags. Hey! And Mola. Hello. Hero High should become a guest. I don't know who that is. I don't know either. Uh, this guy's logic was so bad, I volunteered for Ra to throw me off a roof. Also, hi, Wags. <laughs> Hello. Uh, you'll be happy to know I've been breaking down the past EFAPs into individual audio clips for meme dialogue to minimize requests for voice clips in future. God. Oh, wow. Sounds, uh, sounds extensive. <laughs> that is a lofty task. Um, all viruses are immune to antibiotics. Alright. Okay, I don't know. Learn that. I didn't know that. Uh, I think Joker's third act from Dancing Down the Stairs onward would have been better if cut down. Felt like it dragged and really took me out of the movie. Really? I didn't feel that. I kind of, uh, I was very much going every, every bit of it because uh, he felt... Like a character who was finally able to do whatever he wanted, and that the juxtaposition of how happy he was compared to how sad I was—I was able to revel in it for a little bit with him. Be like, he's having fun. It's been so horrible up to this point, and then the police thing happens, which is a nice sort of slide right back into reality, hit you in the face. Then you pretty much get to the show. So I don't know. It seemed to work for me. I'd have to. Yeah. Rags, I know the dictionary is bad sometimes, but the definition of obfuscate is misleading and confusing. Say that one more time? <laughs> Rags, I know the dictionary is bad sometimes, but the definition of obfuscate is misleading and confusing. That's fair enough. I have a super chat. I give it a high five. Yeah, yeah. Sexual harassment. And someone's just super chatted that alone. I... Muller and Rags, what do you think of Creep Show? Never saw it. I don't know what that is. Dairy. Uh, Danny went Dragon Postal. That's an understatement. Thoughts on Jay getting kicked around on Facebook? Oh, right. Do you know about. Well, yeah, there's no reason why you would know about this, Rags. Um, so Jay was a part of a Facebook group that was apparently created in aid of basically being like talking about TLJ without being a dick or Star Wars. 
Uh, okay. So like, just just kind of about it. Nobody gets angry. No one throws insults. Everything's fine. He's like, and like one. Uh, gradually, they've been getting more and more like aggressive toward anybody who dislikes the film. And then it was like this mm-hmm. post that was like, "You're an asshole who th- thinks the film isn't good. You're shit, blah, blah. And then apparently they called them out for it. Like this is really not what this place is meant for. And then like he got a response from someone saying like, "If you think that, you don't really you shouldn't really be here." And then I think he got booted, is what he said. Yeah. That. Oh. That, that okay. Re- that reverse toxic fandom. <laughs> That's kind of what we would be getting at. Like there are there are obviously going to be um. Wow, geez. Like, opposites to these scenarios. The people who are like overly obsessed with how good a thing is. Because you you see it all the time, right? Like the straw man arguments will be like, oh, these people think. That themes don't exist. These people think that visuals aren't important to a visual medium. Like, who are you talking about? Where are these quotes coming from? Yeah, what are you? You're just pulling this out of some imagined version of me that you've completely fabricated in your head. Uh, if you search rags on YouTube, rags the worst YouTuber by Patricia Taxon is the fourth result. What are your thoughts on it? Also, hi rags. Hello. Uh, terrible video. Not worthy of our time, really. We might get around to it later. Low priority. Oh, look. YouTube. It is currently the fourth result, but uh, hmm. I doubt that'll last that much long. Nah, I don't think so. Um, rooftops are cool, but defenestration is cooler. Um... Uh, the act of throwing someone out a window. There's yeah. a word for that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Glad well, I, I, can, I can see the reasoning with the loud crash and the when, yeah, glass everywhere. It's certainly more spectacular. I don't know how Taxon can think he's a woman because calling Rags an intellectual coward when he won't even talk to you guys takes actual balls. Well, oh, he was no. willing to talk as long as Rags wasn't here. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. He wouldn't come on if I was there. And as we saw today, I'm super unreasonable. I wouldn't say that. I'd say you hide your bigotry between sentences. Oh yeah, that's right. You have to you have to listen in between the lines. Very, you're a very bigoted bigot. Double bad. I'm a bigot. Uh, the treachery of the long knives was correct. I'm not sure how to react. It made me think of the knight of the long knives. Oh, I don't. I guess it's a Game of Thrones thing, and I I don't I don't know over that one. Hey Mola, any computer gear you guys recommend? Uh, computer I'm... gear? I've had good luck with Audio Technica headsets. Um, I think Logitech makes really good keyboards and mice, um, especially the G six hundred, which is the mouse that I use, the one that I will always recommend, probably. Um, looking for mm. gear. Uh, G Sync monitors are extremely what nice. What microphone do you use? I use an AT2020 USB Plus. That's literally the microphone like fucking everybody has now. Like you have it, I it's have it. It's really good. Metal yeah, it. it's Fortier has it. Fringy has it. Wolf has it. It's a hundred twenty bucks. So good. It's like it's the, plug it in and top it's... of the line consumer grade that doesn't, you know, go into a tier of money that's kind of ridiculous. Like uh, oh yeah, the next one up is the. I don't know if it's called Gush or Lush or 
think there's a podcast uh, microphone that I think uh, H3 and but um, I mean I'm I'm not opposed to the idea of upgrading this one to get something better but this one is really good and I've been very pleased with it yeah as for like I guess computer gear that's more specific than like peripherals it's just gonna you know you know how it works it's like good value uh, performance for money is it changes every year pretty much depending on what, what around who's releasing what um yeah, yeah i wouldn't be the best person to ask for up-to-date information but plenty of websites probably have good, good recommendations uh the chat glitch slash slipped by last efap so asking here what was your favorite instance of arthur's laugh he's got so many my favorite was the laugh that picks up in the background during the penny flashback flash flashback uh Mine was probably the one where he's laughing out of sync jokes in the comedy club. Huh. Gives me a big sense of just how much he's struggling to get it. I liked his laugh after he uh, got fired and he was leaving. That cuts off really quick because I thought the whole punch out thing was actually fun. There you go. I, I was actually kind of laughing along because that was the legit funny thing that he said. If you could make one Star Wars movie, one Marvel movie, and one DC movie, what would they be about and why? Holy shit. <laughs> that's, that's for me and you, I guess. That's like six different answers. Uh, um, also, hi, Rags. Hello! The one Star Wars movie would probably be, assuming I can scrap the trilogy, give me one movie to try and crush um, a big story about the things that happened after, or maybe just do something distant in a other part of the world, have some fun. The Marvel one, um, I kind of always wanted a movie between Infinity War and Civil War, going over what Earth was like for however many years, if it's one or two, where you had a team that was government-oriented and sent out versus a vigilante team, and how Cap and Iron Man made a dynamic of some kind in that. I wanted to see what was going on with that. And then as for a DC movie... I, I'm really okay with anything good. I don't really have a preference with D. What about you, Rags? What about me? What was the question again? <laughs> uh, if you could make one Star Wars movie, Marvel movie, a DC movie, what would they be? Why? Um, uh, do they have to be in addition to what we already have, or...? You can make your own rules with this one. Um, I'd probably, I'd rather make a, I think I'd put a, make a Star Wars movie over in the other ones. Um, and it would be between, it would probably be about some, it'd probably be concerning the political strife of reforming essentially a galactic government after the empire has been substantially weakened and all the interesting stuff that happened as a result of that, all the conflicts that might occur. Because, you know, when you talk about the scale of this sort of thing happening, there's obviously going to be problems that arise from, all right, we have, I mean, it's a good thing that we did in this case, but we did create a power vacuum. We need to fill it efficiently and quickly. And it's not going to go over well with everybody. So, you know, it, it would be very Star Trek-y in terms of negotiations and things like that. And there would be, you know, potentially renegade groups that go against whatever's, but that that's that would be something that I would probably the most interested in creating of those three. Uh, what's your opinion on the Harry Potter movies? 
don't really have many They're... strong perspectives on those ones. I watched them all at least once. And I thought they were neat. Yeah, they were fine, I guess, but they probably weren't very honestly. Yeah, I've not really given a critical eye to them. Yeah. I, I never really um... cared for them. My Unsolid Sunday, Nerd Row Big Boy in 2019. Unsolid Sunday. Is that referencing? My Sunday? My Solid Sunday? But Sundays aren't solid. They're like, they're sockwids. There'll be some kind of reference we're missing. Maybe. I, I guess I just don't get it. Um, Molly, you're a damn cool dude. Thank you. Rags is a babe. Yeah, boy. Uh, Gary is freaking awesome, too. Reminder that Island of Dr. Moreau from 1996 might be right up your alley. It's an entertainingly bad movie. I I've heard about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's been suggested before. Possibly by the same super. Oh, my. Tolkien would rape Martin and love it, Wolf. Oh, wow. I did mention that. It was funny. Uh... Defenestration for Danny. I don't know, I mean, she's dead already, so throwing out her windows, I mean, you can do it. It'd be it, funny, because but... she'd be all limp in there. Uh, Game of Thrones needed more foreboding with the events leading up to the Night King and Daenerys. Like a sense of inevitability to Night King's victory and Daenerys' fall. Both were like proof that happened. Oh, oh, both were like poof that happened. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, for everything. Honestly, just for everything. Everything needed more time. It was too rushed. Uh, it's, like the, it's like Batwoman. Things are so rushed, you have no time to get investment in a lot of the events and characters. China should be reduced to hand borders. Don't understand. What's I don't know what those are, but I like the idea of reduced. Finally watched the Screw Steam stream on Wags' channel. Why is Jim Sterling so fat and stupid? I mean, Cause, well, because right he probably doesn't have good diet and he doesn't exercise, is the answer to the first one. He's not stupid. He's just, he's got blind spots. I think he attributes things to other, to things that, I don't think his logic necessarily follows a lot of the time. D&D uh, &D rolled natural one when making season eight and nine out of Game of Thrones. Reroll, reroll. Have any of you considered posting on BitChute? It's a new creator-focused ho video hosting platform designed to give YouTube some competition. Yeah, I um, thought about it, certainly. Yeah. Um, it'll definitely be the, the backup if things go awry on YouTube. If the choice is watching you go through every uh, Super Chat since EFAP 1, or listening to that massive you had on this EFAP again, I vote 42 hours of... Maybe we can make the topic interesting. I don't know. Be a way to make you know, something. I'll do it. I'll be fine. I'll be great. Sorry, not nine. Bad type, or maybe not. But it was so bad I couldn't exist. I think he meant resist. But yes, resist. An EFAP? Excellent. This is just what I need right now. Been feeling down in the dumps lately. Someone snuck onto our farm and killed all our Enwood. All oh. your nice. Corn? Yes, all of the nice corn was ruined. <laughs> oh, not the nice corn. I mean, the bad corn is still there. They didn't do anything with the bad corn. The oh, nice no, corn, they left doomed. the bad corn and they cut down the nice corn. 
Rags refused to answer my question. He is paid off by evils. I ask all Who? of the EFAPs, how does Owl swim through tree? Not how Owl fly. Also, hi, Rags. Hello. Isn't it pretty obvious? He's, you know, just put one, one wing forward and swish past all the leaves, pulling you forward a little bit on the little twigs. Um, you do it with the other arm, slash, wing, and rinse and repeat. Swimming through a tree. Nailed it. Mm -hmm. uh, crack open a cold F with the boys for Game of Thrones. Sans is in Smash. Love you fellas. Have a good night. Hope I'm not too annoying. Free Honk Conk. Free Honk Kong. Absolutely. That, that pisses profile Dave is the reasonable extremist. No, that's fair enough. I like it. Uh, just woke up. Passed out. And from what chat's telling me about the guy, it was probably good for my blood pressure. Laugh my ass yeah. off at cop. Coppola joining Scorsese and dabbing on balding Twitter, soy guzzlers like him. Uh, dab. Mola, are the Welsh even white? Yeah, mostly. I mean, I think. That would be my, my assumption from, from what I see around these parts, but you get all kinds of colors down here, too. Every color under, under, under the wonderful rainbow, including purple. People like Thanos are welcome here. We're not going to disparage as long as it doesn't have one of those gauntlets. Muller, are you finished with game criticism? No, no. I, uh, I mean, if ever there's a reason for it to come up on EFAP, I'll obviously do it. And I would like to make more game criticism videos one day. It's just other things are sort of priority. And it takes me a while to get any video done because I want to go there covered to the newest standards I'm sort of getting to. But I have been doing um, redrafting for part three three of TFA. I just, uh, I, I don't know that I'll be able to start editing that one rather than working on a Dark Fate video, because I'll be seeing that very soon. Hey Rags, you requested additional information regarding the question I sent last EFAP. To clarify, the critiques that your peen and or butthole would give you are completely objective and unbiased. Alright, I instantly know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who are not aware, he's referring. He's it was asked of us: Would we rather have a, a penis that is constantly critiquing, offering critique on our lovemaking, or our anus would constantly offer us critique about every, but about us every time we critique something? I chose the butt tentatively uh, because of uh, because of lack of some clarification. Um, I will say if can other people hear this voice if so then it will be the butthole if other people cannot hear the voice then I'll go with the penis if it's because if, if, it's if I have someone giving me objective information on how to better fuck someone that I can instantly apply into giving someone else a better time and enjoying myself more, I'll take that. Yeah, that seems but pretty good if, in a way. Yeah, that's actually like excellent. That that that'd be great. But um, if I also someone offering offering me criticism, um, it's probably definitely not going to be something that takes me out of the moment too much. I'm still going to be having the time of my life. But if it if it is something that it, other people can hear. I wouldn't want it to be the penis because I don't want the other one, uh, other person there having my penis speak to me while we're, you know, going at it. So I would go with my butthole. Okay, so they're saying only you can hear it. Then in that case, 
I would rather have my penis offer criticism uh, during the lovemaking. So when I'm doing the horizontal hokey pokey, I want to know how to do it the best way possible. Always looking to improve my game. And if there's any more clarifications, Rags will alter his answer, but that does seem to be pretty extensive. There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I clean my carpets. Hello, Wags. Also, that guy. Hello. Missed last week, Wags. Did Murray deserve it? Murray? The guy on the talk show? No. Glad you said <laughs> Wait, there are people who Ra. say that Murray deserved to be killed? I wonder what Ra would say. Ra would say Ra would ask if he's gay or not. <laughs> but I mean, we we you you know that some people have some crazy tismy takes on Joker. I bet there are people out there who are like, yeah, Murray deserved to die. Because he was part of a class allegedly or something, whatever. But no, Ended obviously Murray didn't deserve to be killed. Uh, hi, Rags. Hello. Hi, Mola. Hello. Mola, if you ever have time, you should check Vinland Saga. It's an anime slash manga. It has a character that is basically Welsh Tywin. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that combo. Coppola and Scorsese eating these capish babies is great. Oh, cape shit babies is great. James Gunn crying and posting Tumblr notes, lol. Off my ass off, go film Captain Boomerang scenes with Polka Dot Man, you loser kid diddler. I mean, he did make Guardians 1 and 2. Those are pretty awesome films. Uh, and he didn't diddle any kids, as far as I know. Yeah, it was, it was some weird stuff with going to, like, what was it? Uh, themed like parties? Like, really, yeah, really weirdly themed parties, but that's completely different than the act itself. I mean... That yeah, not even on the same plane. The thought and the action. There's all we've always we've always got to make sure to draw a distinction between those two. But uh, I'll agree. It's just like what? Was there a theme? Oh, okay. you know, it's just like a what? Um, but I mean, yeah, he 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 got fired and reinstated. And uh, as for Coppola and Scorsese coming after apeshit films, like good for them. They make films that are just better than everyone else's, apparently. Or at least Marvel. Fine. Authorities on film. We can't possibly not take their word 100% seriously. Hey, Rags. Say what? I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I like. I, I like completely. Actually, phased out for a moment. Sorry. Could you say that one more time? I'm oh, sorry. I said, "Hey, rags." Oh, hi. Hey there. Uh, your equality video A plus plus. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad you liked it. Also, hi, Mola. Hello. Uh, have you watched the videos of the XR guys getting yanked off the top of the trains the other day? I laughed for a solid twenty minutes watching it. The XR? I have no idea what that's referencing. XR yeah, guys I, I don't being know yanked off the top either. of the I don't know if that's referring to. XR. Hmm. Hi, Rags and Mola. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Favorite black and white films? Um, uh, hmm. I, I hate to be generic on this one, but probably 12 Angry Men and Citizen Kane. And. Is, hmm. I don't. 
I can't remember too many that I've seen off the top of my head. Psycho. I I can't remember many that I've had. I I don't know. I I'm gonna have to withhold judgment for the moment. Uh, have you seen Judge Dread 1995 and or Dredge uh, Dread 2012? What do you think of them? If so, hi Rags. I really like Dread 2012. <laughs> have you seen the uh, Stallone Dread film? I have not. I've heard it's Mimi. We should that that could work for defat movies actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's it's. Uh, I remember being funny. Uh, but yeah, the newer Dread yeah. was was so much different. Like night and day. <laughs> um, Someone saying "Birth of a Nation." I've totally forgot that one. Oh, for black and white I stuff. I, I'm always a I'm I'm always a sucker for a happy ending. You know. I've put broccoli in spaghetti bolognese. Is this is this the person we can trust, right? I mean, I I. That doesn't seem like it'd be bad. I mean, I don't see why broccoli and pasta wouldn't go together like that. Seems reasonable to me. I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's that not work, unreasonable. Yeah. Uh, beating a dead horse is bad unless it is undead. I agree. That's fair enough. Well, beating a dead horse isn't bad if it's just a dead horse. You're just applying pressure to dead flesh. True. Rags, have you read the sequel? Oh, wait, yeah, so you did. I did. Uh, more like Lame of Thrones, am I right? Absolutely. Freaking Lame of Thrones. Wait, did Lame my super chat call out to Susan when the stream went down, not go through? Shame. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, we should introduce Erica Taxon to Ra's Roof. Seems like everybody's going to Ra's Roof. There's going to be a lot of people Ra's up there. There's like a huge queue. Uh, who would win? Bobby Hill or Bart Simpson? Oh, Bart Simpson easily. Have you seen Bart yeah, Simpson? I feel, can... like, I feel like Bart Simpson's got the bloodlust in him. And he can tank so much. Like, he gets strangled regularly in a very vicious man. Survive it. So I'm thinking that, plus all of his ingenuity, Bobby's going down. Uh, how would you feel if Spider-Man had a crush on Captain Marvel in the MCU? I read a rumor about that the other day and felt sick. Hashtag praise the dawn. Well, clearly they're doing something with him and MJ, right? So that would be weird if he had a crush on Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I have to see what they do. I uh, hope not. What's there to like? Like, well, what's, <laughs> what's there to like? What about Captain Marvel or the MCU? <laughs> no, about Captain Marvel. No, like nothing. actually, tell that's, me what's there to like. That is the job of the sequel now to uh, to create something likable about her. That's the challenge. That's why I'm kind of interested to see what they end up doing. Um, suppose we'll just have to find out. Uh, do more EFAP Jackbox. I love that we can interact. Uh, we're not against that. Yeah, I do want to play that game again. I want to see if it's like. I'll test out a few more things. Maybe try reducing the players down or something. I don't know what it is, yeah. but um, I enjoyed the game. I thought the game was fun as well. It's it's fun, but I, 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 I do feel like it's really heavily weighted to the trade. Uh, not the traders, the uh, aliens. I agree with that. Um, unless, in the unlikely event, that we got really unlucky four times in a row with the bioscanner and miscommunication in the maybe aliens get 
can get screwed over really easily, but I would assume it is just biased, biased towards them. Uh, your thoughts on The Last Samurai? My favorite. Hi, Rags. I really like it. Yeah, I really Hello. Like it as well. I don't know what to say about accuracy. I'm sure somebody probably has a breakdown somewhere on YouTube, but uh, I remember really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, Stonewall Shad. Keep asking him until he gives up. Stonewall Not sure what to make of that. Stonewall Shad. Keep asking him Hmm. I'm not sure. Imola, Tom Lenk as James Bond, just saying it would finish Andrew's arc. Oh man, I'd have to see some some tests. I don't know if he could pull off being James Bond from everything I've seen of him in Bond. Also, hey Rags, come play in my 40k Hello. show time. Come play in my 40k show sometime. Who's that? No, I I'm actually I'm actually prepping another thing to replace Tails. So we will um I might not have the time then again with however all the times we get delayed doing nazi vampires <laughs> of course palpy was alive this whole time and building star destroyers this whole time duh it was foreshadowed final trailer tomorrow get ready oh my god rags we got we got a star wars trailer and batwoman oh we, we we're, do we're so blessed with such amazing content so regularly <laughs> um Mola, when are we getting EFAP merch? A shirt of full of Tismi references and general massivity is required. Again, uh, we want to. Uh, it would be great. Um, looking into it, I swear. More, more things, time, discussion, things happen, but uh, even I would I'm like a, an EFAP shirt. I wouldn't mind that at all. No, same, same. I'm uh, down with it. Everybody listen to Numa and... Tempest off of Tool's new album. You won't regret it, especially if you're a real long man because they're 12 plus minutes. Rags, I had yeah, no idea you love China. A Y Zhongwa. That means. I yeah, I figured that meant something, Tismi. So when is Sinatra Says coming on? I don't know who that is. Uh, he's a YouTuber. Uh, he wouldn't be a bad guest. Uh, today's guest made me want to find a room full of younglings or a village of sand people. Uh, I see through the lies of the ha ha he he poo poo Master Yoda. <laughs> what? See through the lies what? of the ha ha he he poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a Jedi Master. Who sent the chat about Joker's last act not being perfect? I want a name now. Uh, was that somebody's super chat? I can't remember. Uh, when you say the last act of Joker Joker's wasn't... last act. Oh, oh I, yeah, he said yeah. it was slow. He said it wasn't paced well. Right. Well, I, I'm i going to go ahead and not give the name raw, just because your rooftop, you know, there's enough people on it for now. We don't need it. We don't need more. It's fine. It'll be either a sad or scary day when raw doesn't have a roof high enough to yeet someone off. I, I don't know what it'll mean. I don't know what it'll mean to the culture of EFA. I mean, why, why live? Why go through this charade? Hi, Rags. Hello. I just looked at that tax and vid and felt the need to donate to you. It's just so bad. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Um, it is pretty bad. Uh, I don't know how it ranks. We still need to do that. Um, big like stream thing. I think I've actually got the link for it now, where we can rank like the content creators we've covered. So that'll be fun. But uh. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I can't believe I'm going to be a father. Judy, yeetus the fetus. Oh, <laughs> yeetus the fetus. 
<laughs> now apparently no in this i pick this up from the comic no rabbit has ever had an abortion before she's the first rabbit to have an abortion yeah uh Mola, tell wolf we miss him also tell him to embrace the prequels halo 4 and nickelback of course i will make sure he's a uh, by the way, does the idea that Hitler is the worst human being, where does the idea that Hitler is the worst human being come from? Stalin was way, way worse, and all you ever hear about are Nazis and Hitler. Um, I think it's the whole Holocaust aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, how bad the camps were themselves, and I mean, a lot of it is optics, I think. I mean, obviously they're both very terrible, but I think Hitler's story, it, it tugs on the heartstrings a little bit more because it's attached directly to like a world war and invading countries and Jenna, you know, all that, all that nasty, terrible stuff. Uh, these are the, the last ones throw this lispy queer from a root is lispy queer. The thing from, um, even Crowder stuff with, uh, Carlos Maza was lispy queer. Yeah. One of the things. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the context is him being fucked, fucking branded, you asshole. Oh yeah, talking about the, um... Uh, PSA sit shit his opinion about Joker on a livestream a few months ago. A few months ago? What he said, the story was cliche, obvious, and shallow. The writing... I can't read all of that. Really? Well, he's wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> we, we will, uh... Uh, maybe, maybe we'll be able to talk to him. You said a few... Oh, sorry, a live stream a few moments ago, not a few months ago. Oh. Yeah, cliche, I, obvious he's wrong on that one. Oh, well. Can't win them all, you know. The hate mongers of the Toxic Brood are Russian assets using objective film criticism to sow disunity and division into American society. Hillary Quinton. Uh, take these here, dollary dues. Favorite subgenre of metal? Also, high wags. Hello. Favorite subgenre of mill? Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not like huge into metal. I I, I like a lot of quick and speedy stuff. Uh, for me, it's symphonic metal. I love. What, what it. would that be like? So like. Metal combining with like a symphony filled with all kinds of instruments, I guess. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm big in that. Um, I really like Electric Light Orchestra. They did a lot of stuff like that. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can get. Um. Mm -hmm. Uh, do an EFAP on the IH Everything Jar podcast. Also, you haven't seen... Uh, well, I can't do a podcast on a podcast. It's gonna do, that would take I, forever. I only ever do, like, snippets. And the last thing we want is to watch someone for, like, ten minutes as a, as a section while we just don't say anything because nothing said, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, it would have to be a particularly offensive thing. Uh, also, you haven't seen Creep Show. It's a good horror movie. Watch it for your own movie thing with rags before October ends. Well, I enjoy watching movies with uh, Mahler. I, I enjoy watching movies with you. Especially on Spooky Ween. Yeah, Spooky Ween. Do, do we need to... 
we need to watch like the fly is kind of like horror in a way oh yeah that do we need to watch story. like a proper horror one either a very good one or a very oh, bad one i'll i'll want to watch darkness falls with you see if you think it's we can that's, do that absolutely well we'll sort that out uh before spooky ween ends Rags, when you walk outside and stub your toe on a box containing an MG42, do you keep it for yourself, take to a museum, or do you check the bushes to make sure there isn't an ATF agent hiding in them? I'd obviously check the bushes. Um, there, the legal complexity of what happens if you find a machine gun is, raises many questions. Um, uh... That would depend. I, I will tell you, I'm not sure what I would do, but I, I will say that I would be extremely tempted to just not report it. I would be like, I would be very tempted to just not report it. Yeah, I'd probably just walk away. <laughs> I'd be like, oh God, a gun. In Britain, we, uh, we get spooked by simple spoons. So imagine the error. Um, I'm sitting in my green room in YouTube Studios when Susan and her assistant walk in. Me. Susan. Patricia. Hey, it's Mrs. Wachkiki. Susan. Oh, Patty, that's fine. Now, Ra, what's with the clown makeup? Patricia. Yeah, didn't you hear? Some guy, some gay video essayist got thrown off a roof today by some clowns. Susan. Wait, Susan. Patricia, I'm sure he's heard. Me. No, I hadn't. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in anything. Patricia. See, that's what I'm saying. They'll go crazy if you bring this guy out. Susan, it'll work, it'll work, we'll give it a go. Now remember, Ra, we do a clean show. No N-words, no talk about Israel, okay? Me, perfect. <laughs> Susan, you go right up after Desmond is amazing. Me, oh, I love Desmond is amazing. Susan, good, good, someone will come get you. Me, oh, one small thing, Susan. When you bring me out, can you do it on the rooftop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, in Hollywood parties, diddling isn't rare. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I've heard when it comes to that Hollywood stuff that there is some freaky bad stuff that happens that is no good, very bad. Yeah, it's, like a, it's pretty sad how, how fucked up all of it is from what I understand. I like my women how I like my wine. Seven years old and locked in my cellar. All right. Excellent choice, Rags. I choose the peen as well. Also, good work hunting down that info about morning stars. That was my other chat from the EFAP. Thanks. Yeah, it's. I think it was an interesting question. I think a lot of people think they know the answer, but they don't. So it was good to kind of get clarification on that. Uh, fell asleep midstream. Missed your response in regards to skull-faced bookseller Honda-san. Please repeat. Um... Just your response in regards to skull-faced bookseller Honda-san. Does that sound familiar to you at all in any way? Hmm? Skull-faced bookseller Honda-san? Skull-faced bookseller Honda-san? Yeah. I have no idea what that's referring to. Is it an anime again? I always assume it's an anime. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> what does Chad say? I legit say? have no idea. Anime about a bookseller. And you Ra on EFAP, every roof a toss or ERAT. Poetry. Makes sense to me. But is it <laughs> yeah. about good rat? Or just rat in general? For the mum for the Mimaroonies Mauler, are you on your way? Rags, to where? To what? 
Thank you, you wonderfully and beautifully twisted souls of men. All right, then. I mean, yeah, is, I'm glad to provide such introspective. Um, tell Wolf that Kingdom of Heaven is trash. Hi, Rags. Hello. Um, I haven't seen Kingdom of Heaven in a long time. I'd like to watch it again. Yeah, I think, I think Wolf is very pro-Kingdom of Heaven. I haven't seen it in ages, so I, I can't really say. Oh, it's been, it has been a long time. I remember liking it, but that was years ago. Years ago. Uh, Spider-Man dumps MJ for Captain Marvel. Racism? We'll have to see. Who bloody knows? Uh, watch Killer Bean Forever for EFAP movie. Would you rather have sex with MJ or um, Captain Marvel? Is MJ of legal age? I was Surely about to say, she is, right? I'm, uh, I'm assuming she is in real life. I don't know if she is in the film, though. I In real life, then. Well, okay. I'm assuming the character was of age. Um, I mean, the... I don't know. I just don't want to fuck Captain Marvel. <laughs> what if there's a bag on her head, though? She still ain't got no ass. Yeah, but you don't have to... You don't look. Don't look. Keep your eyes away. Looking's looking's half of the battle. <laughs> Good name. Looking's half of the battle. But look at looking is like that's a big part of it. You ain't gonna close your eyes. Well, if there's a bag on the bag on your head, there you go. You don't have to close your eyes. You just can't see. There's a bag on my head. Um. <laughs> uh, Example of undead horse to beat. TLJ is a good film arguments. They never seem to die. Kill it already. We've still got like four huge videos about how TLJ is still good to go through. We haven't managed to make it through this year of EFAP. We have disappointed the audience. But don't worry, give us a few more years and we'll get there. Uh, Taxon is completely self-unaware. She complains about Rags not giving a fair interpretation of the resonance argument arguments whether or not that's true that's what she's doing to rags yeah i think that's applicable hmm. uh, when are you gonna get pewds on <laughs> i don't know if like why would we have pewdiepie, PewDiePie on? he's kind of PewDiePie. are you kidding kind of low 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 fry low fish small fish in a big pond you know I, i'd rather get guests that like have an audience yeah i suppose that's fair enough like, oh yeah, I guess he has some interesting opinions, but it's like, it's really about yeah. the viewers. It's about what you can bring. This PewDiePie guy, doesn't he just like, let's play Minecraft? Most generic thing you could do on YouTube. PewDiePie, please come on EFAP. <laughs> uh, did you guys ever address some of the comments on that IH Everything podcast video? I don't think we did. I don't know if we did. I didn't know if, I didn't know if there was anything of interest there, really. Uh, we, we got the, the main thing addressed, I suppose. Uh, you guys miss me yet? From the Night King. I'd say yes. I miss I, the Night King. Everything was better with you. Uh, Skull-faced bookseller Honda-san is a manga-slash-anime I recommend. As a retail massive, I think Mola would enjoy. I ah, figured yes. because the name made no sense, it was probably a... Um, I guess the bookseller you know. part is where you go, ah, retail, of course. <laughs> um... Rags, would you rather fuck a male Deathclaw or Captain Marvel? A male Deathclaw. I was gonna say that's pretty easy. I'm surprised they made that so easy. We're doing like all these difficult ones, and you just throw in the male Deathclaws. 
Also, right, email death claw. That brings us to the end. Holy manoleum. How long was that, anyway? Seven hours. See, and to really? me, that felt like, oh, nice, a normal-sized episode. <laughs> like that I'm felt doing it a little a long for me. I feel like the, the uh, I, I feel like the, uh, debate dragged on a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I'll give you that. That's, uh, I, I, I'm usually not so encouraged to want a debate to end. I just didn't feel like it was really progressing that much, which is a very common reason for a person to want a debate to end. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still glad we had it. We got to experience what it was like to speak to somebody who really did like Season 8, which I thought they were fantasy people, but they exist and have arguments. Um, so that, yeah, that pretty much leaves me with saying um, thank you all very much for the kind donations. Uh, there's loads of memes, and I think next week we're going to be doing a Joker stream again. Play the Joker. Um... Plenty of fun to be had with that one. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to do this this meme stream thing, if it's going to be like on a Sunday or if we'll try and double it up. Oh. Yeah. Um, if I know ahead of time, it'll be fine. As long as I know ahead of time. Because we're going to have a lot of shit to go. But, uh, yeah. Not that it's bad, just a lot of stuff to go. I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, I've done fan art, I've done meme videos, I've done memes. It's like, I've got a shit ton. Yours is probably collected. And if it isn't shown on this meme stream... Then just try me on, be on the next again. stream like, or yeah, the next I... episode. It depends on how fast they're compiled. I'm looking at them now. It's just like holy fuck! <laughs> like I've got this enormous list of fucking links. Oof. <laughs> It'll be fun. Um, this brings us to the end. That's what you think. Uh, if you want to prove Benioff is an awful person, a lazy narcissistic man-child with evidence, the Dragon Demands has a lot of content that you can use. I'm not too. I wasn't too hell bent on that because I I don't think I've ever said they're bad people or anything. That was actually one of the first things he said when he came into the call. He was like annoyed that people are saying they're like bad people. And I've even, never heard that. And if it is, we're def we're obviously not here to defend the morality of their writing. Yeah, like um, I, I don't think they're bad people for fucking up the writing. I would rather attribute it to a mistake or laziness. Like, they fucked up, or they were apathetic, that sort of thing, instead of being... I don't assume they were malicious. I don't assume they wanted to upset everybody. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. I think that they probably thought what they were doing was good, and that's part of the problem. Uh, get Monkey Jones, Metica as guest. Yeah, I don't... I don't... I, don't I would mind. love to have Monkey on. It'd be interesting. Some, I don't know what Monkey's up to these days, but... um. I don't know. I hope he's doing well, though. Yeah. It's a tragedy what happened to him. Uh, what really gets the noggin jogging with Joker is that no one brought up all those sport teams using Rock and Roll Part 2 after Gary Glitter's arrest. Say that one more time? What really gets the noggin jogging with Joker is that no one brought up all those sport teams using Rock and Roll Part 2 after Gary Glitter's arrest. Uh, Gary I... Glitter's... God, is there a song in the film that Gary Glitter sang and they used and it's awkward because he's like uh, convicted of something? I need more information because I can't remember and I don't want to say something too drastic I, without getting information. I heard something relating to that, but I mean, what's your ability to separate, I guess, something an artist does from the quality of the song that's used? Because like, if someone writes an amazing song, can nobody use that song because of what someone else did regarding it or is seen i guess oh yeah yeah i know the song yeah 
Um, I meant for a meme, could you say, are you on your way, and have Rags reply, to where, to what? She is. Oh, okay, so... Oh, okay. Here we go. Are you on your way? To where? To what? <laughs> Alright, there we go. Um... Yeah. And finally, uh... What's wrong with me, Metica, my long man? Why no answer? I'm guessing they're asking what's wrong with Metica. I don't necessarily have anything wrong uh, issue with Metica anything. coming on. Yeah. I seriously That's doubt fine. Meta would come, want to come on EFAP, but if he did, I'm up for it. I'm pretty much up for anybody coming sure. on, honestly. Yeah. Everyone gets to come on. Quinton. Quinton reviews. Quinton. Come on EFAP. Quinton, please come on EFAP. <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> Explain everything, Quinton. You can help. Um, but yeah, all right. So we'll see you folks next week. Or probably talking about Joker with who knows what guests. I'm not actually sure of it right now. But I hope you had some fun. And uh, this will be up on Moolah soon enough with a possible trailer reaction for Star Wars and an episode of Batwoman being super, uh, super cut. So, yes, plenty to come. I'm a woman. Thanks for watching and good night. Leia White on EFAP. That's, that's a possibility too. Not against any guests. And haha, I caught it before the stream ended. EFAP done, watching Joker again right now, life is good. Excellent, Ra. There you go, both of them done. Okay, actually, good night now. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad. Watch Joker, it's great. Yes, we prove that. Do it again. Seven times. <laughs>